ancient land of China, schools and the martial arts were a way of life, but none were as lethal as the one we are about to reveal. Five deadly venoms. A secret society, each man unknown to the other, identified only by a mass, representing one of nature's deadly assassins, the centipede, the snake, the scorpion, the lizard, and the toad. Five deadly venoms, five masters in the martial arts, each man pitted against the other in savage combat, and each trained in their own vicious method of killing. They practiced a special kind of kung fu, killing by instinct, with machine-like precision, lightning speed, and ruthless power, as ferocious and deadly as the venomous creatures from which it took its name, and whose stings were always fatal. Kill or be killed. Five deadly venoms. No mercy asked, none given, in a kung fu epic as brutal as nature itself. Five deadly venoms, survival of the fittest and kung fu action at its very best in the most spectacular martial arts program of the year. Five deadly venoms, five stinging ways to die. Pick your poison, you'll be stung to your seats. Don't miss Five Deadly Venoms, a Shaw Brothers presentation. Theirs was a mission of certain death. Outnumbered and unarmed, they must get to the tyrant that enslaves their people. No weapon, no matter how lethal, can match their Kung Fu. Alexander Fusheng stars as the young martial arts expert pitted against a murderous warlord with a deadly Kung Fu skill. They live to fight and fight to live in a whirlwind of Kung Fu action. Four men sworn to battle to the death against these lawless legions of the damned. The Four Assassins.
children of destiny await the ultimate challenge. Death and destruction were the Manchu order. They murdered their way to victory. Nothing could stop them until they met the five masters of death. Five new men of destiny. Five new deadly ministers of kung fu justice. Five new kung fu killing techniques. The whipping triple jointed stick, an avenging reaper of justice. The piercing pole, driving its way to victory. The deadly tiger stork, no one escapes. The crushing crossed fists, pounding up revenge on Manchu murderers. See the five kung fu masters of death defeat the Manchu warlords. See the five masters of death. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Even a wolf has his weaknesses. And a powerful enemy. The final showdown belongs to McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. Or forgive them, because they killed his wife, they raped his daughter. And they deserve to die. So he's doing it again. His way. Charles Bronson. He's the best there is at getting even. Goodbye. Death Wish 2. Rated R. Now playing at the Sacramento Drive-In, Dome 24, Birdcage Walk, and the State in Woodland. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. The all-new process that puts you in the picture. Whether you want to be there or not. It will scare you. Count on it. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. Rated R. Now playing in Sacramento. Check newspapers for theaters and showtime. This is the movie that Rex Reed called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. This film is positively ruthless in its attempt to drive you right out of your mind. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From New Line Cinema. Rated R. There are killers on the loose, dressed like cops, and they always use a magnet. There's only one cop around who can crack this case. They call him Dirty Harry. In 24 hours, Harry stops a robbery, covers a stakeout, and prevents a hijack. Clint Eastwood is back, and this time his world is dirtier than ever. Magnum Force, rated R.
opening Christmas Day at selected theaters around the country. theaters.
知道你还是会喜欢我的Pleasure doing business with you. I 本来想推薦你上去，但你上頭唔批准。點解？呢個人你應該好熟嘅。我聽日要走。
投入去台灣嗰單嘢，咪帶埋一成咯，俾個機會啲後生仔啊嘛。一朝做贼，想做好人不容易。我已经冇咗个细佬，我唔想连你呢个朋友都冇埋。阿杰，唔再叫我做阿杰，叫阿 Sir。而家大把世界，有好多旧客要靠豪哥你拉翻嚟噶。我哥系产值唔系我啊！呢度已经唔系我同你嘅世界。你嘢喐手啊！即刻转翻转头。啊
one of the ten best films of the year. A high-octane mixture of outlandishly stylized camp and outrageously sensational shootouts. Outrageously exhilarating. Guaranteed to tingle the most jaded moviegoer's palate. Film concocted with nitroglycerin, the combined energy of the Road Warrior, Robocop, and the Terminator. The killer is great cinema. A thriller comedy that will leave you breathless. ...of Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop 2 comes a movie that will leave you breathless. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt... Christopher Walken in a Tony Scott film that critics are calling a Bonnie and Clyde for the 90s. True Romance. Rated R starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. Follow my instructions and we all walk away clean. Domino, you're with me on the side. Shepard, you cover the rear. All we want is the money. This is an inside job. Ten million in cash. Let's go home right now. I've seen you two. We're celebrity hostages. Wow. Oh, thank God. Domino, we did Now playing. Dogs. Before Pulp Fiction. The original Men in Black shook the world of action cinema in the original A Better Tomorrow. Proudly presents the explosive bullet ridden sequel, A Better Tomorrow 2. Hong Kong action mavericks John Woo and Troy Hark take the heroic bloodshed genre to the next level and beyond in a violent symphony of destruction that is often imitated but never better. Chow Fat, Leslie Chung, and T Long. 
better tomorrow too. the show i am the hard bastard and uh, we're gonna start off with the fallout from the completely insane and unlikely to hold ruling from the pervert judge against trump uh kathy hockle the aids commie governor of new york tries to do damage control says that new york businesses are different than donald trump and have nothing to worry about after the 354 gorillion fagillion negillion dollar ruling 
in the civil case. Uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul uh, all but admitted that her Attorney General, Letitia James, civil case against Donald Trump was a partisan affair. In an interview with local radio host uh, John Kasmatis, Hockel told other New York business owners that they have nothing to worry about and you will not be targeted by her Attorney General's office as long as you're obedient and you praise Joe Biden and you allow uh, Democrats to sexualize and groom children and mutilate children and you go along with all of the globo-homosexual agenda, you have nothing to worry about. Kasmatis asked the governor if New York business owners should be worried after the Friday verdict in which pervert judge Arthur Engeron determined that Donald Trump must pay out $355 million in damages years after Trump's New York-based business took out bank loans and paid them back. Trump, uh, Trump his, has, Trump his back biz, what? Trump his back that business in the state should? I don't know what the fuck's going on at Post Millennial, but that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, Cass Manis says if they can do that to the former president, they can do that to anybody. In response to the ruling, Trump said a crooked New York state judge working with a totally corrupt attorney general who ran on the basis that uh, she will get Trump before knowing anything about me or my company has just fined me $355 million based on nothing other than having built a great company, election interference, witch hunt. The justice system in New York state and America as a whole is under assault by partisan, deluded, biased judges and prosecutors, Trump said. The Trump Organization also said, uh, Today's ruling is a gross miscarriage of justice. Every member of the New York business community, no matter the industry, should be gravely concerned with this gross overreach and brazen attempt by the Attorney General to exert limitless power where no private or public harm has been established. Elise Stefanik weighed in, saying that if pervert Judge Angeron can railroad a billionaire New York businessman and former president and the leading presidential candidate, just imagine what he could do to all New Yorkers. But for Hockel, a case and a verdict like the one handed down to Trump is pretty much Trump-specific, and no other businesses in New York should fear prosecution. Oh, yeah. I think that's really an extraordinary, unusual circumstance that the law-abiding and rule-following New Yorkers, who are business people, have nothing to worry about because they're very different than Donald Trump and his behavior. Yeah, get the fuck out of the cities. Elon Musk learned that. Incorporating in Delaware, big mistake. Big $50 billion mistake. She said that she would not overrule Angeron's decision due to the need for a clear separation of powers, as she said was envisioned by our founding fathers. As for New York business owners, uh, you'd be burned at the stake if we were following the vision of our founding fathers. After a trial, a fair trial, of course, and safely, politically, and humanely. Anyway, as for New York business owners, she told the radio hosts, by and large, they are honest people, and they're not trying to hide their assets, and they're following the rules. Yeah, rich people are not trying to hide their assets. <laughs> the whole art world is based upon rich people hiding their wealth. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Anyway, whatever. Trump was accused of overvaluing his assets to gain loans from banks, the Trump Organization submitted their valuation of assets to banks in support of loan applications. Blah, 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 blah. We've uh, heard it all before. And so the AIDS commie governor says, so this judge determined that Trump did not follow the rules. He was prosecuted, and truly the governor of the state of New York does not have a say in the size of a fine, and we want to make sure we don't have that level of interference. For many New York businesses... However, Hockle's assurances may not be enough to keep them in a state that prosecutes businesses for taking out loans based on asset valuations and then 
pays them back. Charles Gaspano in the New York Post says more than $2 trillion in assets from the companies leaving the city and state for somewhere that isn't here over the past four plus years. Trump is, of course, appealing the verdict. So Kevin O'Leary, uh, O'Leary comes out. Entrepreneur and media personality Kevin O'Leary, O'Leary blasted the pervert judge's controversial ruling. O'Leary slammed the ruling in an interview with the New York Post. He says, the fact that he was found guilty, you might as well find guilty every real estate developer on earth. I don't understand where someone got hurt. What developer doesn't ask for the highest price valued for any building they built? O'Leary said the ruling was not healthy for the country and that he wants it to be appealed and overturned because it's wrong for everybody that participates. Everyone that participates in this ruling should be arrested. He says, if this judgment stinks, sticks, every developer must be jailed. They must be found guilty. They must be put out of business. You can't do this to one another. It's not about Trump. It's appalling. It's unjust. I would go as far as to say it's un-American. O'Leary said New York was a loser as a result of the ruling because it could mean businesses in the state decide to leave. You'd be crazy to stay in New York. Now, if you have Democrat protection, you know, if you're running like a child grooming business, uh, then you're going to be fine. Uh, if, you're, if you're like a rabid political homosexual, you'll be fine no matter what you do. But uh, if you're a normal person, uh, especially if you're a populist or you're not a self-hating white, you got big problems. Anyway, he says, we're just stunned. You're stunned? That's interesting. I'm not stunned. I, this, was, this was obvious. These commies are the most predictable people on earth. You knew it was going to be maximum insane judgment. He says, the shockwave sent through the real estate industry is insane. Other former top executives uh, were also banned. And then you have... Um, Jonathan Turley, obscene award against Trump is testing the New York legal system's integrity. This is what he wrote in The Hill. In laying the foundation for his sweeping decision against Donald Trump, pervert judge Arthur Engeron observed that this is a venial sin, not a mortal sin, yet a $355 million judgment. One would think that the pervert judge had found Trump to be the source of original sin. The judgment against Trump and his family and associates was met with a level of unrestrained celebration by lunatic AIDS commies that bordered on indecent, well, decency, Jonathan, decency is for human beings, okay? So you can't expect commies to engage in something that they're not capable of since they're not people, but that's okay, you know. Maybe I'm wrong about the nature of commies. I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying this is where I'm at, okay? You don't have to agree, no problem, but I've had enough. I've had enough. <clears throat> I believe I've seen the true nature of commies, and it's been quite an education. And now I feel like I understand at least somewhat. I don't think I get the entire picture, but uh, I'm getting there. I think I'm getting there. Attorney General Letitia James declared not only that Trump would be barred from blah, blah, blah. We know all of that. Um, that makes the damages against Trump greater than the gross national product of some countries. Yet the court admitted that not a single dollar was lost by the banks from these dealings. Indeed, witnesses testified they wanted to do more business with Trump, who was described as a whale client with high-yield business opportunities. Undervaluing and overvaluing property is a long-standing practice in New York real estate. The form submitted by the Trump Organization caused, uh, cautioned the banks to do their own estimates, and the loans were paid in full and on time. 
Yet the New York law used by Letitia is a curiosity because it does not actually require a victim. Indeed, everyone can make ample profits and still allow for an investigation into repeated fraudulent or illegal acts. Having campaigned on bagging Trump on any basis, Letitia turned the law into a virtual license to hunt him down along with his family and associates. The pervert judge proved the perfect judge for the case. The opinion itself seems almost cathartic for the jurists who struggled with Trump inside and outside the court in the judgment. The pervert judge fulfilled Oscar Wilde's rule that the only way to be rid of temptation is to yield to it. He ordered everything short of throwing Trump in a wood chipper. The size of the damages is grotesque and should shock the conscience of any judge on appeal. And again, I reason I go to Turley a lot He's a normie, okay? Obviously, some based legal guy is going to call bullshit on this, obviously, and I recommend, you know, Viva Fry and Robert Barnes show, but you know what you're getting with them. A normie, what I'm, I am fascinated when normies call things like this grotesque. Obviously, people that are aware of what's going on, of course it's grotesque. This is what they do. It's nothing new. This is not new. But to watch a normie who kind of, still, I think, trusts the institution, but is not a dishonest person. It's like watching a person who's blue-pilled but not dishonest observe their surroundings and comment on them. It's a fascinating thing. I, I, love, I love observing people like that because you see where they're going to go. How far are you going to go? You know, like how long is it going to take you to realize that this whole thing is fucked? Are you going? And then when you're presented with that, what are you going to do? Are you going to lie? Or are you going to tell the truth? It's all very fascinating to me. Anyway. The size of the damages is grotesque and should shock the conscience of any judge on appeal. Even if the Democrat-appointed judges on the New York Court of Appeals were to ignore the obvious inequity and unfairness, the United States Supreme Court could intervene. State courts tend to get a significant amount of deference in the interpretation of their own laws. After all, uh, if New York wants to turn Wall Street into a remake of the Hunger Games, it only has itself to blame as other businesses flee the state. The impact on New York businesses is likely to be dire. New York is already viewed as a hostile business environment with the top end of its tax base literally heading south as taxes and crime rises. This draconian award is only going to deepen concerns over the arbitrary application of the law by figures like James, who previously sought to disband the NRA, which was uh, ridiculous. As James uh, gleefully uses this law to break up major New York, uh, a major New York corporation, it is hard to imagine many businesses rushing to the Big Apple. This follows Donkey Teeth campaigning against Amazon, seeking to open new facilities in the city after this week. Drawing new businesses to the city is going to be about as easy as selling country estates during the French Revolution. The one hope for New York businesses may be the U.S. Supreme Court. Despite the deference afforded to the states and their courts, the court has occasionally intervened to block excessive damage awards. For example, in 1996, the justices limited... Uh, state awards of punitive damages under the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. In that case, BMW was found to have repainted luxury cars damaged in transit without telling buyers. An Alabama jury awarded $4,000 in in compensatory damages for the loss of value in having a factory paint job, but then added $4 million in punitive. 
Even when the Alabama Supreme Court reduced it to two million, the U.S. Supreme Court still found it excessive, and they stepped in, saying that uh, grossly ex excessive uh, awards raise a basic unfairness of depriving citizens of life, liberty, or property through the application of arbitrary coercion. The court may find almost a half billion dollars in damages without a single lost dollar from a victim to be a tad excessive. That prospect will not dampen the thrill-kill environment in New York this week in electing openly partisan AIDS commies such as Letitia and uh, Fat Albert Bragg. Voters have shown a preference for political prosecutions and investigations. In Bonfire of the Vanities, Tom Wolfe wrote about Sherman McCoy, a successful businessman who had achieved the status of one of the masters of the universe in New York. In the prosecution of McCoy, for a hit and run, Wolf described a city and legal system devouring itself in the politics of class and race. The book details a businessman uh, fall from a great height, a fall that delighted New Yorkers. It is doubtful Trump will end up as the same solitary figure we're wearing worn out clothes before the Bronx County Criminal Court clutching a binder of legal papers. But you do not have to feel sorry or even sympathetic for Trump to see this award as obscene. The appeal will test the New York legal system to see if other judges can do what pervert Judge Engeron found so difficult, set aside their feelings about Trump. New York is one of our oldest and most distinguished bars. It has long resisted those who sought to use the law to pursue political opponents and unpopular figures. It will now be tested to see if those values transcend even Trump. So I don't agree with the closing here. I think it's already over. When you have, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was in New York, right, where they found a guy guilty for posting a meme, Douglas Mackey, okay? Now, I'm sure you could point to some shit that happened before that, which would reach my threshold for, for dismantlement and, and, and uh, irredeemable corruption, but I'm gonna, I'll go with that one. Uh, it's just, it's the most recent. So... Once that happens, the whole thing has to go. He's saying that ne this is going to be the determining factor. Of course, everyone has their own threshold. Um, but I, I, the idea that like, oh, you know, if they don't reverse this, then they're corrupt. They're already corrupt. I mean, whether they reverse this or not, I mean, it's, it's almost irrelevant. It'll be interesting to see if it happens. But that's interesting. That's uh, Jonathan Turley. Fascinating. All right. So Trump is campaigning in places where he normally wouldn't because Joe Biden is such a poor president and uh, he goes to a sneaker con in Philadelphia and I believe he'll be going to the Bronx at some point. So this is fantastic. There's footage. He rolls up to Pat's or Gino's, whatever one it is, and uh, th there's all sorts of people, Italian, black, white, standing around him, smiles on their faces with their phones. It must absolutely piss off the AIDS commies to see that in Philadelphia, in Philadelphia. And then just like Philly does, you hear it at Sixers games, you hear it at uh, uh, Eagles games, but the chant's a little different this time. He gets on the stage and what's the crowd chanting? Fuck Joe Biden. Oh, not let's go Brandon. Fuck Joe Biden in the way that only Philly can. It's fantastic. Philly is saying fuck. Now it's not everybody in Philly. There were some boos, of course. Now, the media lied, and they're like, oh, he was booed off the stage. No, he wasn't. That's totally made up. Show me the video where he was booed off stage. That's completely made up. The majority of the audience was cheering, fuck Joe Biden and USA, USA. It's fantastic. We'll get to the video. 
Trump brings down the house at SneakerCon in Philadelphia. Crowd goes wild. This is great. This is exactly the type of voters to target. Young sneaker cons are where young people are. Sneaker flipping is a huge deal. It's a huge deal. It's it's a very young person thing. Uh, a lot of it is insane. Spending five hundred thousand dollars for a pair of sneakers. Fuck that shit. I do like sneakers. But I always go for the knockoffs because, it, look, they're all made in China. It's, the, it's pretty much the same thing. So why pay 500 for something you could pay 60 for? But do what you want. I don't care. It's your money. You want to pay $500 for a pair of shoes? It's up to you. Some people flip them. Now, flipping, you can do that. Uh, but anyway, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. But this is fantastic to go after uh, 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 these types of, uh, of voters. Um, and again, go into the Bronx, just go everywhere. Go everywhere. Court every voter. Have outreach for every group. Black people, Hispanics, and white people. Do a specific white outreach, okay? Because first of all, there's nothing wrong with that, and you should do that. And secondly, man, is that going to piss them off? Oh, how dare you reach out to white people? Anyway, so this is, uh, this is fantastic. So Trump took the stage at SneakerCon. Let's, uh, let's go to the video here. Um, all right, one second. Okay, here we go. Speakers on. Let's uh, check the video of Donald Trump at SneakerCon. we'll get into it you might want to be wondering about these gold sneakers <laughs> absolutely hilarious trump uh, will get into the gold sneakers in an image post to twitter a pair of solid gold sneakers with red and white soles and a t replaced on stage just ahead of the president's arrival <laughs> Fast forward before I get a copyright claim. So yeah, they're, they're going to claim my ass for that one on YouTube, but uh, you, you get the point. So then he gave a speech. I wanted to do this for a long time. This is something I've been talking about for 12 or 13 years. I think it's going to be a big success. Your influence has been very positive. They love it. They love what we've done. Yeah, they sold out. The sneakers sold out in a couple hours. Um, 400 a pair. If these were like 100, I probably would have picked them up. I can't... Look, I like Trump. These are hilarious, okay? I'm not dropping $400 for a pair of shoes. Feel free. It's your... I have no problem with that. There's no... There's just no way on earth, okay? There's no way on earth. It's not happening. Uh, but, but, you know, 100, no problem. Uh, hopefully they make uh, Chinese knockoffs of these. But here's the here's the th here's the problem. There's a problem, and this is and I realize I'm the one with the problem here. You gotta have the full tracksuit, okay? They gotta make a tracksuit. You have to make a gold Trump track. You know, there's not a lot of Trump tracksuits out there. There's really not a lot of them. There's just not really what I'm looking for. You need to make a gold, and on the side is the American flag. Someone needs to make a full-blown gold tracksuit that you can wear with the gold sneakers. That's what I'm talking about. So hopefully they do that. Now they have other sneakers that are 200 a pair. Not really my style. These are gaudy as fuck. But again, they're, they're middle finger. These are middle finger 
uh, uh, sneakers. These are middle finger sneakers. Uh, these are uh, fuck Joe Biden sneakers. They're fantastic. Um, and then there's a signed pair. Now that's a fucking, that's a hell of a thing. A signed pair, that's fantastic. I think they went for nine grand. Uh, they did an auction. And then they got these other ones. They kind of look like Yeezys. They're 200 And uh, they're available for pre-order. And uh, it is what it is. You got to, someone make a goddamn tracksuit. I do think there's this Chinese website that they will make whatever you want. Uh, you gotta, you gotta like, they'll print a picture on anything. So if you get the dimensions right and the DPI right, you could give them um, a picture and you could do the track jacket, pants, and sneakers. They're probably not going to look like the best quality, but you, you can order one at a time. You don't have to order like 500, because what are you going to do with 500? going to start flipping bootleg tracksuits and fuck that noise but anyway this is fantastic um and uh so then there was a woman she was gets on stage she says she loves trump uh, to vote for him all this stuff and uh so then he you know he's shilling his sneakers and uh it's fantastic going to sneaker con with your own sneakers this is a great idea i don't know if trump came up with this idea himself i don't know if it was one of his advisors but this is exactly how you reach young people. And look, would I go to a sneaker convention? No. Even though I like sneakers, the sneaker atmosphere, in my opinion, is total AIDS. It's total AIDS. Uh, but I'm, you know, this is not, this is a young man's game. It's just not my thing. I'm just not. And plus, I'm not going to Philadelphia for anything. You could have the big titty, wonderful tracksuit, lasagna, greasy pizza convention. In, I'm not going. I don't care what... It doesn't matter what's down there. I'm not going. Fuck goddamn Philadelphia. It has nothing to do with the people. I mean, the criminals. But the regular people, I have no problem with. It's a shithole. It is... First of all, okay. I've been here most of my life outside of Philly. Philly has been a dirty city. Even during the best times, it was called Philadelphia. Okay, because of the filth. It's always been like that. Now, it's like a hundred times worse. There's zombies in the street, not everywhere, but in a lot of places. And I have people that, that I know that go back and forth, and I ask them, I'm like, you know, what's different now? Is it there? They're like, yeah, there's homeless people, oh, like, all the time. They see homeless people all the time. It's like a problem. Going through the train station, piss, the, st not, and again, understand, that, that's, that's normal, but this is next level piss. It's like piss all the time, not just, uh, not just once in a while, and and you know maybe maybe they're exaggerating. I don't know because I don't I don't go down there, but uh, it's just not anything I'm interested in. And then of course this is sneaker con. Here's the crowd. Let's see what's going on here. I would take that. Uh, those are, uh, uh, I don't know what kind of Jordan 4s those are, but uh, signed Jordan 4s by Donald Trump. I would definitely, that, that's, that's awesome. Trump has a great signature. He has a real good signature. You know, some of these a a athletes or whatever, they just, it's like they have lazy signatures and they suck. Trump and like Ken Griffey Jr., they have like nice, long signatures. Anyway, whatever. That's pretty cool. That person's very lucky. Um, and then he s signed his gold shoes. And uh, let's see. 
But I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, so there you go. Um, I hope he goes to the Bronx. I hope he goes to the Bronx. That'll be a hell of a thing. Anyway, that you know the fuck Joe Biden chant video? Um, assholes, uh, AIDS commies on the internet were sharing that video saying that tr Trump was being booed off stage. How is Donald Trump being booed off stage if the crowd is chanting fuck Joe Biden? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But uh, yeah, pretty funny. Good troll. Uh, these are nice middle finger sneakers. A little gaudy, I will say. They're very gaudy. Um, gold track suits are gaudy, but uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, the Sicilian in me from the Moors. <laughs> it's just like gaudy track suits. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, it's gonna. Now I don't know if this is gonna turn into a thing. There's talk, but I don't know if talk's gonna turn into action. We'll see. Um, I support these guys in their effort, though. Truck drivers say other truckers will stop accepting loads from New York City after the Trump verdict. Good. Good. On Friday, a truck driver who goes by Chicago Ray Online said other truckers are going to start refusing loads to New York City. In a video posted to Twitter, Ray claims he was told by at least 10 other truck drivers that starting Monday they're going to stop going to New York City. He says, I talked to three guys that I work with who texted the boss and told him no New York City. I don't know how far across the country this is or how many truckers are going to start denying loads to New York, but I will tell you, fuck around and find out, okay? We're tired of you motherfucking leftists fucking with Trump. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. I agree, sir. Our bosses aren't going to care if we deny the loads. We'll just go somewhere else. But what I'm hearing, this is real. We'll see. I hope so. That would be fantastic. Chicago Ray went on to warn uh, again to leave former President Trump alone and what the fraud case against him in New York City amounts to election interference. The trucker also recently applauded to take our border back convoy in late January. Former President Trump, and then it goes into the whole thing that he was ordered to pay the 350 gorillion, fagillion, nigillion dollars. Um, so we'll see if this turns into something. You know, there's a lot of truckers. It would need you would need a large coordinated effort. But even if they could do something to just um, inconvenience uh, New York City, I think that would be fine. So we'll have to see. Um, this is fascinating. The Biden regime is backing away from their aggressive push for electric vehicles as consumer demand remains low. Joe Biden is reportedly preparing to ease its push to force electric vehicles onto American consumers as consumer demand for the vehicle remains low. Dealerships have expressed serious concerns and automakers have had to cut production and revamp production of gas vehicles. Really? <laughs> I can't believe it. The New York Times reported the move was a concession to automakers and labor unions from the administration as it was forcing limits on tailpipe emissions to force Americans to switch from gas-powered cars to more expensive electric vehicles. See, there's the tactic there. That's how, look, look, I don't care. I say this all the time. I don't care if a person disagrees. Like, if you're a climate change faggot and you think the world is ending and you, you know, you, you use leaves for toilet paper, I don't care about that. Just, you know, leave me alone. Don't fuck with me. But you need to be honest about your position, okay? So an honest person, let's say you have a liberal, a, an earthy liberal, okay? You know, they have the, uh, the pine cone dilators. Uh, uh, shout out to Salty Cracker for that one. The pine cone dilators. And you got your pine cone dilators and your fucking TP, you know, and you're just, you're, you know, you're being a nature homosexual. Okay, no problem. But be honest when 
something like this from the Biden regime happens, you got to be honest, otherwise you're a bitch, because what they do is they play this game where they will try to pass something that is like an unreasonable limit on something like in this case, tailpipe emissions. And in passing this, what it's going to do is coerce um, and force car companies to go electric, okay? Essentially banning gas cars. Now, it's not technically banning gas cars, but it's reasonable for someone to conclude, oh, they're trying to ban gas cars or they're trying to stop gas cars. Now, the liars, the liars and the propagandists, what they do is they say, no one's banning cars. That's not happening. That's a conspiracy theory. All they're doing is putting limits on tailpipe emissions. Don't you care about the environment, bigot? See, that's very dishonest. That's very dishonest. So just be honest about your position. Just say, yeah, we, we want to uh, coerce people into using electric. We don't care that it's an inconvenience. We don't care that it's inferior because we believe that the planet is ending. And so that's why we're doing it. Okay. I don't accept that. I think it's bullshit, but it's at least an honest argument. It's not an argument I agree with, but it's at least honest. But the nonstop gaslighting propaganda from these assholes well, same thing with the gas stoves. You saw the gas stoves thing. Same fucking tactic. Same fucking tactic. Anyway. Um, so electric vehicles have performance issues in adverse weather conditions, the serious lack of charging stations, and the time it takes to recharge electric vehicles are among the top complaints from consumers. Who the fuck wants to sit at the gas station for 30 minutes? Because, you know, like there's a charging station at this one Wawa I go to sometimes. It's like, it's, you know, sometimes you go to places that are farther. You got shit that you got to do, you know, whatever. And you're in a place that you could not possibly live in. You know, it's like a rich area or whatever. Well, they got these nice Wawas, real nice Wawas, all these charging stations, whatever. And, and I'm, I'm getting gas, which takes, what, three to five minutes maximum? And I'm watching these people. They're sitting in their cars for like 10 to 30 minutes. Who the fuck has time to do that? I'm not doing that. I'm not going to sit there. Can you imagine having to sit the gas pump for 30 minutes? Fuck that shit. Or 10 minutes? How long does it take to get gas? Two minutes maybe? Three minutes depending on how empty your tank is? Oh my God. It is just absolute AIDS. Um, and, and look, there's some people that like electric cars. I don't have a problem. See, before Clown World, electric cars existed, hybrids existed, and you got one if you wanted one. In fact, the way they were presented pre-Clown World was, hey, you got this hybrid, you're going to not pay as much in gas. And people were like, oh, okay. And, and then you had the option. If you wanted to do that, you could do that. And that was it. No controversy, no problem. It was a reasonable technology that worked for some people. Great. But now the clown world happens, then the commies say, no, everyone has to have it now. And we don't care that there's not enough charging stations. We don't care that uh, it, there's really no change to the climate from doing this. You know, this is just what we're going to do. We don't care that it's going to destroy people and cause them inconveniences. We're just doing it anyway. So it's really, it's funny though now that they're, they're pulling back. So, okay, Trump came out, slammed Biden's ridiculous all-electric car hoax saying that communists in the Biden regime were the ones who were behind Biden's green agenda. Written three years, all those cars will be made in China. Within three years, all those cars will be made in China. Well, you got the Chinese subversion. A lot of subversion going on, including Chinese subversion. 
Um, In the separate post, Trump said that Michigan would lose the auto industry if Biden's crazed concept of all-electric cars goes into effect. Um, Excuse me. So, yep, interesting to see. And uh, I don't think it's over, though. The green agenda is still on the table, unfortunately. All right, this is good. Uh, There's a lot of shit DeSantis needs to be looking into, but this is one of them, and apparently he's looking into it. DeSantis orders the state to look into teachers politicizing book-challenging process to create false narratives. Okay, good. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced this week that he's ordered the Florida Department of Education to look into teachers who are abusing the state's book-challenging process to create false narratives in the media. DeSantis said some leftist teachers are trying to generate false narratives in the media by claiming that extremely popular books and classics are under review by the state, even though they're not, noting that some have even challenged the Bible and dictionaries. He says this is fraudulent, but it is what it is. It's trying to obscure the reason why parents have been concerned with the things that people saw, which are clearly not appropriate. They're trying to just confuse the issue to act like somehow classic works are somehow not welcome. Nothing could be further from the truth. We want to ensure that students have very rigorous and robust education. So now what we've seen is you've seen activists. They will go and challenge almost anything. It's not appropriate to be happening. Hijacking the process is not something we want to encourage in any way. He said some are doing it just to try to create a narrative to act like, oh, these books are under review and the media will take it and run with it and act like there's some debate on whether Florida law requires this or not, which there's not. So it's all theater, it's all performative, and it has no place in our school system. That's true. So good. I'm glad he's looking into this. Uh, He, I really, and and maybe there's something underway already. This fucking child mutilator in Florida, Sabibolith Gallagher, whatever the fuck her fucked up name is, that's your state. She's doing that in your state. Yeah, I, I would. Th- I would hope there's something. There's something there. Also, what, what happened? Oh, and then you have this absolute patriot. This uh, fine young man. Uh, what the hell was his name? I forget his name. He drove a truck through a homosexual intersection and he skidded his tires, and they're charging him with a felony. Hopefully, you're able to look into that as well. But anyway, we'll see. Did you ever think that you would see a time where you would even utter the words homosexual intersection? But I would ask you, what, is, what else is that? That's a homosexual intersection. An intersection with the LGBT flag painted on it is a homosexual intersection. I guess if you're like, you know, you, if you're not using GPS, you remember before GPS, you'd, you, would, you would like ask someone how to get somewhere and they'd be like, yeah, you have to go down two lights, make a right. You don't have to do that anymore. It's all on GPS, which is fantastic. But anyway, I guess if you were in a situation without GPS and you were near that area and you were saying, hey, where can I get to this place? They go, well, you got to go to the homosexual intersection and make a right. Make sure you screech your tires. Unbelievable. Uh, Or you could just call it Faggot Street. That probably would be pretty funny. Anyway, here we go. Do you remember this? Again, again. All the most predictable people on earth. This is the least surprising news of the day. Remember the whole thing with the Los Angeles Dodgers and this pedophile organization? Um, a, a pedophile organization of freaks called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Remember that whole thing? Well, guess what? One of them was arrested over child porn allegations, and I believe that makes two. I think that there was another one not too long ago that had similar problems. On Friday, a pedophile who dresses like a nun 
with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, was arrested in connection with child pornography and sexual exploitation of a child. While formal charges have not yet been filed, officials with the sheriff's office have recommended charges of four counts of possession of child pornography and four counts of sexual exploitation of uh, of a child. Jail records show that the pedophile and Outgamey County, Wisconsin Human Resource Director Adam Westbrook was taken into custody at 3.40 a.m. on Friday. This came after the Neenan Police Department and the State Department of Justice executed a search warrant on his home as part of a larger investigation. Libs of TikTok broke the news on Twitter showing Westbrook dresses in, a, in drag as a Catholic nun while wearing face paint alongside a bunch of other homosexuals and, the, and a mayor. Here are more pedophiles. Uh, Photos of the pedophiles uh, show Westbrook in his drag nun costume with other members of the group. Again, uh, it is as clear as day that pedophilia is explicitly part of the political LGBTQ agenda. Um, The Kenosha County Sheriff's Office said the arrest was part of a larger investigation to protect children, so they will not be releasing any information about the arrest. We'll see. Hopefully there's charges filed uh, soon. Um, Andy No revealed that the pedophile is married to a homosexual who is a school teacher. Gee, I wonder what he's doing with the children. Hmm. That's a a big mystery. That's a big mystery. I wonder. Huh. Weird. Homosexual male couple pedophiles? <laughs> what do you, come on. Next thing you're going to tell me, there's a disproportionate rate of crime among the black male community. Oh, that's ridiculous. Then you're going to tell me that uh, there's <clears throat> Zionists subverting and Italians that are greasy. How dare you, okay? Those are tropes. You're not allowed to talk about tropes. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what the key question about tropes is, are they true or not? That's it. That's all I care. I that's it. Are they true or not? That's all. Anyway, <clears throat> it is what it is. What a time. Clown world's a hell of a thing. Now, guys, you're just not respecting <clears throat> the niggers enough, okay? You're just, you're just not, okay? You just, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you have to start, you know, respecting the niggers a little more. Kansas City mayor accuses the governor of racism for calling Super Bowl mass shooters thugs. <laughs> Oh, Clown World is so good. It is just, man, this is real. This is a real article. Oh, man. Oh. See, this what I like about the language is that it forces a person to reveal what they find most important. I would argue, even if you don't like the words I use, that's okay. You can be offended. That's your decision. I have nothing. I'm not telling you not to be offended. But what we're talking about here are people that killed people. Okay, so that's the most important thing. How you refer to an animal. I mean, give me a break. Look, it's one thing if you just like willy nilly, you know, rolling up to people, calling them racial epithets, that's ridiculous behavior. Okay, that's not, you know, that's fucked up behavior. You know, uh, I would say calling people names based on their behavior, I think that's completely normal and righteous. Okay, and if you're an animal, and you kill people, you kill innocent people, why? Like the idea that you have to respect that person, that's crazy, they were murderers. They murdered somebody. We're not talking about a guy, maybe a mouthy guy at the store, that's not what we're talking about. Talking about people that fucking murder. So it's it's all very fascinating, but no, you gotta, you gotta, uh, 
Gotta show some respect. <clears throat> Kansas City Mayor Quinton Lucas said on Friday that Missouri Governor Mike Parson is not respecting the niggers enough. Um, at, I'm editorializing a bit. He made the comments while speaking to KCUR host Steve Kraske. He said, shooters and thugs is a dog whistle, according to the mayor. See, that's why, to avoid confusion, just, just say niggers. That's all I say. But you don't have to. Maybe you don't like that. Joggers, that's fine, too. I certainly do think this was a criminal activity. Again, I want to just be clear what's happening here. A woman, a mother, was murdered. That's it. She was murdered. She went to the parade. She, her team won, okay? She likes the Chiefs. They won. This is like the third Super Bowl they won. That's a big. That's a good run. They're on a good run. And uh, she gets murdered. That's it. Kids never see their mom again. And you, and people want to get bent out of shape about the term that you use to refer to animals? What kind of a fucked up society is this? This is a fucked up society. Anyway, whatever. I certainly do think it was criminal activity. It's lawlessness. And I think that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense, and I have seen this dog whistle time and again. Why do you defend the criminals in the black group? That's crazy to do that. But, you know, do what you want. You know, it's not my group. <clears throat> I'm not defending whatever. You could point to the mob. The mob's fucked up. Now, some of the mob is interesting and kind of funny where there was like, I mean, it's still even, even during the, the glory days of the mob in like the 50s, where they had quote-unquote principles. I mean, they still robbed. Like, they still, you know. <clears throat> and if you called them Italian niggers, I wouldn't argue with you. I would laugh along, okay? So I have no problem with that. Spaghetti niggers, pasta niggers, that's fine. I certainly do think this was criminal activity. But thugs is a dog whistle. A dog whistle, when referred to in politics... Oh, come on, we know what a dog whistle is post-millennial. Anyway, that's okay. In the interview, Lucas went on the rail on gun rights and spoke about all the gun violence in Kansas City. He then said that the only reason the identities of the shooters who committed the crime has not been released is because they're juveniles and not their race. Get the fuck out of here. If these were white teens, it, this would be, they would be plastered all over the media. Plastered all over the media. They, this would be racial 9-11. What, are you kidding me? Um... This is despite the fact that juveniles will be charged as adults in the mass shooting. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't just let them out of jail. Unfucking believable. Um, in 2021, Lucas announced plans to defund the KC Police Department by $47 million. And the reason for the decision was centered around listening to black and brown people. I dispute that. I would like to see which black and brown people said to get rid of the cops. Um, I would like to see polling on that. Uh, my, my position is black and brown people are like everyone else, and they don't want to uh, 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 have zero cops on the street. And guess what? They probably are the people that uh, uh, are the most reluctant to live in neighborhoods with animals. Okay. They don't want to live. A lot of them have to live with animals. Not all of them. There's depending on the neighborhood you go to. Sometimes there's suburbs that are fine. But this idea is a huge double standard that if like you're white, let's say you, you're white, you live in an area and you got a criminal element come in and you're like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here and you leave. They call that white flight. You're a racist for not wanting to live around animals. On the other hand, if you're black and you want to leave, that's fine. Although is, I think there's a thing where there's like, a, you're kind of like selling out but, you know, whatever. That's, uh, that's, it is what it is. 
Hopefully you just tell people like that to eat a dick. Okay. Tell them to suck on your white cock. Because, you know, they call you a white person if you move out into a white area. Just tell them to suck on your white cock. Hey, do what you want. It's so fucking stupid. He suggested that the $47 million cut is not actually a lot. He then railed on those who live outside the city for making suggestions on how to solve crime in the town. <laughs> oh, man. AIDS commies are incredible. That's why I just you just got to give them the finger. And then, you know, whatever they hold sacred, you just have to disrespect to the highest level. And what's beautiful about that is they hold sacred criminals, which they don't deserve any respect. Anyway. Now, here's a guy. This guy seems like an honest guy. They were like, hey, Roland, do some research on uh, racist police. And he was like, okay. And he did. And he said that when he found that there was no racial bias, all hell broke loose. <laughs> Harvard economics professor Roland Fryer revealed all hell broke loose when his 2016 study showed no racial bias in Houston police shootings. During an interview, Fryer said people quickly lost their minds after he published his findings. Yep, because there is a narrative they want to sell. They do not care if any of this is true. Fryer said that colleagues begged him not to publish the study, and he knew it would generate backlash once he did. I had colleagues take me to the side and say, don't publish this, it'll ruin your career. Well, you know, did he do it anyway? Yeah, he did it. See, this is, here you go. You, this is, you need as many people as possible, like this guy, to stand up to the threats and do it anyway. Whatever it is they tell you not to do, whether you're working on a study about the dangers of child mutilation surgeries, whether it's about bullshit racial narratives, whatever it is, when they threaten you, just do it anyway. Due to the threats and backlash after it was published, Fryer said that he had to have armed guards protecting him and his family for over a month. I was going to the grocery store to get diapers with armed guards. It was crazy. It was really, truly crazy. According to Fox News, Fryer's study of the Houston Police Department found that police were 23.8% less likely to shoot black subjects, 8.5% less likely to shoot Hispanic suspects than they were a white suspect, but were more likely to use more physical means of non-fatal force against them. Fryer said when the results came back in a way that he was not expecting... He hired eight new assistants and tested the results, which came out the same. The backlash continued in 2019 after now-disgraced former Harvard Dean Claudine Gay... Excuse me, what's Claudine Gay's real name? Gwenadine Assfucker, I believe. <laughs> That's a Saudi Cracker special. Uh, suspended uh, Fryer for two years after he was accused of engaging in unwelcome conduct of a sexual nature. Gay claimed his research and conduct exhibited a pattern of behavior that was not up to Harvard standards. Fryer uh, told Weiss that he hears karma as a motherfucker when she asked him about Gay. Um, according to the press, Fryer's the author of more than 50 papers and became the youngest black tenor professor ever at Harvard. But again, see, they don't care. The, the saviors of the blacks, they, don't, they want obedient commie blacks. They don't want normal blacks or blacks that disagree with them in any way. And if they do, this is the kind of shit that, that happens. They send Antifa or whoever the fuck else to threaten you and you got to walk around with armed security. And that's what they do. So that's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, okay, well, good for this guy. Standing up to the commies. Fantastic. Did they fire him? I think he's still... There. Oh, he's a tenor professor, right? They can't fire him. All right, that's got to be brutal. I'm sure they're making life miserable for him. Hopefully he uh, withstands... Good for him. Um, okay. Uh, first of all, 
you knew if you saw the clip, this was, I don't know, two weeks ago. So Barely Attractive Emma was covering a story about child mutilation. Now, Barely Attractive Emma from the Sam Cedar Show, she's very pro-child mutilation and child grooming, vehemently pro-child mutilation. So what she did is she held up a new quote-unquote study. Now, when someone talks about a study, they give away the whole game depending on how they refer to it. An honest person is going to say, hey, look at this new study. It supports my position. If you find anything in it that you think might be wrong, let me know. Okay, that's like a normal, what a normal person would do. But that's not what she did. Any person that, that starts pulling out shit like, there is no debate. The science is settled. There's no debate. That is a tactic. They want to shut down any dissent. Okay, that's not what an honest person does. So you remember that study where she was like, 94% of trannies say they're satisfied. This is hilarious. This is about that. LGBT activists tout a survey on satisfaction after gender transitions, but there's one glaring fucking problem. It's hilarious. This is hilarious. A recent survey promoted by tranny activists found that over 90% of transgender Americans reported higher life satisfaction after transitioning genders. Uh, the 2022 U.S. Tranny Survey's Early Insights, re released on February 7th, surveyed over 90,000 people and was open to binary and non-binary transgender people age 16 and up. Huh? Uh, are you missing a group here? <laughs> right. Okay. It's open to binary and non-binary trannies. <laughs> That's it? There's not another key group that you're deliberately omitting? Well, let's get to it. The study found that of respondents who have lived at least some of the time in a different gender than the one they were assigned at birth, again, a totally made-up concept, 79% said they were a lot more satisfied, and 15% said they were only a little more satisfied with their life after transitioning. However, uh, the survey's methods exclude individuals who no longer identify as transgender. They completely excluded detransitioners. The key group, they excluded it. What the fuck? I mean, this is what they do. This is, this is no different than when the ADL compiles terrorist statistics and when they count Islamic terrorists, they don't count 9-11, they count September 12th on. Uh, they don't count specific Islamic terror attacks. And then on the other side, when they're counting white supremacist terror attacks, they, they count uh, prison violence, domestic disputes. If the guy has a guns and ammo magazine after he beat his wife or killed his wife, that's considered a white supremacist terror attack. Same shit. Same tactic. Dishonest statistics. The Cato Institute. The Cato Institute uh, wants to... Because uh, this is how they do it. They have a narrative... And then they work backwards. They don't actually want to figure out what is true. They have a specific narrative, specific talking points that they put out there, and they work backwards. So they say, okay, we need, because there are these, uh, all of these global homo organizations, um, they're on the same page as far as open borders or mass immigration, all this shit. So they need to try to sell it to the masses. So they have to lie. So they say, okay, well, we need to make the illegal immigrant crime rate look lower than it is. Okay, so how do we do that? Well, you combine the illegal immigrant violent crime rate, which is way higher than the legal immigrant violent crime rate. But if you put the two groups together, the crime rate comes down and there's your narrative. Okay, so in this one, similar tactic, they just decide to completely omit the key group that would have fucked up their survey. 
incredible. Absolutely incredible. So there you go. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's the study that cannot be debated. There is no debate. There can be no debate. Oh, my God. Amazing. But it is what it is. This is what they do. This is what they do. Um, the government apparently also has kind of a disinformation governance board in the UK. Uh, the issue of how freedom of expression is protected in the UK is the country's government works to combat what it's considered to be disinformation was examined during a recent parliamentary debate. One of the players brought up in the Countering Disinformation Unit now renamed the National Security Online Information Team, which news report says has ties to UK's intelligence agencies. The unit notably combated disinformation in the past by spying on government critics, despite their speech being lawful. lawful. Speaking with British Parliament this week, Lord Strasburger had his, uh, this question for the government. What steps are they taking to protect freedom of expression in the course of their work on combating so-called disinformation? I mean, what kind of a question is this? You're asking, this is like asking pornographers, what are you doing to protect the innocence of the women in your movies? <clears throat> this is not, they don't care about free speech. Their whole job is to censor and to come up with new terms and excuses to censor people. <clears throat> oh my God. <clears throat> the Liberal Democrat is the chair of the Big Brother Watch Civil Liberties and Privacy Groups and made reference to this during the debate. The response to Strasburger's question came from Viscount Camrose, the Parliamentary Undersecretary of State in the Department of Science, Innovation, and Technology. He claimed that freedom of expression underpins all of the government's work on tackling disinformation. See, they're allowed to have free speech. You're not. Okay, that's the thing. Um, and them censoring you somehow, if you stop them, you're violating their First Amendment rights. So they can violate your rights because they know what's best for you. It's crazy, utterly crazy. Um, and now the member of the House of Lords wanted to know what has changed other than the name of the unit. Um, Camrose and his government colleagues were asked by Baroness Chakodabardi to pen a letter to Strasburger and others affected by what she said was uh, Big Brother uh, Watch uh, because they were targeting critics and they're not going to do anything. I, look, I appreciate you're, you're like asking for an inquiry and you want an apology and you want them to stop. They're not going to stop. This is what they are going to do. Um, Mike Benz, great commentator on this shit, goes through all their papers and documents. Uh, it's a lot, but it basically outlines how it works, who's involved. It's mo mostly all of this online, most of this online censorship is from governments. It's from governments. They have these cutouts, these, uh, you know, like in America, the Biden regime has this cutout, the Stanford lab or whatever. Uh, and then you have, you know, uh, Headlice Maddow, um, uh, Renee DeResta. She looked, so when she went on the Joe Rogan show, she looked like Rachel Maddow with headlights. I don't know what the hell was going on there. Renee DeResta. And so Ray, Renee DeResta is a quote-unquote private researcher with her own private opinions who is organically on her own deciding to that, well, yes, we do need to censor everything the regime doesn't like. And then they point to her and they say they're just recommending. And then they the government... Uh, calls up Twitter and says, hello, we're just recommending that you censor this post. It would be a real shame if something happened to your business. 
And, uh, and that's how they do it. And then the regime propagandists, they use the tactic where they first pretend it's not happening, they don't understand it. Uh, many times they don't even understand the basics of any of the stories. Um, and, uh, you know, and then once in a while they'll talk to someone that actually understands the, the, the story and, and what happened. And then you know, they eventually will acknowledge some of the evidence and then go, well, they had to do it. So they were denying it, saying it didn't happen, uh, and then ultimately they're like, "Well, it's a good thing they had to do it. It's uh, it's disgusting, but that's what they do. That's what regime propagandists do." All right, let's get to some videos here. I'm going to start with uh, this was um, follow up, I think a day later, with the Z team. So this was not Chank and Anna, which seems to have a little bit of a different narrative than Chank and Anna. It'll see what happens. Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis did not take the stand again earlier today because reports from her team imply that they think that her testimony yesterday provided enough defense that they're pretending her testimony was good. We saw a lot of this in yesterday's coverage as well. One of the worst testimonies, you know, I'm not a legal law tuber, so I'll leave it up to the people that cover a lot of trials. I'll defer to their ranking. I, to me, this was one of the worst meltdowns on the stand I've ever seen. Uh, especially the part where she was like, yeah, I took some of the cash from my campaign and kept it. <laughs> Phenomenal. So they're defending her. And, and, and again, initially, because um, it was like shocking uh, with some of the footage, especially after Wade testified that you had a couple MSNBC people go, this is really bad. But then the talking points went out. And now everyone's like, oh, she's a stunning and brave and brave black woman. She's the victim. Uh, efforts to disqualify her in the investigation into Donald Trump and what happened after the 2020 election in Georgia uh, will not actually go forward, which is interesting. There's been a lot of critical analysis of her testimony, but they seem confident. But that doesn't mean that they did not have anyone testify to try to provide additional bits of, uh, of evidence, including in two different areas. And we're going to start first with questions that remain about her having reimbursed the special counsel Wade, who she had a relationship with, in cash rather than in something that provides a paper trail. Here is her father, John Floyd, uh, explaining why exactly it is that that makes sense. When your daughter moved or left the house that she owned, did, did she say anything to you about having a large uh, savings of cash? Oh, no, she, oh, no, see, maybe, excuse me, and I, Your Honor, I'm not trying to be racist, okay? But it's a black thing, okay? You know, I was trained, and most black folks, they hide cash, or they keep cash, and uh, I was, no, I trained, you always keep some cash. I've always kept cash, I, you know, and I've told my daughter, you keep six months worth of cash, always. By now, the way, now, now again, this whole thing, obviously, first of all, each person can do whatever they want, whether they trust the bank, don't trust the bank, keep cash in your place, whatever. That's all each person's decision to do. But this isn't a discussion about that. They're trying to change the discussion to make it about that. The issue is where this fat pig got the money. By the way, I was hit with a hateful conduct uh, warning from Twitter. Because I uh, actually, let me bring it up here. Uh, Twitter is no good, man. <clears throat> Look at this. Look at this shit. So I tweeted this today. Um, 
One moment. Let's see. I wrote, uh, apparently it's hateful conduct to criticize corrupt Democrats on Twitter. So I retweeted Charlie Kirk talking about Ass Willis, and this is what I wrote. You are anti-democracy if you don't go along with low IQ fat pigs being corrupt. That got a, look, visibility limited. This post may, may violate Twitter's rule against hateful conduct. Now, on the one hand, it's a badge of honor. Um... Uh, because obviously low IQ fat pig struck some, this got reported, okay? Uh, I, this, was, this wasn't an automatic, this was a report, a manual report. And why I wear it as a badge of honor is my insult gut punched somebody out there so much that they reported it, okay? So badge of honor, it was an obvious lunatic leftist that didn't like the fact that I called Fannie Willis a low IQ fat pig. Well, look, you can shoot the messenger, but that is what the fuck she is. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, with that said, you can't insult Democrats. I didn't call her any racial epithets. I didn't say faggot or tranny. I said low IQ fat pig, which again, she is a low IQ fat pig. And uh, so apparently low IQ fat pig is hateful. So uh, that's incredible. But anyway... Uh, Twitter, you know, that's no good. That's no good. That's no good at all. Um, but that is what it is. Anyway, let's get back to this. She does not keep six months of cash. She made very clear in yesterday's testimony that she does not do that, but that she always makes... Oh, sorry. I, I forgot my point. I, I got off track. The, 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 the conversation is not about if you choose to trust the bank and have money in your account. Where did she get the money? Where did she get the money? Okay. There's no accounting for any of this. This idea that, oh, I don't have any evidence to support my position. Just trust me, bro. That's crazy. I'm sure that she has some money. So while I think for a lot of people it might seem a bit odd, uh, in his longer testimony, and he testified for some time, I, I at least, look, I, maybe I'm in a bubble, maybe I'm biased. I found it to be a pretty compelling argument as to why it is that she might operate financially differently. <laughs> Big shock, he found it compelling. Than other people. And there's another area, perhaps more important, that we will get into. And I do want to mention that he also says that uh, Willis uh, let him know about her relationship with Wade in 2023, which lines up with her explanation of how the timeline worked rather than those attacking her. We might have millions of people watching this show, but you can be Chilling. a different. Perhaps not surprisingly, uh, testified in her defense. And I think in some areas was pretty compelling. But Trey, I'm going to go to you. What did you think? First of all, it's kind of funny to me because when I first heard the cash thing, I, my immediate response was like, oh, that's like, that's like a redneck. I know so many rednecks who did it. I had <laughs> they didn't trust banks, you know what I mean? Bury, bury cash in the backyard or whatever, like that type of thing. It's like, I didn't know, but I, it's, it's wild. There's a lot of overlapping uh, things like that between the two cultures more than either side would like to admit, but that's just a side note. Anyway, my thing with this whole case is like... Or people are similar. <laughs> All the long list. Look, th certainly there are there are stereotypes and tropes that is that are true on average, or I don't know what the percentage is of all the different groups and races. But liberals are always coming up and assigning the black people black things that I would argue that are not black things that people do all the time, like not trusting a bank. Who the f I mean, the banks are like evil. Why would you trust the bank? So not trusting the bank is not a black thing. And then they, and they're like, well, blacks can't get ID. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's totally made up. Totally made up. But anyway, whatever. I just, 
I don't. I feel like the stakes are too high. It's too important of a thing. It's going to be that most scrutinized moment of your entire career, and probably most scrutinized you'll ever have. I think if you're in this position, and I just feel like you have to be aware of how things are going to to look. Like the things are probably going to come out, and how those things are going to look, and how they're going to be construed. You know, as I've understood it, maybe I'm wrong, but Wade is not generally seen as being qualified for the position he has anyway, and then the amounts of money involved, and then the personal relationship. And it's I'm not saying that there isn't an explanation for all of it. I just, I find the whole thing pretty unfortunate, frankly, given the context of this case. And I just feel like things are too important here to, to you know, not pay more attention to, you know, how things would be perceived at mm -hmm. the very least, even if all that is true. Um, counterpoint, like, you can't deny love, you know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> I, I just want to throw that in there. No, I, I, I totally agree. I'm very <laughs> torn about this whole story because it, it is a massive distraction from what actually happened. And Fonnie Willis on the stand did an incredible job at defending herself. Oh, and like she what did an incredible job. The stakes actually are when you're talking about 19 people involved in a massive conspiracy to defraud the people of Georgia. Like, That's totally made up. That's a made up media narrative. That's huge. And the country. Well, it's not real, though. So how could it be huge if it's not real? Um, I, I do, when I see her father on the stand, I'm like, how the hell was her dad there? You know, this is, has gone way too far, but he made a really like kind of interesting point. And, and I think, you know, to, to Trey's point about a redneck thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a working people's thing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's people who are routinely. Well, now, now you're off narrative because it was supposed to be a black thing. Denied, um, bank accounts or loans or folks who don't have access. And again, She's not a working person. S. Willis is a rich person, okay, is a corrupt rich person that has, uh, 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 first of all, I mean, I've speculated about the gangs thing. I'll leave that out because it's pure speculation. But is clearly going on lavish vacations on the taxpayer dime. Okay, that's not a working person. That's not what working people do, okay. That's not working class. That is a corrupt rich person taking advantage of taxpayers uh, and abusing taxpayer money. But they'll defend anything their side does. Anything their side does, they defend no matter what. To credit cards or have debt or whatnot, you know, it's like, you know, you keep cash on you in, in these emergency cases because nobody, you have to have a million things just to, you know, yeah, get a basic uh, account or credit card. So, yeah. So, I mean, again, I'm not... Uh, not a huge defense, but I think it does make sense. It is, yeah, it's just a total diversion from the actual issue. Yeah, and that, that is infuriating, the fact that, not that you, like, if she did something corrupt, then investigate her, take her off the case, or hell, if it was a crime, actually investigate her. But how could that possibly cause the larger crime to not be investigated? But that is clearly right. the, the, the strategy here, the legal strategy of uh, Donald Trump and his co-conspirators. Um, he's being very clear about that in his social media posts about it. He wants this to cancel out what he did. Um, but that said, there was one other uh, witness that we wanted to focus on. That is uh, former Georgia Governor Roy Barnes, who testified earlier today. And uh, this wasn't about the cash thing, this was about uh, the claim that she had already been in a relationship with Wade, and then because there would be financial benefits, 
she went to him to take the position rather than someone who might be better qualified or that she was not involved in a relationship with. That's sort of an important part of why they believe that she needs to be taken off this case. Well, one of the pieces of evidence here is that, that Roy Barnes is gonna testify to is that actually that's not the case. She went to him to fill the role before Wade. Now, he declined to take it because he was worried about it being a high profile case. He's already had experiences with violent threats and there will almost certainly be those if you're involved in this case, considering that it's Donald Trump. So take a look at a bit of his testimony. She asked me, since uh, they were beginning this investigation, and she asked me if I'd be interested in being special prosecutor, to which I replied that I had mouths to feed at a law office and uh, that I could not, I would not do that. And also, I just had a bad, well, I won't say bad because it happens from time to time, but I just had the FBI to report uh, a fella, uh, a militia trainer, to me that said they were concerned uh, that he was making threats against me. And because I was, I thought it was because of the flag, but I asked him and he said, no, it was because. I was too close to the Jews, quote unquote, and uh, I told uh, D.A. Willis I didn't. I'd lived with uh, bodyguards uh, for four years, and I didn't like it, and I wasn't going to live with bodyguards for the rest of my life. So it kind of oh, feels because Donald Trump and his supporters are so evil and violent. Feels like that whole situation yeah. existing uh -huh. should be a bigger part of the conversation. Right. That, that's right, because Donald Trump's supporters are so dangerous, it's okay to steal money. Right, of course, they had to steal it because of Donald Trump. He's so evil and his supporters are so evil that it's okay for her to steal money. Sort of violent anti-Semitic threats against oh, prosecutors. Anti-Semites. Which is definitely a big thing. By the way, there was a report earlier this week that threats against judges and prosecutors have more than doubled oh, in the past couple of years. I'm sure that's totally real. I have no explanation as to why that might be. I haven't oh, seen any high. I don't know. Could it be made up? I'm going to go with it's made up. File people conspiracy theorizing around judges and prosecutors, but but anyway, that is his argument as to why he didn't take it. But it was people are making mean comments about officials being corrupt. Oh, I can't believe that. That's unbelievable. Offered to him. Got to shut that down. Says so. It does not appear to be the case that she thought. Well, I'm just going to give it to my boyfriend, or at the very least, it wasn't her first choice, which theoretically could be seen as a jury as arguing against what the prosecution is yeah. uh, trying to make them believe. Trey, I'm going to go to you for a quick comment about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just like Francesca. It's just such a, it just sucks that we're talking about all of this at all. Then the, you know, the the greater case at hand here, and like you said, none of this has any bearing on what happened there, on what Trump mm -hmm. and all his co-conspirators did, and the in the, you know, the uh, the implications. I don't understand this guy. There's something non-organic about this guy. You hate your heritage, you hate the South, you think it's racist, but you put these buildings behind you. These buildings were built on the backs of black people according to your narrative, according to your ideology. These are evil buildings, these are buildings of, uh, of slavers, and yet you celebrate them by putting them in your background. That, that's not consistent, that's not consistent at all. I don't know what this guy's deal is, but he he strikes me as a hello fellow Southerners type of guy, you know? Hello fellow humans. 
of that for the entire country. Boy, we really suck, don't we? You know, that kind of shit. Subversion. Sub- subversive. The guy's a subversive. A southern subversive. Everything. So it's just it's just a shame that this... And, you th- and then you think sometimes, like, well, maybe... It would be simpler because it's such a diversion. Maybe she should just be taken off of it and a different prosecutor put on this case because it is so important. But would it really be surprising if, you know, a new prosecutor in the state of Georgia specifically, you know, ended up somehow burying it or just not, you know, changing the parameters of it or just kind of Mm -hmm. ruining this case? So, and, you know, you you just don't know. The whole thing is just a shame. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) I think it's also really fascinating, though, that given the threats that that uh, prosecutor was uh, facing and that that he said that he didn't want to take on another case and the fact that it wasn't well paid. And then you see the people who have... Not well paid, $650,000. Oh, that's, yeah, not, not well paid at all. I've taken this on. I mean, granted, like A.G. Letitia James and then, you know, Fonnie Willis are obviously paid by the state. But look, this these are thankless jobs <laughs> that put <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's a thankless job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You in the crosshairs of the MAGA oh, movement yeah. and they happen to be occupied by black women. And so that oh, shouldn't be lost on anyone. Yes. And it's certainly not lost on Trump. And definitely uh, thank you for your service. However, uh, stop prosecuting uh, the protesters who want to stop Cop City in Atlanta. Thank you. Right. See, when it's their AIDS commies, they want them to be above the law. Uh, but uh, everyone else needs to be arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, is, that is an interesting thing that's in common uh, with these different AGs. The other thing is, and, and I learned this from Donald Trump, is that weirdly, coincidentally, they're all racist against him. Mm-hmm. It's weird how that worked out. All of those black women are racist against him. Um, he'll provide evidence at some point, I'm sure. He hasn't yet, but uh, but I trust him. I think that this guy's got something anyway. Uh, look, we don't know exactly what the timeline is gonna be for the rest of this testimony, um, whether it will result in her being taken off of the case or Wade being taken off the case and what that might mean for the case going forward. But it remains a possibility, a ridiculous possibility that he could just get a state level coup free because they went to Napa Valley. Well, again, retard, the problem is it's not a coup. Okay, you're making that up. So, Mm -hmm. great system we've got set up here. All right, bathhouse Barry, Uh, moving on here. Well, his name is John, really, but whatever. Here is their coverage of Trump after the 354. It took a while, but after it was announced that he would be paying about a third of a billion dollars in the New York civil fraud trial, Donald Trump did take to True Social to bleat his disapproval of the decision, saying, the justice system in New York State and America as a whole is under assault, racist, corrupt AG Tish James, who I will remind you, he refers to as peekaboo. He calls her a racist and he uses a racist slur against her that he made up as like a loophole for racism. Just a reminder, uh, she's obsessed with getting Trump. He has a tremendous business, blah, blah. There's violent crime in New York, so I guess his white collar crimes shouldn't count. It's one of the most elitist stances you can possibly have that the rich should be fine. So long as the poors are committing crime, how dare you come after the rich? And for some reason, the populist MAGA movement doesn't have a problem with that. But he describes the uh, the decision as a complete and total sham. There were no victims, no damages, no complaints, only satisfied capital B banks and insurance companies. Great financial statements. The Trump brand is ironclad <laughs> with disclaimers and blah, blah, blah. All the other side had was a ridiculous 18 million dollar valuation of Mar-a-Lago, blah, 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 a whole bunch of other stuff. 
I'm gonna remind you, they went through, especially with Eric Trump, individual properties and how much they overvalued them. There was one property, I think it was Seven Springs or something like that. And it was independently assessed as being worth $5 million. So Eric Trump said, we're gonna value it at $161 million. Because we're going to pretend that there are mansions on the property. There weren't, there just weren't, but we're gonna pretend that they are. And then years go by, they keep being told you really need to stop valuing this at that point. And he kept saying, no, we're just gonna keep doing it. So when he complains about Mar-a-Lago, just bear in mind, they were overvaluing things to like the better part of one to two billion dollars. We might have millions of people watching this show, but you can be the difference maker because we just need 1% of our audience to be paid members. And then this show can be around forever. So you can make that difference, click join now. But he's mad, again, none of this is a defense against what has been alleged. Um, but he's angry and I'm gonna give you just one more reaction. This is from uh, his legal representative to the media, Alina Haba. This verdict is a manifest injustice, plain and simple. It is the culmination of a multi-year politically fueled witch hunt that was designed to quote, take down Donald Trump before Letitia James ever stepped foot into the Attorney General's office. Countless hours of testimony proved that there was no wrongdoing, no crime, and no victim. Given the grave stakes, we trust that the appellate division will overturn this egregious verdict, she writes, and end this relentless persecution against my clients. Let me make one thing perfectly clear. This is not just about Donald Trump, she says. If this decision stands, it will serve as a signal to every single American that New York is no longer open for business. I mean, the case could be made that this is gonna serve as a signal to people doing business in New York that you could have a little bit more faith in the financial information that is being presented to you. You know, if you're a bank or something, there's gonna be a little bit less chance that rich people are gonna try to lie to you about what things are worth because we're actually going to follow the law. And again, like they're, they're still pretending, like Judge Engron said, they have no ability to show remorse or understanding of their crimes. Well, they didn't do anything illegal, so why would they show remorse? That's ridiculous. It's not disputable that they did this. Uh, yes, it is, fucker. The paper trail for individual properties is there. They kept being told this is what it's worth, and they kept lying over They are allowed to have a different opinion. This is like the, well, he didn't listen to Bill Barr. He didn't obey Bill Barr. You don't have to obey Bill Barr. His word is not statute. It's crazy. Over and over again. Sorry, Helena, but that's just what happened with your client. Like you said, it's nice to see, uh, like you said, the court should restore some faith in, in you know, operating in the, this upper echelon of the business realm in New York and proving that you can't just do this, I guess, anymore. Before the verdict came down, now, People are gonna keep doing it and nothing's gonna happen to them unless they're conservatives uh, and Letitia James. And there's gonna be another target for Letitia James. And how long they had gone about just being this fraudulent and getting away with it for so long is part of an ongoing revelation that I had had recently. When I, I, mean, I guess I'm just super naive because you know I'm a trailer baby. I don't know about money stuff, but like <laughs> See, again, I, this guy is is a subversive, total subversive. <laughs> when I saw all those, remember all, all those documentaries came out around the same time about like Anna Delvey and Elizabeth Holmes and Kinder yes. Swindler and all those people. I remember watching those and they're out and and being like, oh wow, you can just like. You can just like lie to, to rich people and you can then just be a rich person if you lie. Like if you're brazen enough mm -hmm. and shameless enough, 
you could just lie your way into being a rich person, you know, and that's been like Trump's MO forever. So, again, I'm glad to see. Um, right. Trump doesn't have any money. He's just lying. You know, uh, this court tried to do something about that. Another very brief note from way earlier. You mentioned that uh, racist loophole he had. I feel like 50 plus percent of these people's brain power is devoted to being able to be racist, but with a modicum of plausible deniability, you know, <laughs> like that's what, again, racism doesn't exist. Or their number one pursuit state. Ain't no whistle like a dog whistle. They find any way they can to be racist in public, but still be able to act like they're not. So totally. just want to throw that note in there. But I will push back and say he didn't start off like Anna Delvey ostensibly started off with nothing. Donald Trump oh, right. it, like was born with a silver spoon yes. in his mouth and he still managed to bankrupt whatever his dad gave him. And this is yes, he bankrupted whatever his dad gave him. Not Here's successful at all. The thing I love the idea that there's no victim. They keep on saying there's no yes, victim. Commies do love that. They like uh, these novel legal theories. Hopefully one day someone uses a novel legal theory to put you in jail. That would be fantastic. And let this be a lesson to every white collar criminal out there. Let's keep going when it comes to real estate investors, when it comes to the 1%, um, basically swindling the rest of us. Because when you overvalue your own you know, uh, uh, properties, when you drive up the price of your properties, what does that do to wherever you are, You know, wherever your properties are? What does it do to Manhattan? What does it do to New York City, yeah. right? Like there mm -hmm. is an impact on that. What does it do when you, when the the burden of your bankruptcies is thrust upon the state or on the taxpayers, right? Yep. Like it, it, it's BS to say that there is no victim here. It's just that white collar criminals never get nabbed. And to honestly, to Trump himself, who has said this, like he could have had a very nice life mm. if he just wasn't president. And he really could have. He yep. was a celebrity. The NBC resuscitated his, you know, 80s tired ass from, you know, making The Apprentice. He didn't have to run for president. He could still have $400 million and have, and like, Yep. you know, not be facing criminal charges. Unfortunately, he was as arrogant as he was stupid. Amazing. Uh, Trump orders to pay. Oh, is this Pacman? Judge Arthur Engron has ruled that Donald Trump is going. Uh, that's basically the same thing. Um, here is uh, they don't like that Tucker Carlson went to the grocery store in so a long-standing feature, maybe the longest-standing feature of Cold War propaganda in the West was the Soviet grocery store. No products, no choices, shoddily made things, and it wasn't actually propaganda, it was real. And you can look up the pictures on the internet if you want. So we thought it would be interesting to take a look at a contemporary, modern-day, 2024 Russian grocery store, two years into sanctions. Apparently, Tucker Carlson wasn't content to just let Vladimir Putin walk all over him in an extended and embarrassing interview. He also visited a Russian grocery store and apparently got radicalized. Uh, let's hear him explain what got him so riled up. I went from amused to legitimately angry. Um, so we were guessing what this would cost. Everybody hears from the United States buys groceries, and we didn't pay any attention to costs as we were just putting in the car what we would actually eat over a week. And we all came in around 400 bucks, about 400 bucks. Um, it was $104 US here. And that's when you start to realize that ideology maybe doesn't matter as much as you thought, corruption. If you 
take people's standard of living and you tank it through filth and crime and inflation, and they literally can't buy the groceries they want, at that point, maybe it matters less what you say or whether you're a good person or a bad person. You're wrecking people's lives in their country, and that's what our leaders have done to us. See, his overall point is correct. There might be a discrepancy in regards to the amount of money Russians make in a week. So maybe it's not completely comparable with us as far as the grocery store, but the rest of the points are completely spot on. And uh, he has a very large uh, audience. And so, uh, uh, and also, normies understand this. Normies see what's happening around them. The grocery prices are insane. The cities are filthy. And that, that's what the Democrats do. And coming to a Russian grocery store, the heart of evil, and seeing what things cost and how people live, it will radicalize you against our leaders. That's how I feel anyway, radicalized. What is he even getting at? Yeah, guys, what is he even getting at? Everything is so fine. This is the best economy ever. Joe Biden's the greatest president of all time. Black people are perfect in every way, just like illegal immigrants and homosexuals. <laughs> I mean, it's just so insane to act like, you know, crime is a uniquely American issue. Yeah, no, this is no problem. There's no crime problem in America. When you're talking about Russia, but we'll get to some more of that in a minute, he makes the most hysterically embarrassing mistake, uh, probably because he's so out of touch as the heir to the Swanson frozen food family fortune and hasn't gone grocery shopping ever in his life. Right, exactly. Uh, but he, he's about to fawn over something that currently exists in America. Take a look. There we go. So I guess you put in 10 rubles here and you get it back when you put the cart back. So that, I mean, that's, I've seen that many places in America, but you know, whatever. So it's free, but there's an incentive to return it and not just bring it to your homeless encampment. He is amazed by the cart that I use every week when I go grocery shopping at Aldi. This man is an idiot. <laughs> we knew that. But God, to embarrass yourself like that because you're just so out of touch, because you're so uber wealthy and have been so privileged your entire life that you don't go to the grocery store and you don't have to shop at Aldi. I mean, yeah, I th the interview with Putin was bad enough. This is just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, first of all, I had no idea that the heart of evil lay in Russian grocery stores. <laughs> That's not even a thing I knew. I, is, that, is, that, is that what people thought? Like, hmm, sin, debauchery, eh, pure evil, where do I go? Do I go to yeah, maybe Putin's house, you know, where he's murdering his political opponents, invading country? No, no. Uh, maybe bombing, invade terrorists? Nope. Nope, Russian grocery stores. <laughs> I, I, I started out not knowing what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> then he gets to like this newfangled invention they have in Russia where you put the ruble in and then you extract it once you put the shopping cart back. <gasps> yeah, Tucker, you schmuck. And then he's like, oh, it costs less than America. Yeah, because they're poorer than us. They also make a lot less than us. So we've got those stats for you guys in a second. But this is wonderfully embarrassing. And now- I mean, you make many of the points, not all of them, but many of the points related to Joe Biden that conservatives make, but you still pretend the conservatives are wrong. You're insane. Since he lost power, and we're gonna get to this too. Now the right-wingers are dunking on him. 
Since oh. who lost power? Oh, I love to see it. So fun for everyone. Jackson. Who, who lost power? I mean, where do you even begin? There's Putin or Tucker lost power? When did, what? So much to say about this. So firstly, uh, again, the whole thing about it's so much cheaper here. Like, as you pointed out, yeah, because the economy's smaller. But also in other segments, I've seen him talk about where he'll say, like, there's no inflation here. Like, what? What are you talking about? There's no inflation in Russia. And then, like, it, it, it's, it's odd because you'd think that with Tucker Carlson, always Marxist this, Marxist that, leftist this. You're in Russia. Like, that is the epitome of far, very, very far left politics. So, like, it just doesn't even make sense politically and ideologically. Like, you're trying to fit a square in a hole, whatever that saying is, a square peg in a round hole, whatever. And then it's like, from start to finish, you can just see he has no, like, life experience doing anything that, like, everyday people do. He's incredibly untalented, incredibly uninteresting. Fox News was his whole platform. And don't get me wrong, when you're with a big organization, that's always going to boost you. It's always going to give you, like, you know, credibility and stuff like that. But since he left Fox, well, got fired from Fox News, rather, it's like... Like you pointed out, like we're about to watch right-wingers are making fun of him because he's so bad at this. Right-wingers are making fun at, of Tucker. What are you talking about? You you think Tucker Carlson lost power? He has a larger audience than he did on Fox. It's, it's like, bro, you don't have to work a day in your life. Like, go play golf, go play tennis. He just pulled an interview with someone that none of them were able to pull off. Something like, live your life in Greece. Like, go away. <laughs> like it's so stupid uh, it's a hell of an argument like i did find it interesting that he was like you know talking about inflation again like it's a uniquely american issue despite the fact that not only did they have inflation in russia uh, their current rate of inflation is higher in russia than it is in america right. russians make less money and spend a higher percentage of their income on groceries every week i mean it's you know just blatant propaganda but you know as both of you mentioned even right-wingers are turning on him over this uh including one senator tom tillis who tweeted out ah yes russia is so much better than the united states with all those cheap groceries and lavish subway stations the soviets had a term for people like tucker useful idiots emphasis on the idiots and uh, ben shapiro also reposted uh this tweet about alexi uh, alexei navalny and Stephen L. Miller quoted it and wrote, okay, but have you seen the train station? Because we didn't show you this video, but Tucker Carlson also rode on a train and he was so ecstatic. I take the blue line every single day of my life. I'm not making, and I do love it. I love the L here in Chicago. I'm a huge fan. But I'm She's a huge fan of the piss-stained L. Oh, amazing. I'm not soy-facing every day when I step <laughs> in the station, okay? Like, it's not some amazing, you know, <laughs> it's just transportation. So she likes the filth. Um, but, uh, you know, in that same vein about Alexei Navalny, Meghan McCain also. Did you know that she's John McCain's daughter? She tweeted out this picture of him in response to the uh, video of Tucker Carlson. Um, and, of you know, with all of that specific criticism being levied against his interview, he did speak to the Daily Mail and said, it's horrifying what happened to Navalny. No decent person would defend it. But, and it's a big but, 
Daily Mail noted that on Monday, when asked about accusations of lobbing softballs at an autocrat like Putin, who had been accused of countless deaths, Carlson replied, every leader kills people. <laughs> leadership requires killing people, and apparently, Jank, leadership requires killing your political opponents. That's, that's true leadership. Well, right now, Joe Biden is jailing his political opponents. Well, believe them when they tell you what they want to do, right? And so this is why people are concerned about the MAGA crowd. And he was, you know, um, he was the prince of MAGA uh, when he had the number one show on Fox News. And people were very afraid of him. So Republican senators criticizing, mocking Tucker Carlson would have never happened when he is on Fox News. But you see these jackals. Again, total bullshit. Uh, uh, these people are always going to defend the uniparty narrative. The minute that he's, they feel like, oh, he no longer has three million people a night that he can. Again, it's it's probably twenty million now. Sick on me, and he's out of power in media. So again, he's not out of power. You look at Cenk Uger always arguing that oh, because he pretends to be independent media. Oh, independent media is more powerful. Now he has the flipped uh, opinion. Oh, of course the corporate media is all powerful. Then they all pile on, right? So now they're right to pile on in this case, but they were not right to kiss his ass earlier, and they were afraid of him earlier. But obviously now no one's afraid of Tucker Carlson. So that's a beautiful day. And finally, let me give you the, the numbers. So the average Russian wage per month is $791. That's around $10,000 a year. Oof. So it's the average in America. Oh so yeah, I hope their groceries are a lot lower than ours. So yeah, everything is great with the economy. But to give you a sense of how disastrous their food situation is, over 60% of Russians spend half of their salary on food. Half of their salary. How the hell do they pay? What's the percentage that Americans are paying right now? For rent, let alone anything else. I love this complete denial of what's going on in America. Like you can't compare the two, ridiculous. So their situation is actually far worse than ours. That Tucker Carlson looked that up and purposely ignored that to lie to his audience? Or is he a moron who didn't even bother to think, oh right, they might have lower wages here, huh? He ne that never crossed your mind? So there's only two choices, either he's a moron or he's lying to you on purpose. Uh -huh. Definitely a little bit of both. Because, I mean, for his whole thing to be like, what he said a few days ago already, because it was from this story, but he said Moscow is nicer than any city in America. Like, any city, it's nicer than New York, LA, San Diego, Chicago, Houston, Dallas. Like, dude, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, there's the, all the cities are wonderful and clean. There's no crime. There's definitely no shit and AIDS needles on the street. As if he hasn't been everywhere in the world. You know, like Tucker Carlson has been around the world many times over. Uh, I think he's just bored. And um, he doesn't need to work. So go not work. Go figure yeah. yourself out. Oh, you know what? Maybe you could take an extended vacation in Russia. Just stay there. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I mean, if it's so lovely, if it's lo nicer than ever. I mean, look, in the old days, if a Democrat had said Moscow is nicer than any city in America, that would have been the end of their career, and they, the right wing would have been like, Kami, traitor! Okay, now look, we're, see, we're nicer. We don't say any of that. Tucker, just stay. You, got, you found the best city in the world. And you know, by the way, if you, you know, if you are, your interview is not quite right the next time with Putin, maybe he murders you. But hey, you know. Yeah, like Joe Biden murdered the meme guy in Utah. You know what? For a while, you'll have nice, cheap groceries on your American salary.
Yeah, I mean, there are differences, but I, I don't think uh, the Biden regime has any room to talk. Oh, Candace Owens goes on a sickening anti-Semitic rant. Oh, how dare you? She's criticizing our parents. to reconcile the Jewish people that I grew up with and who I love and who are my friends and who are my ex-boyfriend, I guess you would say, with this sort of D.C. Jew who was using these words, not because they believed that what they were hearing was actually anti-Semitism or Jew hating, but to basically silence people. Oh, they were how dare you? Talking about tactics used by Zionists? How dare you? Threatening people. This is sickening. <laughs> she can't be anti-Semitic, folks. She dated a Jewish guy once. But on Wednesday, Candace Owens went on an extended anti-Semitic tirade on her show, which you just watched a small portion of. A tirade. But here's some very brief context behind why she's talking about this. It started with her explaining that someone accused her of anti-Semitism for speaking out against ads that the Israeli government aired during the Super Bowl. She argued that the ads were meant to distract Americans from the assault on Rafa that began Sunday. She also took issue with a third ad that was aired by an NGO, which asked viewers to call their representatives to demand the release of the Israeli hot. So this is a very similar sentiment that people at TYT had. This is why uh, I, these people are irredeemable. This argument uh, uh, is very similar to, I believe, what Anna said the other day about the government of Israel. But now, because it's a conservative saying the same thing, oh, this is a sick, twisted anti-Semite. Hostages. She also questioned why Americans should call their elected officials about something happening in another country. But that wasn't the uh, anti-Semitic part of her rant. She took a long time, of course, as you heard, explaining that she's known many Jewish people throughout her life. But the anti-Semitic part of her rant focused on the distinction that she created, I suppose, between who she considers to be regular Jewish people and who she considers to be, as she called them, DC Jews. Oh, how dare you? As we know, all Jews are the same, just like black people and illegal immigrants and homosexuals, perfect in every way. Now, here she is comparing the latter group to Black Lives Matter. This particular people that I've been talking about, that I'm talking about right now, represent a fringe minority of Jewish people that want nothing more than political power. It is just like Black Lives Matter. These people are ultimately Marxists, okay? <laughs> when Black Lives Matter was going around calling everybody racist, it was this implicit threat to oh white people. My. Do what we say, do what we want, or we will ruin your life. Why Whoa. else would you refer to someone who is so clearly and evidentially not a Jew hater as one? Because you want power. Mm. You want to also make Jewish people paranoid, right? You start using words like the Holocaust is going to be back. And, and of course, if you're a Jewish person, you hear that. You, you want to go, oh my gosh, like what is it? What should we be fighting? I want, I, we got to fight that thing because I don't want another Holocaust. I guess anti-Semitism is all in their, their heads, apparently, according to Candace Owens. But if you do Right, they can't possibly be using anti-Semitism as a tactic. Oh, no. They would never do that. Think it could get any what more. a crazy person Candace is. Or disgusting. Oh, yeah, herself. this is disgusting because she's about to invoke deeply anti Semitic tropes. Tro oh, no, not tropes. Oh, <laughs> even state that the so called DC Jews 
should be weeded out. Ooh. These individuals are evil Marxists. They do <clears throat> underhanded things, underhanded tactics to freak people out and to ultimately cause division, right? Their goal is that they are willing to hurt regular, hardworking Jewish Americans so that they can gain political power. I don't hate Jewish people. I hate bad people. And these people are bad. We all should have the right to weed out <laughs> bad people in our community because on the left and on the right, there are bad people. Oh, it's pretty good. Will she survive? Will they tolerate that at the Daily Wire? We're going to see. That's a hell of a thing to say. We might have millions of people. Oh, how dare you suggest any Jewish person could be bad? As we know, the only bad Jewish people are the ones that criticize the government of Israel. Those are the self-hating Jews. <laughs> she opposes any foreign aid, uh, including aid sent to Israel, and then she... Well, your baboon boss, you fucking retard, also opposes the aid to Israel. How about that, Ojama King? Express sympathy for both the Israeli hostages and the innocent Palestinian civilians. Oh, how dare she do that? That are being killed. Um, I don't think that she actually cares that much about their lives. Right. I'll say this. Because you really care. Ojama King really cares. Of course it's true that there has been uh, cynically made accusations of anti-Semitism. Okay, well then, what's the problem? See, this is the Young Turks tactic, while they pivot slightly, to say the, some of the exact same things some conservatives have said. But then, instead of acknowledging that they're right, just continuing to demonize them and pretend that they're wrong and evil. Against people who are simply, uh, you know, pro-Palestine, people who are supporting the Palestinian people during the ongoing genocide, uh, have been accused of anti-Semitism. I, you know, I have, I'm sure, I know that Jenk has, I'm sure Jackson has. So now you're doing the very thing that they did. This is why you're a despicable person. Now you're doing it to another person. So you're no different. But that's not what she's talking about. It's not, she didn't just make a statement about, uh, you know, the weaponization of these accusations where they really are not applicable. She then invoked the anti-Semitic trope that there is a cabal of Jewish people who are trying to control all political power in the- Okay, so uh, you can call it a trope, you can call it whatever you want. I have one question, just like I have one question and one question only with the Michelle Obama video. Okay, so when it comes to the Michelle Obama video, when she's dancing with Ellen DeGeneres, there is a frame. If you slow the video down, you clearly see the head of a penis. So my question, my only question related to that is, what is that other than a penis? When it c comes to the trope that she's talking about, I only have one question. Is this trope true or is it not true? That's it. That's, all th that's it. Is it true or is it not true? The idea that, well, we're going to label it a trope and we're going to just ignore answering that question and demonize anyone that brings this up, that's a bullshit tactic, no matter who does it, whether it's Jehovah's Witnesses about the governing body, whether it's Zionists about Zionists, whether it's whatever fucking group it is, it's a goddamn tactic this country and she has i guess declared herself the arbiter of who is uh, actually uh, a good jewish person and a bad jewish person and just went on that anti-semitic tirade so i just want to make that anti-semitic tirade but i mean it just got worse that's a distinction without a difference and worse and worse see you're happy to wield the cudgel against your political opponents 
That's why, you know, this is, you'll never get things back to the way they were where no one did that. I just don't think, I think if, as long as commies are around, as long as they have any sort of influence, it's just never going to go back to that. That's why they have to be fully politically marginalized from society, politically, humanely, and legally. Jenk, uh, what did you think of this? Yeah, so uh, you're right, of course. I, I mean, I've been in a dozens of debates on this issue and bad faith actors like oh Rabbi. bad faith actors that's another tactic that's used the the they label it bad faith just like jehovah's witnesses label things they don't like as apostasy oh that's apostate bad faith is another tactic that propagandists use uh, in order to shut the conversation down and not have to actually make an argument they just label it bad faith and then it can just be easily dismissed by Shmuley and, and Alan Dershowitz, I say hi and they're like, anti-Semite, <laughs> right? So are, are there individuals who act from bad faith? Of course, right? But uh, people like Candace Owens are toxic to the cause of helping Palestinians and getting peace for Palestinians and Israelis, okay? And ending the occupation, ending the bombing, they're toxic to all that because they do not make an incredibly important distinction. One that is logical, moral, and, and factual, which is we're not talking about Jews here. We're not talking about the Jews. We're not talking about DC Jews. We're not talking about Pittsburgh Jews. We're not talking right. about. Right. We're talking about the Irish. We're talking about the Irish. Nefe Jews. Okay. We're talking about the right wing government of Israel, and it's that specific because other governments. But she's not talking about the right wing government of Israel. She's talking about Jews in Washington D.C. I would think a lot of these are left-wing Jews. That's what, who she's specifically talking about. Now you're changing the conversation. Friends in Israel have made peace deals. They have made a peace deal with Egypt. That's fantastic. If there was a peace deal today- By the way, you fucking retard. Any criticism of the government of Israel is the textbook definition of anti-Semitism. So you are just as guilty as she is. That's why you're a fucking piece of shit for going along with the textbook definition of anti-Semitism, because it's a tactic. It's bullshit. It's all all of this is bullshit. Hate speech, racism, homophobia, transphobia. It's all made up communist tricks to try to control people. Now, of course, you can have people that dislike people because of their race or religion. Okay, but the point is doesn't matter if they're not fucking with that person, if they're not harming that person, if they're not violating their rights. It's of minor importance. It's of such minor importance uh, uh, that it, it doesn't even, it, it barely exists. It technically exists, racism, if you want to call it that, but I, I, I reject the entire concept just because it's used as a tactic. If maybe we go back to normal world and normal people are in control and you want to, uh, Go back to the original definition. I don't know. I still probably, you know, from, but, but I don't care if other people do. You don't have to agree with my complete rejection of all tactics. Uh, you could say I'm going too far. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah, I just don't, I just don't. All of these concepts are used as weapons against us. So to, to give it even 1% of legitimacy, I'm just not going to do that. That's like just giving the, the, letting them put the tip in. No, you're not putting any in. No cocks in the ass. No cocks in the ass, not even just a tip. So I'm just assessing no value to it, no legitimacy to it whatsoever. Um, but like I said, you know, people don't necessarily have to agree with that. Um, but he's such a piece of shit. He likes it when it's done to his opponents. But he wants a special, a special, you know, place where he's allowed to abuse his political opponents. But um, he doesn't want it to be done to him. It's sick. The, uh, we ended the occupation, and you had two states, and Palestine was free. 
terrific. Everybody go back to Israel and 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 you know, etc. On Israel, let alone Jewish people, etc. But when you start getting into this, oh, it's the good Jews and the bad Jews. Now, look, are there good Jews and are there bad Jews? This is if there's not, then then what you're saying is the entire group is perfect. So this is another tactic that leftists use. When they're using people as human shields, whether it be black people, illegal immigrants, they pretend the entire group is perfect. Okay, so like when Trump came down on the escalator, was talking about illegal immigrants, he said some of them are rapists, uh, uh, some of them are bringing in drugs. Now, again, is that true or is it not true? Of course it's true. Some of them are bringing in drugs, some of them are rapists. Not all of them are rapists, but some of them are. And they freaked out over that uh, comment because you're not allowed to point out that some people in that group are bad. Okay, so if you're not allowed to do that, then what is it? Well, we have to walk around pretending they're all perfect. So we have to pretend every group is perfect. That's that's politically expedient. Obviously, white people are all 100% evil, but all the other groups, so sometimes the Asians run afoul of the leftists. So sometimes the Asians are evil. Uh, uh, they engage in Asian supremacy, according to the leftists. Uh, that's when they uh, do well in school. That's called Asian supremacy, hilarious. Um, but usually it's it's against white people. But yeah, all the other groups you're not allowed. You know, if you have a pedophile, homosexual, not allowed to talk about it. You have to ignore, pretend it's not happening. Homosexuals, they're all perfect in every way. It's completely insane. It's completely insane. Guys, sometimes people will say, "Hey, what are you doing? Why are you attacking uh, Jewish people? Are you nuts?" Uh, for example, uh, some of the best fighters for the Palestinian cause in America are Jewish. So Bernie Sanders, historically, is the first person who's ever brought it up in a presidential debate stage and has always treated Palestinians with decency. Oh, yeah. And you might have disagreed yeah, yeah. around the edges in the beginning, but he's right now the senator that's pushing hardest for peace and for Palestinian rights, etc. And I can go on and on. There's a giant list, let alone Jewish voices for peace, etc. But when you start getting into, so when you point, when people point that out, including me, we're just saying, like, obviously it's not the Jews, right? She's making the same argument. You're just pretending that it's okay for you to say that the right-wing government are the bad Jews. That's your definition of who the bad Jews are. She, her position is the D.C. Jews are the bad Jews. So you're doing the same fucking thing as her, and you're, and you're going along with smearing her for doing the very thing you're doing. And that's why you are a fucking piece of shit. Um, apparently, that's not so obvious to some people, but uh, but when she says, now remember guys, there are good Jews and bad Jews. And the ones that disagree with me are the bad Jews. That's literally what you're doing. You're saying they're the right wing Israelis, they're the evil ones. And they're the ones that are controlling everything. Now, don't, no, well, well, first of all, she didn't say that. I mean, it doesn't she get She said they're trying to have political power. And again, my question and only question is, is that true or is that not true? That's all. Any more anti-Semitic trope than that. No, everybody has their different point of view and they come at it from uh, their own perspective and they're trying to fight for their own rights and their own beliefs, etc. And we get to, into the situation that we're in. So, um, and, and she's so nonsensical that I, I'm amazed that people keep up. Look, if she said, hey, I'm a right winger. I don't really care about the Palestinians, but I just don't want to send any money abroad. 
Okay. Well, well, she doesn't want to send money abroad. She's also against sending money to Ukraine. Well, that's an ideological position, and it's got nothing to do with race or ethnicity or religion or whatever. I don't agree with that as a blanket statement, but okay, I could accept that. Or she says, I don't, you know, I want to get to peace, or hey, I, you know, I want something good for the Palestinians. I'll take it. That's fantastic. But when she says, I, I mean, I'm for this position. And I'm against the DC Jews. That's crazy. That's nuts. And every now that I've said it so many times to. No, you lost your point because you realized what you were about to criticize her on. You realized, oh, wait, she actually is against all the aid. So you just owned yourself. And now you're trying to get out of it. It's embarrassing. What an embarrassing baboon. The other baboons must be. The other baboons must hate me. Really, think about it. They must be like, this fucking guy is always. Point, pointing to Cenk Uger, he just doesn't represent our whole group. He's the dumb baboon. Not all baboons are like Cenk. I know baboon. I know all baboons are not like Cenk Uger. I got no problem with the baboons, but Cenk is the dumbest of the baboons. Because it's so insane. Sounds like a basketball team. Anyway, so uh, look, she said they're Marxists. They are. What? Oh, what does that mean? What even is a Marxist? They don't exist. Like, I, I don't understand if the right wing understands words. Okay, you are a, a liar and you're trying to do damage control for your commie agenda, although it's possible Chenk is so dumb he might not even realize what the hell's going on. Most of the supporters of the right wing government of Israel are right wingers. They're it's not all evil right wingers. Marxists. Yeah, there's no Marxists, no Marxists at all, nothing going on there. They have different issues with Marxists. But Marx no, Marxist Jews at all. They're all Irish. It's all Irish. They're generally in favor of peace. Mm. They're not. Yes, the Marxists are in favor of peace. Favor of occupation and imperialism yeah. and, and yeah. or, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the hell she's talking about. It's because you're stupid. To say that they're Marxists, you have no political acumen. Just on top of the anti-Semitism and all that stuff is lunacy. And look, this is not that complicated. She's the person who supported Kanye West even after Kanye West said complimentary things about Hitler. So this is not a good person. You're not a good person. Who helped the cause of peace for both sides. Well, she didn't say she was that person to help the cause. Not everyone has to help the cause. And almost every time someone is talking about the cause, no matter what the cause is, they're virtue signaling and totally full of shit. Yeah, I, I just get, really get a kick out of Candace Owens. She's so easy to make fun of because she is a- Bro, you look like Colin Kaepernick, AIDS, and uh, a cast member from the Three Musketeers and Millie Vanilli, all at once, all at once. It's unbelievable. A profoundly boring person. She She's so boring yeah, because she, right. everything bores her. You know, everything's stupid, what? everything's immoral, everything's too much, nothing's good enough. You know, whether it be she talking about people relationships and how their relationships should be and what a man should be and how women should be. And she has whole segments where she talks about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Oh, how dare you criticize the PSYOP people. Mm -hmm. 30 minutes or 60 minutes. And it's like, the you know, the older she gets, I just turned 32. She can't be that much older than me. We're like 35, 36 or something. She's just getting more and more bitter and more and more boring. Because what else is she going to do? Amazing analysis. Is she going to shift to the left? No, I mean, she might come out with some 
liberal, you know, comments here and there, but like people won't really take it seriously. It might get some attention. Like she's totally boxed in. She has nowhere else to go. I mean, maybe people will still be listening to her do this crap in 10, 15 years. Maybe not. I don't know. But like she's just again, my every time I see her, I just think, wow, you're you're so boring, and I don't envy anything. <laughs> Amazing. She's boring. That's a hell of an argument. About you, I don't envy anything about the people in your life. And who really respects you? Who would care about whether or not they would envy the people in her life? What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's worth a damn at the end of the day. She's just I a joke. I don't give a fucking like, shit about Candace Owens' personal life and who... I, what is wrong with you? She, she's. I, I have no respect for her, and I have no. Problem. I don't think anyone would give a fuck who you have respect for. I'm saying you obviously don't have respect for yourself. Like I yeah. really don't. And you make a really good point there, Jackson, because it's not even just Candace Owens. So many of the uh, Daily Wire hosts, we've seen them have the shift where instead of making you know a lot of long form political content. So much of what they put out now is just them reacting to TikToks and making yeah. fun of videos of, you know, Gen Z uh, kids on TikTok and like Ben Shapiro. Now, it, it's a joke that people try to make insane TikToks that, you know, is obviously not things they actually believe or how they actually behave just to see if he'll react to it on their show, if he'll take the bait, because that has become so much of the content that they're producing. Yeah. Sad. That is true about them. Like, really, just they don't talk about politics that much. And the right wing more so focuses on culture wars, but they're really just cultural commentators. They are all up in everybody's business. That, that's mm -hmm. what they do. Yeah. All right, last thing, guys. So there's this group. I'm so bad at this, and I'm, this will be a boomer moment, but Mattis Yahoo? Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Uh, and so apparently they got their uh, couple of shows canceled in Arizona. Uh, because people didn't want to work, uh, they claim because uh, either because they were Jewish or they supported Israel. Don't do that. That's now we're gonna get. That's what leftists do. Now the the thing about it though is there is a contingent on the right, the very pro-Israel right, that are also for tactics like that. So that's why it's just you know retards fighting each other, and it's really it's like I have, I'm not rooting for either side. That's crazy. Now we're going to all... That's what leftists do. You've been doing this. What are you talking about? You've been doing this when it comes to white people. Anytime a white person who is mildly in favor of their own race and the issues surrounding their race, you are okay with hotels canceling their conferences. But now you're like, oh, we got to draw the line here. Get the fuck out of my face. All cancel each other and be internally divided in America. And don't ever do it based on ethnicity, religion, or race. Uh, I don't. I've done it again against white identitarians a million times. You treat uh, white identitarians as if they're v evil. I don't care. No, don't ever, ever do that. That doesn't make any sense. We're fighting for justice, not injustice. You are fighting for injustice. You're just too stupid to know what your side is made of. And then. Uh, or what they even believe. And then, even if it's like, well, I don't like their position on Israel. Well, do you want someone fired if. You don't, if someone else doesn't like their position on Palestine, someone's position against the occupation, because that's happened before, you don't want to go down that path. We're on that path. The question is who's going to control the cudgel? That's ultimately what we're waiting to find out.
Someone who has a different opinion on Israel than you do, that's called America, okay? Oh, and now the commie wants to talk about the marketplace of ideas and everyone's allowed to have an opinion. That's how you know they're losing. We try to convince each other and get to the right that's place. That's not what you've been doing. You've been trying to destroy us and violate our rights. And it's not working, it's backfiring. And now we're, we're coming for you, Cenk. We're coming. And uh, if Trump gets in, you might have a problem. Again, legally, politically, and humanely, we're coming, Cenk. We don't cancel each other, we don't... <laughs> Are you... <laughs> he knows what's coming. He knows what's possibly coming. What possibly is coming is vengeance. Possibly. Again, legal, political, and humane vengeance. Uh, you know, take away people's livelihood, so... You've supported that tactis, tactic this whole time. Now that you think it might happen to you, now you're against it. Under no circumstances should go anyone go in that direction. Let's get back to talking about the real issues and mm, policies yeah. and bring peace and security to both Palestinians and Israelis. Uh -huh. And yes, definitely end the bombing. And yes, definitely end the occupation. Two states. Pretty hilarious. Uh, David Pakman gets a caller, a, a disobedient caller that's going to vote for RFK because Biden is too old. How dare you? Why don't we go next to Avtect from Chicago? Avtect, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Welcome to the program. What's on your mind today? Yeah, say, thanks for- uh, What's on my mind is how gay your sweater is, David. Taking my call, I'm, I love watching your show, but the biggest thing is I'm currently um, voting independent. Meaning I you're voting for who? Um, Kennedy. Okay. Because I can't bring myself to vote for Biden or Trump. I've never voted Republican, and I just think Biden would probably die in office, so I can't, like, vote. <laughs> that's a valid, hey, that's a valid criticism. Uh, Biden might die in office. He's that old. He's deteriorating. He has full-blown dementia, and you're not a Trump guy, so you're going RFK. Okay, that's fine. And it's, it'll be interesting to see what David says to this guy. Hope for someone who I don't believe is going to be physically there for another four years. Either. It's a perfectly, this criticism of Biden is perfectly reasonable. Let's Mentally see what David or, says. Like health wise. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know what. To David's do. thinking, all right, how am I going to lie about this? So I just going to vote independent this year. And what's I'm trying to figure this out. It sounds like you're saying politically you agree most with Biden, but you can't bring yourself to vote for him because you don't think he'll survive four years. Is that correct? That is correct. And so let's say you you vote for Biden and he gets another four years and he dies after two years and Kamala Harris becomes president. What's the concern? What happens then that concerns you? Uh, I honestly don't think Kamala Nothing against her. I just don't think she would have the like um, political know-how. I feel like they're gonna <laughs> walk off. This is great. Yeah, how dare you? You can't criticize Cunt Mala. That's racist. All over her and um, they being who? Like, so now, oh, you're a misogynist. Advantage of her. I don't. I just feel like she's not ready. They being who? Who will walk all over her? Probably the Republican establishment. Mean, but literally meaning what? Like who? So give me a scenario. What happens? 
Uh, like, for example, Republicans right now, they want, I guess they want a border bill. They will still want a border bill under Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is president. The House and Senate have to pass it. Okay, what? What does it mean they walk all over her? It means they convince her not to veto it or something like that? Well, say the Republicans gain control of the House and Senate again. Yeah. She vetoes the bill, but they override her veto against, like, the, like, what is actually needed. Like, she vetoes the bill. Yeah, I don't the think they're going to have, I don't think they'll have a majority, I don't think they'll have a majority such that they'd be able to do that. So I don't think that's a real concern. I guess what I'm getting to, Avtech, is the following. It seems weird to me. Let, let me put it a different yeah, way. It's weird that you think Joe Biden is too old. That's weird. Are there issues on which you really agree with with Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Like, do you find him that where you look and you say, I, I love his position on what on, on, on what issues? Environmentalism. I love his stance on environmentalism. He was an environmentalist lawyer. He's yeah. done. He has good policies and I just love his like environmentalist stance. I what environmental like really policies, hasn't. what environmental policies does he have that you like? Well, the problem is I haven't really had much time to look into it because the whole situation is just now coming up fast and Illinois has got the election coming up and I'm voting absentee. So, so hold on okay. a second. But so if you haven't had time to look into his environmental policies, how do you know you like them? I don't know. He's been an environmentalist lawyer and the other environmentalist groups I follow um, tend to like him and what he's done as a lawyer. The issue but, I have is he's done some good work as a lawyer, but in terms of what he's offered in terms of his platform, he wants to give private industry huge leeway to basically deal with the environmental problem, let private industry kind of deal with it and, and says they're well incentivized on their own to deal with it. To me, that's a scary failed corporatist strategy. So I agree with you that some of the work from his past is good, but I'm a little concerned by what he's offering. Now, here's the last thing I'll say to you, Aptek. To me, I, I would vote for the person whose policies I agree with the most. And you said that that's Joe Biden. Joe Biden dies yeah. in office. It doesn't change who the cabinet secretaries are. It doesn't change who are the people. It that puts in charge a person that he has no confidence in to be the president. <laughs> They're in place as judges, thanks to Joe Biden being president rather than maybe Trump. I just don't really see it as a major concern. It sounds to me like you should vote for Biden. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's okay that he's going to die in office in the scenario they're talking about and someone who he has no faith in will become president. You should still vote for Joe Biden. Insane. I don't know. I'll probably end up voting for Biden just yeah. because it must be the easiest thing to do in terms of like policies and I know him better, but I just feel like his age is what's getting a lot of people or I just vote Republican and vote against Trump right. on the Republican ballot. So. All right, Aftek. Well, it sounds like you kind of have resolved it and you'll probably vote Biden. I think that's the right call. Oh, yeah. That's, there you go. You're, you will vote for who I say. We're going to take all your concerns. We're just going to put them aside. You must obey. Okay. Thanks. All right.
Avtech from Chicago, great to hear from you. Why don't we go next to Bray from Springfield? Bray from Springfield, Missouri, welcome to the show. Hey, David, how's it going? Going well. Cool. Um, I just wanted to ask you about something. Uh, I, I haven't heard you guys mention it on the show, but a couple, maybe a month or two ago, you guys changed the intro music on the podcast. And I was just wondering what's your like process and just deciding to change the music. There's nothing super scientific. It's just sort of like, hey, I think it's time for a refresh. Do we have anything audience submitted or what's kind of available? Uh, our friend Stu Brooks from Dub Trio years ago generously told me, hey, if you ever want to use anything of ours, just let me know. The team looked through the Dub Trio library. We found something we liked. We you know, worked to figure out which little piece of it do we want to use. And that's basically it. There's there's no kind of like big process, you know. Oh, I see. Well, I knew you're like a musician and I didn't know if you had some part in the producing of it or anything. No, 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 no. The, the song we used, it's a dub trio song published years ago and I had no role whatsoever in production. Oh, I see. Well, I really like it. Cool. Yeah, no, I like it too. I, you know, uh, we got some negative reactions like we do every time we make a change, but overall the, the reaction has been very positive. Oh my God. Right. Um, I had another question about um, the, the Super Bowl, and I think I think the like, people who are claiming that the Super Bowl was rigged couldn't have possibly actually watched the Super Bowl because, <laughs> I mean, I know it's just like an anecdote. It's not really solid evidence, but just... Yeah. When the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, the camera cut to the other team, and just the faces. Uh, no, the camera cut to Taylor Swift celebrating in the boxes. Of the other players. Like, if this was some giant... Again, retard, no one's arguing that, the, as far as I'm aware, that the players are in on it. That's not possible. It's rigged mainly through the officials. It's the officials. Uh, the, the, you couldn't pull off the players. I mean, maybe a player could throw a game. That has actually happened at the collegiate level. Um, and, and it was pretty much a gambling thing. But in mass, I, I've not seen anyone make that argument. So you're changing the argument. The argument is mainly about the officiating. Giant operation. Like, they would have to have some kind of... I, I don't know. It, it just seems like that would be hard to fake. <laughs> Listen, no one's saying that their reaction is fake. You're, you're mentioning one of the dozens of reasons why I struggle to believe that it was staged. Right. I mean, just, yeah. wa just watching the game alone, it, that would just have to take so much effort to actually rig something like that. I agree. Or maybe if you actually learn your opponent's arguments, you might be on to something. <laughs> and then you can make a rebuttal rather than just making up bullshit arguments that no one's making. All right, Bray from Springfield, Missouri. Great to hear from you. Very much appreciated. Here's. All right, so uh, MSNBC, this, was, this is just amazing, this segment. They are doing a hit piece. She's got some nice ones right here. Pretty hot. They're doing a hit piece on Christians, white Christians, Christian nationalists. They're calling them Christian nationalists. It's a smear. Um, and just like you could never do this with any other group, as far as I'm aware, a specific hit piece on how this one group is evil. It's like crazy. Investigates the rise of Christian nationalism. 
Stephanie sits down with producer Rob Reiner to talk about the dangers of mixing politics and religion when the 11th hour continues. We can't decouple the idea of this fear and this resentment and this grievance that we see in quarters of the evangelical church from that changing face of America. The fear of losing this country, of losing this kingdom, of, of our American identity slipping away from us as Christians, it is, it is unhealthy, but it's also antithetical to the teachings of Christ. Mm. I'm sure he knows everything about Jesus. Tim Alberta has pointed it out before. The evangelical right is exploiting fear and resentment. Oh. But for what? Oh, stop exploiting resentment. Just let us fuck you in the ass. Stop resenting us fucking you in the ass. Well, a new documentary might just have the answer. God and Country explores the rise of Christian nationalism and the movement that's happening across this country and what it's really all about. Christian nationalism uses Christianity as a means to an end, that end being some form of authoritarianism. Being a Christian is about the values of inclusion. Oh, yes, being a Christian is about accepting all the tenets of left-wing degeneracy. Christian nationalism is certainly not based on the values of the gospel. Oh, right, yes, the gospel is all about sodomy, right? Christian values, this is about Christian power. Mm. For more, I would like to welcome to the program the legendary actor and producer Rob Reiner and veteran director Dan Partland. Their new documentary is called God and Country. Rob, I'm going to start with you. You're a Jewish guy. Oh, no way. I can't believe it. Side. Oh, so I guess it's going to be okay for some Christians to make a documentary about Zionism. Oh, no, of course not. No, that's uh, you're going to probably get arrested for that project focused on Christian nationalism. Because it doesn't really reflect Christianity from what I understand. Uh. I, mean, I, I went through a very tough time in my life. Uh, many years ago, and I read uh, about uh, Christianity. I, I, you know, I was raised as a secular Jew. I'm not. There was no religion in my household, uh, but I I started reading about Christianity, about Buddhism, about uh, Islamic religion, and I came away with understanding the real teachings of Jesus were about loving thy neighbor, doing unto others as you would have them done. Right, to obeying leftists to you and those are the things I, I, I latched onto and they meant something yeah. to me. Let us destroy and subvert your society, Jesus says. You have to let us do that because of your principles. And when I saw this movement, it started, you know, in the 50s, but it really took hold in the 80s after Roe v. Wade uh, uh, w w became the law of the land. And Norman Lear had people for the American way and I started to, to see that there was a movement afoot that had nothing to do with what I understood to be the teachings of Jesus, and it was a pure political movement for just for power. And I got a, a book was sent to me called The Power Worshippers by Catherine Stewart, and I said, wow, this could be a real great documentary to show that there is a difference between uh, the, the, the precepts of Christianity and Christian nationalism, which is a pure political movement. And so I, I approached Dan, who I think is a great filmmaker and a great documentarian, and I asked if he would 
uh, help me with this documentary? And, he, and luckily he said yes. And we have to tell you very upfront that this does not bash Christianity no, in any way. No, not bashing it at all. It does the opposite. Just pointing out that if you do not incorporate leftist values into your religion, you're an evil person. Oh, we're not bashing. Opposite. We try to uh, uh, laud Christianity for yes. what it has done, and we have some of the most conservative, oh, the most sure. devout Christian leaders. Guys, in- some of the most devout Christian leaders are telling you, except homosexuals, not from the standpoint of just like if a homosexual wants to go to your church. No, no, no. We have to accept and promote sodomy and all sorts of things under the LGBT umbrella that are uh, opposed to the religion. So you have to just change the religion for the leftists. Otherwise, you're a bad person. In the country, talking about Christ, uh, Christian nationalism, not only as a danger to democracy, oh, yes. but as a danger to Christianity. Guys, so. we are not bashing you. We're just saying you're a danger to democracy. That's all. Dan, the documentary talks about this loss of identity. What identity are they most afraid of losing specifically? Well, that's really complicated. I mean, I think that the the for a long time there's a Christian narrative about persecution that it's in the Bible and you feel like if you're being persecuted then, you know, you're really living up to your Christian faith. But I don't think that there's a good argument for that happening in any broad way in American law. Yeah, there's no persecutions of Chris, Christians happening right now. I think it's it maybe is true that people of faith are feeling like they're having less say in our government and our law less powerful in our culture but i think that that's mostly due to the secularizing of the culture much less so than due to any loss of actual uh, political or cultural power. oh right yeah the thing that you can't talk about christian nationalism without talking about is it it's really a white christian nationalism. oh of course it's the evil whites a, a highly racially based yes. movement that mm. is seeing America that as America's complexion changes, they're really getting very fearful. That oh, we're losing. why would they be fearful? We all know you're going to be so nice. Oh, you're going to be so nice. A lot of what they see as the real America. Last week when we spoke to voters, evangelical voters in Iowa, we kept hearing over and over this idea that Donald Trump was the chosen one. We'd hear their explanation for his disturbing behavior is that God chooses unexpected messengers. For a lot of us, it was very surprising to hear something like that. After doing this project, Rob, is that no surprise to you? Uh, No, and unfortunately, uh, many of, uh, you know, we're no, we know what happened on January 6th. We know that they We know, we know, we know. A Christian nationalism, we show that. Oh, January 6th was fueled by Christian nationalism, was it? Oh, we know. We're not saying that all people who stormed the Capitol were Christian nationalists. There were lots Just of- Just that they're at fault, that's all. Other people, but- there's a lot of people who get swept up in a movement and 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 they get swept up in a movement because they're living in a in a in a bubble in a silo where they only fed certain ideas and if they're fed by leaders of their church who tell them this is what you need to do in the name of god 
then they can be swept away by it. And so it isn't surprising to me. But if you look at the Christian community as a whole around the country, the vast majority of them do not believe that this is the way to get your end. You're not supposed to resort to violence in order to get what you want. Oh, yes, you, those Christians, they're so violent. You go through uh, persuasion mm. and the, the, the teachings of Jesus that will hopefully persuade people to agree with you, not through uh, violence. So I'm not surprised by it. But like I say, people are swept up in it because they're fed a steady diet of uh, this idea that you have to, you, 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 you can resort to violence in order to get your way. Oh, yeah. That's what the Christians are teaching all the time. Oh, man, this is totally honest. Let's talk about the money component here, Dan, because you talked to a former activist who talks about how they use this fear to raise small dollar donations from people. How much of a factor, how important is the fundraising aspect of all this? Well, it's huge. I mean, obviously, people uh, fear you know, fear is a really important motivator because fear is fear is where the problem is coming from, right? People aren't that it. You got to look over there. You got to understand what that is, and so ginning up fear has been an important fundraising mechanism for for this movement, but you know, for plenty of movements. I think the um, the additional part of it is that money. It's not just money. There's almost a commercial interest in delivering these messages. Pastors around the country are telling us that they need to echo these messages, even when they find them antithetical to their teaching, to the teaching of Christianity. They need to echo these messages in order to retain their congregation because the congregation so much wants Gee, they have to actually follow the tenets of the religion. Otherwise, the... Uh, church members will leave. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Wants to hear these messages reinforced. So it's not just money. It's oh, money. you mean the Christians want the pastors to actually follow the religion? No. Money and power. They don't want drag queens preaching about sodomy being just like Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I can't believe it. It's almost a commercializing of this certain political identity that so many people are eager to wrap their arms around right and now. it has turned into a fully functioning highly functioning big business rob talk about the separation of church and state and how some evangelical leaders have so effectively warped the two well the the the, the christian nationalist movement does not believe in a separation of church and state they point blank will say it's not in the Constitution. Now, the word separation of church and state is obviously is not in the Constitution. Oh, okay. So they're right about that? But the idea of it is mentioned three mm. times in the Constitution. The whole idea of the founding of this country was to provide religious liberty to everyone so you could pray however you wanted. But they believe that America was uh, founded as a white Christian nation and the and that God ordained this and that that's what we have to get back to. So they completely ignore the idea of separation of church and state. And by the way, separation of church and state is what makes 
uh, religious freedom uh, strong. And yes, you know, just like diversity is our strength. It's America, this wonderful <coughs> opportunity for everybody to come here mm. and pray however they want, mm -hmm. or not pray at all if they're atheists. Yeah, or just, you know, have the teachers groom the kids, that's all. All right, gentlemen, thank you so Amazing. So there you go. Uh, incredible. It's pretty much the only group you can smear like this. Uh, it's a hell of a thing to watch. All right, let me read some of these super chats. We're taking them on Streamlabs. Link in the description on Rumble and also in the chat uh, on YouTube. We're also taking uh, super chats on Entropy. And also we're taking uh, Rumble rants on Rumble. Also, uh, we are t now 19 away from our goal of 50 subscribers in the rebuilding of the soft gentleman's bathhouse. My left-wing homosexual brother, <clears throat> the soft gentleman, had his channel uh, banned by YouTube. And with it, what we called the bathhouse, uh, which was the membership thing. And that was about 25% of our uh, monthly income. So uh, we're trying to rebuild it. We're uh, uh, more than halfway there. Thank you to everybody that, have, that has signed up so far. So we're 19 away, and you can, uh, if you want to help with that, you can go to Subscribestar, subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard, or you can click the red subscribe button on Rumble. Uh, Ghost of Shaniqua says, Getting killed at the grocery store. I bought three cans of soup and some pistachios. $30. Holy shit. Holy shit. I remember distinctly during Trump, a bottle of uh, uh, Tapatio hot sauce was 99 cents. It's now almost $4. HB, what do you eat? I'm curious. <clears throat> so I try to keep it simple now. Uh, basically, bread, peanut butter, and jelly. Um, chicken. It's the one area, for some reason, and it's been like this for months, where I go, um, the giant trays of chicken thighs are dirt cheap they've been i don't know what the hell's going on they should normally be like 18 to 20 dollars they're always like seven bucks so that's mainly what i get um you know uh, from time to time i just picked up some ravioli uh got it you know i gotta have that uh, with the uh but that was brutal the ravioli was like 10 bucks um pasta sauce was like six and the Parmesan cheese was five. <laughs> no matter what it is, it's always like 30 bucks. That's the thing. So like a combination of food, it's like 30 bucks every time. And then if you get multiple combination of foods, if you're getting like eggs and sausage or whatever, it's just no matter what, it's like a hundred bucks at least. Now that's one person and I try to keep it simple. Uh, if you got a family, family of three, four, holy fucking shit, it's gotta be like four or $500. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, chicken and then let's see, what else? Not Oh, like... Uh, like almonds or like some kind of nuts i think nuts are good um oh smoothies you know you get yogurt and like frozen fruit and you mix it up you know it's a little gay but it's uh it's healthy supposedly and um peas <laughs> it's it's not a lot i i kind of just like eat the same shit because you know right now if you start getting uh you start getting fancy at the grocery store you're going to take it hard in the ass I did um, get these. You ever get this Italian thing? It's these hot peppers, and they stuff them with cheese, like a sharp cheese, and then they put whatever fucking, it could be salami or whatever. Oh, my God. Those are insane. Those are fucking insane. Those are the shit. 
Those are the shit. <clears throat> so I picked up some of those. They were 10 bucks. That was ridiculous. At least you got a bunch of them, though. If you go to the specialty store, you're getting like two for 10 bucks. At this place, you're getting like a whole jar. So it's at least some. Those are, those are a taste explosion. They are phenomenal. That's the shit. That is, I don't even know what they're called. Pepper shooters, whatever the fuck they're called. Oh, phenomenal. But yeah, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Now, takeout-wise, I don't even fuck around with uh, Five Guys anymore. It's like $55 for two people. Like, $55? So I go to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is like 22 for two people. Uh, I mean, it's still ridiculous. You know, there's no value meals anywhere anymore. Remember the value menu, the dollar menu? Remember the... You know, it's one thing, like, yeah, I could talk about, like, shit that was dirt cheap, you know, 30 years ago. I'm not talking about 30 years ago. I'm talking about, like you were saying, under Trump. I'm talking about, that was not that long ago. The value mem menu, Taco Bell, McDonald's, they're all gone. They're all gone. There's no dollar double cheeseburgers anymore. Everything, you're just nonstop in the ass. So I guess the cheapest places, because um, Wendy's and McDonald's, is like more than 30 bucks for two people, at least around here. Um, but Panera and uh, Chick-fil-A, it's around 22 bucks. I don't know why it's cheaper. Chick-fil-A's the fucking shit. I really, uh, I didn't start eating there till maybe the past year or two. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Those fries, absolutely the craziest fries ever. Ever. Even better, remember Boardwalk fries? Those were the fucking shit. Those were my favorite. Uh, but I gotta go with the waffle fries over the Boardwalk fries. I don't even think Boardwalk fries are around anymore. That's that's a shame. <clears throat> the Five Guys fries are similar. But holy shit, $55? Yeah, I'm not spending $55. Just like this pizza place. There's this pizza place around me. It's got this wonderful greasy Wap pizza. There's nothing I love more than greasy Wap pizza. You know, the thin... And I like deep dish, too. I'm not... I, I don't like people argue over which is better. I like both of them. Deep dish is phenomenal. That's a phenomenal thing. But I also like the flat pizza. But it's got to be a certain type of flat pizza. There's this certain type where the cheese is thick, good amount of sauce, and a good amount of... It, 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 like, I know it when I see it. And it's only at certain places. Most pizza places don't have it right. But there's this one place that has it right and... They have extra large pizzas, which are like gigantic fucking slices of pizza. I don't know if Scotto Pizza was regional, but I remember at the mall there was this place called Scotto Pizza, which had pieces of pizza that were like bigger than the whole table. They were crazy. And then when you would order a large pizza, it was this giant fucking monstrosity. Anyway, so there was this pizza place where you could get two large extra large pizzas for like $35. Now it's like $62. And I'm like, I'm not spending $62 on pizza. Now, fortunately, there's other pizza places where it's still like 30, but it's not as good, but that's, that's okay. I'll, I'll look, I'll pay $5 extra for something, but $30 extra, fuck that. I'm not, no way, no way. I, and it's good, but it's not that good. It's not, I'll go with the like decent pizza that's not pure WAP greatness, but, uh, but not for 30, I'm sorry. Just like with Five Guys. I love Five Guys. Five Guys is phenomenal. But I'm not $55? No. Uh, no way. Fuck that shit. I'll go to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is pretty good. The chicken sandwiches are good. They're not like the greatest at Chick-fil-A, but they're good. But the fucking fries. I don't know what they're doing with those fries. We're going to probably find out one day. There's something fucked up going on with the fries. They're so good. Probably people grease or something. I don't know. Phenomenal fries. Chick-fil-A sauce? Completely insane. Anyway, 
Um, and then Ghost of Shaniqua says, I like the Trump ones, but the gold is too much for me. Yeah, gold is very gaudy. It is very, same with like silver, shiny silver, very gaudy. Uh, I'd buy some in a normal color. Imagine having some signed Trump ones, though. Yeah, I would love, that would be awesome. Uh, the Biden ones, New Balance and White, yeah, I don't even know what the Biden's, the, the Biden Dementia Force. Um, yeah, gold is gaudy. Gold is definitely gaudy, uh, but I think because of my uh, part eggplant heritage, because I'm part Sicilian, I think there's something about gaudy tracksuits that I just, I just don't care. I've said it, I told you before, uh, I almost bought a cow print tracksuit, and the only reason I didn't buy it is because they didn't have this my size, you know, so that's obviously not normal, that's not normal, and you know, depending on what store you now i don't do this anymore this was when i would go into the city i don't go into the city anymore when you go into the city the tracksuit selection is so much better than it is in the suburbs in the suburbs when you go to the store you get basic color tracksuits i'm not interested in basic color tracksuits i want fucking ridiculous tracksuits but when you go into philly at least when i used to go into philly franklin mills mall franklin mills mall it's probably gone now and i haven't been there in years they had one of the greatest tracksuit stores I've ever seen. It was a tracksuit pack. They had everything. It was crazy. Any color combination you could possibly come up with, they had it. And they had a wall of shoes to match. It was phenomenal. So, um, yeah. But not in suburbs, not really so much. Once in a while, but uh, not really. Now it's all different. You can just order shit online. You order shit from China. You can get real cheap tracksuits now. Whereas, you know, when you're going into the store, it's... It's still, it's expensive. But yeah, gold is, uh, gold is too much. But uh, yeah, I would love to see Trump come out with a bunch of other shoes. That would be fantastic. Uh, Text360 says, Hi, HB. I'm a poll worker in Louisiana. I can confirm that Chank Horsefucker Uger will be on the Democrat primary ballot <laughs> for the election on March 23rd. Oh my God, that's hilarious. What percent of the vote do you think he'll get? One percent? His campaign sign should be a giant horse. That would be hilarious. What, what did I set the over-under at? Half of half of uh, what he got in CA-25, I think? So, I think... I don't know. Did I set the over-under at two and a half percent? I think I think I did. And I believe I've gone under. So, I, I think he's getting under two and a half percent. I think one per, percent or less sounds about right. But we'll see. That'll be uh, that'll be hilarious. Um, all right, there's a breaking news. We'll we'll do that shortly. Uh, Michelle Kincaid says, uh, "What's an even bigger diversion is charging Trump for quote trying to steal an election unquote in Georgia, while they literally stole the election, uh, with a big part of it being caught on video." Yeah, really. Fanny came out looking like uh, trifling ghetto trash. She was rude as fuck and cringe with the her my daddy stories didn't come off as being human it came off as explaining away a lie with a bunch of details i think that the commie is over doing his southern accent shameful god should take it away from him and replace it with a speech impediment that would be justice that would be justice um yeah she came off terribly you know, it's one thing if if they have a charismatic person that can talk a lot of shit and they got up there and did a good job. I would I would point that out. I would say, hey, this person is a piece of shit, but they can talk a good game and they're a good speaker and they did well for themselves, you know? But that this was a disaster. First of all, she was wearing her dress backward. She's f fat and disgusting. 
and she's got like a pig face, and she, her attitude is insane. She, her answers don't even make sense. Her answers don't even make sense. Oh, I just, I don't have any receipts, set, but it, trust me, bro, I just paid in cash. Where'd you get the cash? Oh, I've always had cash. <laughs> you just don't know. It just came up. The mysterious cash fairy delivered cash to your house. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And remember, these people argue, well, even the appearance of impropriety. Yeah, well, we'll find out if that's a real thing. Because, first of all, on the facts, she's, she should be disqualified. But but on the appearance, it, it it's even worse. So we'll see what this judge does. They've already threatened the judge. The media's already threatened the judge. You know, they're like, you know, he's working on a reputation. That's that's a dog whistle that we're going to destroy you if you don't roll in our favor. It's crazy. The dad was cracking me up. He was like, oh, I knew COVID was coming out a year before it came out. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe you did. Maybe you did. That's probably the least crazy thing he said the whole time. That's probably the least crazy. Yeah, you might have. You might have. I don't put that past him. That a person could, you know, read things on the internet and, and uh, make that call. No, that, that, yeah, that's possible. That's possible. I'm not saying I believe him. I'm just saying it's not impossible. Cobra says, fun fact, Tucker didn't visit the entire uh, entirety of Russia. He visited one of the most expensive cities in the world where the wages are far higher than the rest of Russia, where food is far cheaper. It's like visiting New York and taking an average salary of the entire country. Yeah, I think so. Like, Hunter, excuse me, Tucker's overall point about Democrats destroying cities, Joe Biden and his policies destroying the country, That's that part's true. It's definitely not a one-to-one -one comparison with Russia. I, I, I absolutely acknowledge that. I think Chank oversells it, though. Just like Ben Shapiro was overselling the difference between what happened with Navalny and what's happening with Trump. No, no, no. It's very similar. Like, maybe right now Biden's not straight up having his political opponents killed, but it's like you're going to split hairs between that and the fact that they're trying to imprison Trump and many of his supporters. So it's like it's I think you can make the comparison, but there's definite differences. So uh, and then, you know, this brings up an interesting discussion. If it's effective, if Tucker kind of not being 100 percent accurate is still effective, what do you think about that? That's an interesting, you know, like when Andrew Torba came out uh, with this post, I mentioned this the other day about AI and the ability, in his words, to use AI to do very sophisticated propaganda for their side. And that brings up an interesting dilemma. Now, I think you can make honest arguments and you don't need to use propaganda, but I'm not in control of any of that, you know? And I think some people are going to use propaganda. So that's going to be interesting to see if that happens. But, um, now, it could be also the way Torba used the term propaganda is different. Maybe he has a different type of, you know, if, if like if, if you're making honest arguments, I don't really consider that propaganda. So we might have a difference of opinion there, like, because I think he would view the videos they're making as honest. I, I don't think he, he, I'm pretty sure, I'm not, I'm not that he couldn't be dishonest. Anyone could be dishonest, but I, I've never heard him advocate for deception to try to win people over. So we might have a different uh, sort of definition of propaganda. But uh, but no, I think Tucker can still, he could have probably made his case in a more accurate way. Um, and, and he should do that. You know, why not? Why, these, these people, they're such liars. I don't even think you need to embellish. 
You know, I think you can just do it without doing that. So if you have the ability to do it without embellishing, you should do that. that that's basically my stance. Now, am I going to moral fag and get all bent out of shape if I see it happening on our side? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'll, I'll give you the factual argument that, hey, this person wasn't being 100%. And, uh, you know, if it was me, I would make the, the most accurate argument I can. But am I going to moral fag about it? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <clears throat> um, let's see. Ghost of Shaniqua says, do you think Chank made a conscious decision to keep around mental midgets like AIDS, Cap, Ojama, and Francesca so he looks like the smart one and you don't really have to pay them much? Well, uh, that's actually... So the not having to pay them much uh, is what I lean towards. Um, but I, I don't know if I've ever thought about this keeping idiots around to make yourself look like not as much of an idiot. That's possible. I think that's possible. The, the question that it brings up, though, does Cenk Uger have enough self-awareness to realize he's an idiot? N now, his, his nephew does. His nephew, as much of a drooling retard as Hassan is, has on multiple occasions admitted publicly and commented on the fact that he knows he's stupid. I've heard him say that multiple times. Cenk has never, in, as far as I'm aware, ever uttered anything like that. If you have an example, let me know. But I'm, I don't think so. So Chank would have to have at least some self-awareness um, to, to do that. It's possible. It just depends on, <clears throat> you know, he's very uh, cocksure. I think that's the term. Weird term, but I think that is a term. He's, he's very uh, bullheaded. He's very... He's, he, he, um, he thinks way more of himself than he actually is. The question is... <clears throat> in private moments, is he honest with himself? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's very possible, though, that he's keeping idiots around. Um, has he ever had anyone on? Yeah, I mean, the, the people that are intelligent or at least are competent commentators, they've all left TYT. And he's gone to war with Jimmy Dore. Um, Jimmy Dore processes information and reports information way more accurately than Cenk Huger. That's like not even close. And I think that's one of the th reasons uh, Cenk has such an issue with him. Um, Ruben is kind of like... I, yeah, Dave Ruben is similar to Ben Shapiro. He's one of these people that benefits from the left being so crazy. So you can go through like a, almost an entire Dave Rubin episode. I don't really watch a lot of Dave Rubin. Uh, but, um, you know, he'll say a lot of things that are like, that are, that are reasonable. You know what I mean? Because he's arguing against the most crazy people on earth. And that kind of hides flaws. Because, uh, you know, those came out during the uh, primary. My God. My God. And also with the uh, Israel-Palestine uh, thing. He, um, he was playing the race card with Ben Shapiro. He was like, he said, oh, what Tucker said had some overtones. Oh, you're gonna what? He's being anti-Semitic. Is that why don't you just fucking say it, Dave? Just say it. Just play the race card. Come on, just play the fucking race card. Just be honest. Don't dance around it. Ridiculous. Um, Gunfox says HP breaking news. I sh I shot you a tweet on Twitter for a possible hard R news idea. It's breaking truckers to boycott loads in the New York City. And now some reports are saying that companies are joining in. New York Times is already calling it violent. Now, see, that's interesting. I forget someone 
I don't remember where I read it, but someone commenting on this said, I bet the media says that this is violent. I forget who that was. But uh, whoever that was, well, they called that one. Uh, if the New York Times is already saying it's violent. That's funny. Protest is violent, even when it's literally nonviolent. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I'll check that out. Uh, and uh, so, to, yeah, hard R uh, hour tomorrow at... Um, I shoot for 7.30. Sometimes it's a little later. But uh, in the evening, in the evening. All right, thank you, Gun Fox. Sincerely appreciate that. Let me just... Uh, Refresh here, and let me just double check, and then we'll get back to videos. This is um, one second. Okay, let me use some things here. Okay. All right. Shatterhand, the naked truth. Uh, what's up, sir? It says support your local hard bastard. Thank you. <clears throat> support your local naked truth teller. Appreciate that, sir. Um, Gunfox says, HB sent you a news story that is breaking truckers to boycott New York City loads for three years starting Monday. Oh, I didn't know that they were doing three years. Oh, because of the, right, because they banned Trump for three years. Uh, I hope, I hope they're able to, to do it. I have no idea, like, how many truckers would need to do this in order to make a difference. I have no idea, like, what's the trucker pool that goes to New York? Is it big? Is it small? I have no idea. Um, if you ask me to guess, like, do I think a lot of truckers are either pro-Trump or simply not AIDS-filled? I would think most of them are, are not. I, I don't. I mean, I'm sure there's some liberal truckers, but I would think that most of them are probably AIDS-free, if I had to guess. But again, you know, sometimes it surprises you how infested some areas are with leftists, areas you wouldn't even think. So who knows? But uh, hopefully they can pull that off. That would be... Uh, that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, one second. Salty, salty Sloth says, even Down syndrome are getting Trump is the shit. Um, I'm not sure. Did something happen recently? I, um, I know there was... Um, there's been footage of Trump uh, being, like, nice to people with Down syndrome. They're, like, shaking his hand. The one guy came up and hugged him, and, like, Trump, he seemed like he was fine. That was That's, like, kind of, it's a bit wholesome. It's kind of a wholesome thing. And, uh, well, I would say this. Um, it, it makes sense, if that's happening, it makes sense, because as far as I'm aware... Uh, Trump, it's almost like the similar thing with the Christians. People are like, I don't understand why the evangelicals like Trump. Well, Trump doesn't want to exterminate Christians. And I think you could argue that Biden does. So obviously the people who one side wants to exterminate are going to go with the other side. So they're going to go with Trump. Um, equally, uh, leftists, I would argue, want to exterminate people with Down syndrome. This has already happened in places like Iceland. You might recall, I remember years ago, I've mentioned this uh, several times this was before this was before i like kind of i was still i was doing the show it was definitely when i was doing the show i just didn't realize how bad it was i still kind of when i would see headlines i still was like oh so i saw a headline i remember it was something like uh they, they cured down syndrome in iceland i was like oh really like an idiot i was like oh that's nice and i'm like how did they do that and i'm like Clicking on the article, I'm thinking, what did they like? Is there some sort of like supplement they're giving pregnant women? Or maybe there's, is it a diet thing? How did they figure this out? What an amazing thing. And it turns out, no, they didn't find the cure. They were just killing them all. They were trying, they were 
having they there was there was massive coercion for people. So apparently there's a test they can give. I I'm, I forget what the accuracy of the test is. It's not a hundred percent. It might be up there, but I don't I don't I don't remember. But anyway, they give pregnant women a test, and then they they say that can tell them whether or not the kid's going to have Down syndrome. And if they test positive or whatever, there's like massive coercion for them to have an abortion. So they're massively aborting Down syndrome babies, uh, or at least babies that are testing as positive for Down syndrome. Okay, that's not curing it. That's, you're just killing them. So anyway, if you tell me that there's like a solid amount of people with Down syndrome that like Trump, I would think maybe that's part of the reason. I, that's just my guess. I don't know. I, I don't really know uh, anyone with Down syndrome. There was a Down syndrome kid in the JWs when I was a kid. Um, but like more, um, he had other problems too. Like he was, he was not the typical Down syndrome uh, he was, he had, it was rough. It was, I felt very bad. His mother, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. His mother was a fucking, she was a saint, man. She, he was, uh, he was a tough kid. And she was like, this is my kid. Cause the people were like, you got to institutionalize him. She was getting pressure. And she's like, that's my kid. I'm not institutionalizing. I, I respect that woman. Uh, uh, anyway, Matt Apasta says, when the caller said he wasn't voting for Biden, David got a look on his fake face. Like he just got banned from the bathhouse. I think your brother's life flashed before his eyes. Can't have disobedience. Yeah, and I love how he just dismissed the guy's argument and said, well, it sounds like you've made your decision and you're voting for Joe Biden. I would never say that to anyone related to Trump. If someone said to me, like came up with, they were like, I don't like Trump's um, relationship with Israel and therefore I'm not going to vote. I would never say to that person, well, it sounds like you've made your decision to vote for Donald Trump. That's insane. That's completely insane. That's completely insane. What the fuck kind of person is that? It's ridiculous. And what's wild is the guy seemed to go, okay. And like, was he just being polite or did this guy now vote? Is he going to vote for Joe Biden? Because David Pakman said so. That's, uh, that's a hell of a thing right there. Oh, thank you, uh, Kevin S., for becoming a monthly subscriber on Rumble. So we're at 32. I have to uh, update it manually. So that should read 32 now. I will make that change shortly. Sincerely appreciate that. And I, okay, I think we're good there. Uh, Mojack420 says, without a plaintiff, who is supposed to get the 358 gazillion? Good question. Um, I don't know the answer to that. I, w I guess the state of New York is getting it? The, yeah, there's no, there's no, vic there's literally no victims. It would be nonsensical to give it to the banks then they're going to profit doubly. Um, yeah, I bet the, I bet it's all going to the city or the state, I would think. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right. Now, you can't win with these people. Kanye West. So Kanye West, no matter what he says, someone's got a problem with it. And, and I'm not saying, like, I don't kick. Kanye West says stuff, and then he was, like, putting his naked wife out there. Yeah, I'll tell you, his answer about why he was doing that was at least honest. You cannot agree with it, and you can say, hey, it's, you know, unseemly or whatever. And, um, and I have no problem with that because there's so much degeneracy. I, uh, I don't fault people for rolling their eyes. Like, come on. I get it. I mean, she's, like, naked. She's pretty nice looking, but uh, I get it. I, I understand why people do that. But anyway... He was like, she makes me happy. That's why I put her picture out there. And I was like, that's an honest answer. You know, he wasn't like, see, you know what was interesting about that Kanye West uh, uh, statement about 
why he puts his wife's picture out there. What I liked about it is he didn't. He wasn't like, oh, I'm a victim. You're anti-black. You hate me. He was just like, if you don't like it, shut the fuck up and leave. And I do it because it makes me happy. Why don't you put your wife out there? Do something that makes you happy. That's an honest answer. That's an honest answer. Anyway, Kanye West comes out with the whole Alex Jones thing, which was one of the that was one of the all time. You know, you look at things through history on some of the most iconic things that have happened in media. And there's a lot of different, you could probably, you'll probably have your own. I, I look at things like the whole Jerry Lawler, um, uh, what the fuck was Laka's real name? Andy Kaufman, that whole thing. And that thing was, that was, that whole thing was brilliant. It was all, it was all fucking, it was just like, it was, it was uh, entertainment. It wasn't real. People thought it was real. It, it was incredible. I'm sure not everyone thought it was real. But some people thought it was real. The whole thing with the slap and then he's calling him a fucking asshole in the air. Just a total spectacle. And I'm sure there's a million things you could come up with. That Alex Jones, Kanye West thing was a top three all time for me. Absolutely insane. Now, I have argued from the beginning because I listen because I don't get emotional. I'm not saying it's okay if you get emotional. That's fine. But when I watch stuff like that, I mean, I, I, I'm entertained. Okay. But I like listen to what Kanye West said. And I would argue, if you listen to what he said, it's very obvious what he was doing. He was criticizing people, people rightfully for trying to destroy his life. He even named names, people like Harvey Pashtunak. Harvey Pashtunak's a horrible person. Uh, and he was criticizing a horrible person. And um, people were saying, you're anti-Semitic. How dare you? And he had criticism uh, for Zionists and things. And they're like, you're anti-Semitic. So his response to that is, oh, you're calling me anti-Semitic? I'll show you anti-Semitic. And then went on the I love Hitler whole thing. He literally says what he's doing. And I don't care if people like it or don't like it or that's fine. I, I, that's, but there's a lot of dishonesty surrounding what that was. And um, you can say, hey, he shouldn't have done it. It was too over the top or he hurt his career or whatever. But he does tell you what he's doing anyway. So he did all that, and, and of course people got outraged, which is, I mean, that's not, that's expected. You know, you, sit, you go on there and say the most hyperbolic shit you can come up with to make a point and to give one of the biggest middle fingers of all time. Yeah, people are going to be upset, no problem. Now, people roll up to him, and they're like, oh, Israel, Palestine, and he's like, look, I'm worried about the people in my country and my city. Now, apparently... Kyle Kalinske has a problem with that. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll, we'll see what he says. Kanye West's horrible so, uh, take on Palestine. Kanye West is a bit of a total disaster and a mess. You guys remember. It wasn't that long ago. What was it? Last year, he was uh, doing interviews with Alex Jones and saying... Now, he, you, you're saying he's a total disaster and a mess, but he just released uh, an album that went to number one. So I, I don't know if I buy that assessment. Certainly, he says a lot of things. If you, if maybe he does have bipolar, I'm not a doctor. I don't care if he has bipolar. I don't really give a shit. Um, the guy released an album. It went to number one. So I don't know about this whole, oh, he's a disaster. You know, because they do this thing. They've done it with Trump. They're like, oh, the guy that's disobedient to the narrative. He's mentally ill. He's crazy. He's losing. That's That's propaganda. He doesn't seem like a person that's losing. He's got a hot wife, and he just has a number one album. And he still has a lot of fucking money. Loves Hitler. 
And then when Alex was like, oh, you mean like the uniforms were cool, right? Isn't that what you're trying to say? Trying to help a brother out. Yeah, because Alex Jones actually lost his emotional composure, not in a way that made him do anything angry, but it stopped Alex Jones from listening. Alex was not listening to Kanye West, and he was panicking. Almost the only time I've ever seen anyone do that to Alex Jones. That's one of the reasons it was such an incredible spectacle. Never seen anyone do that to Alex Jones. But Kanye was able to do it, and Alex was panicking and kind of like, you know, hey, you don't really mean that, but you weren't listening to him. And that's, you know, you, you don't have to. But And I'm not saying if you listen to him that you have to agree with what he's doing. But just don't pretend that you don't know what he's doing. That's just not honest. Why don't why don't you just disagree with what he's doing? Why do you have to change everything? It's just not an honest way to go about it, I, I think. And be like, let me soften the landing here. Let me let me make you sound less insane. What was Kanye's response? No. It's it not- was the modern day version of Lenny Bruce's Are There Any Niggers Here? That's what that was, okay? And it, and to, to just, to like, I mean, look, Alex does still have people on his show. Like, I think, I know people were killing Alex Jones for it, but I think he still tries. I do think he believes in free speech. It's one of the reasons he did it. He didn't shut the interview down. It was like hours. So overall, I, I give Alex Jones credit for that. And look, it's not the easy, I'm sure that's not the easiest thing to do. I am sure having a guy with a mask on saying how he doesn't just love Hitler, loves Hitler. I'm sure that's not the easiest thing to deal with. Okay, so overall, I think I, it was fine. Yeah, I think Alex is fine. But he wasn't listening. And it's, it's, it is what it is. Just the uniforms. I love Hitler. Look, the guy is having a breakdown. It no, almost... he's not. No, he's not having a breakdown. That's uh, He's not having a breakdown. You're not a doctor. You're not able to assess that. He, he just released a number one album, and I don't think he's having a breakdown. feels unfair to even go after him based on... Specific... But you're going to do it anyway, because you don't actually believe he's having a breakdown. ...stuff like what we're talking about, because he is severely bipolar, you know... You don't know that. It's possible he has bipolar. It's very possible. There's lots of people that have bipolar that live through life, and they deal with it. So it's just amazing what they do. They're happy. Again, they, AIDS commies will use anything, any disability, any racial characteristic as a human shield for political purposes. Oh, maybe paranoid schizophrenic. That's oh, a possibility. There we go. Yes, he must be hearing voices. That's why he doesn't like Joe Biden. He's hearing voices in his head. That's why he's criticizing uh, uh, people for destroying him and tr- and having him involuntarily committed. Oh, he must have voices in his head. I can't believe he would criticize Harvey Pasternak because everyone knows Harvey Pasternak is perfect because he's Jewish and Jews are perfect in every way. Based on his actions, right? Uh, he was just having a public meltdown. No, he wasn't. And um, it wouldn't stop. He's still going around. He was doing, you could call it like a performance piece. I think that would be a fair assessment. Saying things like... And then you could say, I didn't like that performance piece. Or I did like that performance piece. Or whatever. Hitler, Jesus, and yay. Like, what? They're, the connections between Hitler and Jesus are non-existent. But They're both... What are you talking about? They are two of the most widely known people in human history. Why are you such a moron? You know, it's like as soon as 
something is brought up, people's brains just shut down. And like I said, you don't have to agree with the analogy but or the comparison, but to pretend I don't understand, he's incoherent, he's not making any sense. I don't think that's honest. Somehow you think both like represent? I don't, I don't know. So anyway, he was going around saying the most anti-Semitic things you can possibly imagine. Um, then he, you know, with crocodile tears, how dare you call me anti-Semitic? You're like, oh, geez, please, if anybody should own it, it's you. Con okay, but don't you understand, you ridiculous, dishonest faggot, that you, while not as hyperbolic as Kanye West, you are considered, because of your position on the Palestinians, an anti-Semite as well. Okay, so again, we have a situation where an AIDS commie has a cudgel being used against him and still will not have the self-awareness to realize, oh, right, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be doing this with anyone because I don't want it used against me, so obviously using against another person. But they don't care because they want to use it against other people. They just don't want it used against them because they're total pieces of shit. Yay. So, I, I don't know, it looks like he's in the airport here or something. And somebody asked him about Palestine. Look at how he manages to whiff this answer Colossally. Which is means he didn't answer in a way that supports Kyle's particular narrative. It's shocking. Watch this. Your thoughts on Palestinians? Palestinians? What'd you say? Your thoughts on the Palestinians? I, I don't have enough information on that. I'm okay. straight. I'm straight up from South Side of Chicago, born in Atlanta. I don't have that. I don't have enough information. It's love for everybody, but don't pull me to that conversation. I got, I got people. I got 14 kids dying every week in my city. Oh, how dare you care about your city? You must care about the people that Kyle pretends to care about. About that. Yes. All right, thank you, Kyle. I don't have enough information on that. Oh, how dare you not pay attention to the news stories that the homosexual prostitute from Miami Vice tells you to? You have to read about the news stories that the homosexual prostitute from Miami Vice tells you. How dare you? Oh, God. Okay, this person absolutely knocked it out of the park with this comment I'm about oh, to show I'm you. Oh, sure. Shout out to 12ball, oh, yeah. a.k.a. at Boltzmann Booty. <laughs> he said, Kanye was on Alex Jones mocking Netanyahu and praising Hitler like six months ago. But now that Netanyahu decided to be Hitler, Kanye doesn't know how to feel. Oh, okay, there you that, go. How dare you not go along with our narrative? That's exactly accurate. Mm. I know he might say, oh, yeah, I'm joking here, whatever. No, that is exactly what happened. It's ah. exactly what happened. As soon as Netanyahu decided, like, I'm going to be like Hitler and do a genocide, mm. he's like... Right, so now Kanye West needs to automatically agree with that position and pretend that Netan is Hitler. Amazing. I don't know how to feel about the situation with Palestinians. Oh, you don't? You don't know how to feel? Yeah, how dare you not go along with the leftist narrative on Palestinians? You don't know how to feel about the... What's the number now? 36,000? I'll actually I'll give you the specific mm. number. Oh, yeah, 36,671 <clears throat> dead Palestinians? Yeah, how dare Kanye West not diligently research what you tell him? 33,590 of them being civilians. You don't know how to feel about that? You don't know how to feel about the 14,031 mm. children that Israel has killed? Or the 70,000 people they've injured? Or the two million people? Right, Kanye, how dare you put your own citizens above people in other countries?
people they've made homeless? How about the uh, how about the 28 different hospitals they attacked? Oh, yeah. How do you feel about that? How dare Kanye West not virtue signal about Palestinians? Oh, Kyle really cares. He really cares. Look, I say all this, but you know what? At the end of the day, I should be happy that Kanye responded this way. Why? Because if he were to come out and say something true about, you know, Palestinians or there's a genocide against Palestinians and, you know, Israel's carrying it out, etc. It would be too easy for people to look at that and say, oh, well, of course he's going to say that. The guy's a Nazi. The guy well, but that's what you do. That's what you're doing the same thing, though. It's OK when you do it loves Hitler. You're doing, He's going to go after amazing. Israel no matter what, yep. even if what they're doing the is black Nazi self-defense or whatever. If, if he gave the proper answer, if he gave the correct answer, that actually would be worse. It would be worse because then it's easier to dismiss the power. So no matter what, Kanye, this is why, and I don't give a fuck about Kanye West. I'm just saying that these people are despicable and they want to use as many people as possible as tools for their political bullshit. So no matter what Kanye West says, it's a fucking big problem. These people are assholes. Palestinian cause, despite the fact that our, the evidence is right in front of our eyes, that what's happening yeah, okay, is abysmal. Yeah. Yes, right? there's no debate. There can be no debate. And I, I, I think Israel, the government of Israel is fucking insane, okay? But no one has to suck Kyle's dick. No one has to suck the Palestinians' dick. Pay attention to whatever news stories you want to. So in a weird way, it's almost like we should be thanking him for this answer. Because, like, because the reality is, homie is super deranged, and then he comes out here and says this. Guess what? This falls into the category of deranged. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally deranged to not obey Kyle's narrative on the Palestinians. I can't look at a situation. You're no like, different. What possible. you're doing here, faggot, is no different than what the Zionists do when they act like if you criticize them in any way or act like killing civilians in any way is wrong, they call you an anti-Semite. You're doing the same fucking thing. You're just using the term deranged. And schools and UN buildings and marketplaces and mosques and churches are bombed and go, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know. I don't have enough information. I don't have enough information. I had enough information on day, like, three. Oh, you're so special. Look at Kyle. It's such a special... You know, those Palestinians, every time you virtue signal, it resurrects one of them. Did you know that? It's so incredible. Liberal virtue signaling is one of the most powerful forces in the universe. When you virtue signal about how much you care about Palestinian lives, Palestinian children that were blown to bits by Israel, suddenly come back together like the T-1000 in Terminator and they get resurrected and they go, oh, thank you, Kyle Kalinske. What would the Palestinians do without your virtue signaling? Oh, powerful. That's powerful. To know what was going on here. Also, by the way, just a side point. I know he's got a psychological problem. Do you know he has psychological problem? You're not a fucking doctor. I don't know what he has. I don't, again, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Imagine being this disconnected from the I mean, look at us. you. Look at how you're dressed. You can't... You're, you're telling me you have no psychological problems? You started dressing like this after you got married. Like, what is happening? What the hell? Who deliberately dresses like a Miami Vice prostitute after they get married? That doesn't make sense. You look like you, after this segment, you're going to go around and look for cock. <clears throat> I forget the term. There was a... There's a t cruising for cock. That's what I was looking for. That would have made it a little better. 
You look like you're about to go cruising for some cock after this. It's just, it's so bizarre. And you're talking shit about another person? You, right. Imagine. And you're just pretending that, that he's mentally ill because he says things that you don't agree with. It's a little about what the fuck is happening right now in the world. You, idiot, many people don't know what's going on in the world. And it's up to, and it's their choice whether or not they want to learn about those things or not. I can't, I can't imagine that. For the life of me, I can't wrap my mind around I know, because you're so good. You're such a good white. This has been the number one news story for months and months and months. Mm -hmm. The absolute carpet bombing of babies mm -hmm. happening day in yeah. and day out. The ethnic cleansing in real time. He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't follow that. Well, Many what? people don't follow that. What are you doing? What are you they do are living their life. He's doing what he wants to do because we're in a free country, faggot. Doing. Are you in the studio making more shitty albums now? Again, people like them. They're very successful. I, I'm not. A, I don't listen to the music. It's not my thing. But it's very successful. Because ever since he lost his mind, the quality of his music has gone massive. Again, that's subjective. There's plenty of people that still love his music, and they don't give a fuck about any of this shit. The Jews, they don't fucking care about the Jews. They like the music, and they like the sneakers. I don't really like the sneakers, but that doesn't matter because they're still very popular. All right, I'll be a dick now, but. You're always a fucking dick. You are a dick, and you love dick. Final point I'll make is, dude, just take your meds. Just take your but meds. But you don't know what meds he's been prescribed. This is ridiculous. Why don't you go go take your prep for when you go cruise for cock? If he took his meds, he could be relatively happy. Oh, yeah, if he took his meds, he'd be happy and obedient to our narrative. Relatively normal. But oftentimes what happens with people like Kanye who have these psychological issues, mm, yeah. often what happens is they feel like when they take their meds, they don't feel like themselves. Well, then they can do what they want and decide not to take them if they want to. They don't feel special. They don't feel like a genius anymore. And so they come to love that feeling that they get. In his case, if he's severely bipolar. Well, it's his cross to bear, and he can fucking take them or not take them. It's his choice. That manic phase when he feels incredibly productive and has so much fucking energy. But he is incredibly productive. If that's what this is, he is incredibly productive. He doesn't realize that he's acting like a, a coked-up jackrabbit. Who cares? He's not hurting anybody. He's just saying things that you don't like. That's all. Right, he doesn't realize that he's talking a million miles an hour. But he's who cares? People talk a million miles an hour. They're allowed to do that. And everybody's looking at him like he's crazy, and he's saying crazy things. He doesn't realize it. So people who have... I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think it's that crazy. Being angry and emotional because people tried to have you committed against your will, I don't find that unreasonable. That's not unreasonable. I really, I mean, that's crazy. Again, I always go back to the Tim Pool episode. The guy, first, he, the, the most important thing and why I think this is a very valid criticism of Tim Pool, it's not like this guy was rambling and talking shit. He produced actual evidence that Harvey Pasternak admitted in text messages that, yes, we committed you already one time against your will, and we'll do it again. If you don't stop criticizing Zionists, we're going to do it again. That's insane, okay? So, the guy who produced evidence for what he's saying goes on the Tim Pool show and then says, they're trying to kill me. And there's no follow-up like... They're trying to kill you. Who's trying to kill you? Why do you why do you think that? No questions about that. Instead, it was shutting Kanye down to make sure that he says good things about Jews. That's insane. Why even have the interview? 
That's crazy. Now, look, if you want to suck Israel's dick, you're allowed to. It's, it's legal to suck Israel's dick. You have a show. I understand. But can't you find out first the whole who's trying to kill you thing and then give Israel the most full-throated, eye-contact, gleefully swallowing blowjob you could possibly do after that? But could, for the people that want to know more about your guest, could you please ask them a couple fucking questions? It's that was very, that was very, uh, that was very frustrating. Because how often is someone sitting across from Kanye West to ask him a question? That's not often, okay? And then and anytime someone has a question, it's some fucking bullshit. It's not like, hey, could you possibly get into, like, who, like who was trying to kill you? How, how do, you, how were they trying to kill you? Is this the first time they've tried to kill you? Because, you know, if you produced evidence that they... You know, because I can understand if someone says, oh, they're trying to involuntarily commit me. I can understand a person dismissing that. But when they show you evidence it was happening, that's a whole different story. Now it's like, okay, we possibly have very high-level Hollywood people that are committing people against their will. That's a huge story. But, uh, of course, up. Uh, Got to ignore it, because they happen to be Jewish. Oh, okay, so we're just going to ignore the whole thing, because Jews are perfect in every way. It's disgraceful, utterly disgraceful. ...of his sort of uh, psychological condition. They don't understand that this is actually bad for you and everybody around you. No, but that's their decision, and it's their family's decision. It's the people around them. If you're not on medicine, so if he takes medicine, oh, it takes my edge off, it takes my genius away. No. It actually was I, had, I knew a guy in the Jehovah's Witness. Uh, he had bipolar. Um, the way I view these things, it's none of my business what medications you take, what you don't take. When he was not on med, you could tell when he was not on his meds. And he would he would talk about like this. I, I do think it's true that like when you're on your meds, you, you're like you f you feel like normal, but you you don't have that kind of because apparently it must be like a drug. When, it, from what I understand, you go on these super high highs, which must feel like you're on drugs and then but the lows are like insane and i could tell when this guy wasn't taking his uh meds because he would get really obsessive with fantasy football and at the time i was super in the fantasy football in the nfl so he would just talk to me for hours but i didn't mind because i liked it i liked football and i was like we were on the same page but i could tell he was like he he was obsessed non-stop you know joining like 20 fantasy leagues and just really going hard but i just kind of was like is this the worst thing in the world that a person can do it's not he's not look if he started saying you know i just i keep killing people and i'm not taking my meds i'm just stacking bodies in my basement then i'd be like all right this is no good you're like hurting people but you're you're playing fantasy football is this really a big sin it's not a big deal and also i kind of kept up with him you know, like I didn't join 20 leagues, but anytime he would call me talking about what's going on, I would take the call. And I was married at the time and I kind of wanted to get away for a little bit. So it would give me like a couple hours to kill. And then when he was on his lows, he would just completely disappear. You know, you, you, you call him, no answer. He would just go off the, the, the map for, I don't know, a couple weeks and then he would return. And that, and that was a cycle. And it's like, well, what do you do? Like, he's going through some shit. What am I going to be like Kyle and start telling this guy how to live his life and what to do? By what authority would I have? I am not a psychiatrist. I don't know anything about this. I just know what he's presenting to me. And frankly, not really that big of a deal. I'm sure it's a big deal for him going through that. But as far as, like, what he was doing, there's really nothing there. He's playing fantasy football. 
and then he's disappearing, and then he comes back, and then he kind of is like, oh, I'm not really going to do it, and then he gets heavy into it. Like, this is not, like, none of this is a big deal. I'm sure the lows with what he deals with is a huge deal to him. But I, I, I have nothing, I know nothing about that. I'm not going to pretend to know that. But it's just not a big deal. Like, it's not, they're not doing anything to anybody. Kanye West is not doing anything to anybody. Okay? He's making music, and he's talking shit. That's not a that's not a bad thing. He's not hurting anyone. He's not killing anyone. He's not assaulting anyone. And I tell you, they would be sucking his dick if he was an obedient leftist. If he endorsed Joe Biden, they would be like, oh, you know, we got to think about giving Kanye a second chance, especially Kyle, because Kyle loves criticism of Israel as long as it supports his agenda, ignoring the fact that any criticism of Israel is considered anti-Semitism. But he just doesn't want it to apply to him, but he's happy that it applies to other people because he's a piece of shit. Make you normal and relatively happy and palatable and acceptable to everybody around you. But, you know, if you were at the point where you've been praising Hitler publicly for a while, you know, you've already hit rock bottom 15 times over. Oh, yeah. If he wasn't going to take his medicine then, when the fuck is he ever going to take his medicine? Yeah, take your medicine and be obedient. Kind of devastating. Oh, devastating, yeah. Kyle is devastated. Thanks for watching. What a bitch. All right, let's see. We got... uh... Oh, how dare you. Trump Jr. compares Michelle Obama to an NFL linebacker. Well, that's because she's a man. He's a man. Don Jr., he couldn't help himself. He couldn't help himself. All right? The racism, the misogyny. Very racist. He decides to compare our former first lady. All right? Well, let's put it up. Uh, to a linebacker. That's what he decided to do. Um, let's put up the rookie card or the rookie that he said was in fact Michelle Obama. So Donald Trump Jr. caused an uproar. Uh, this was actually during Super Bowl Sunday when he shared a meme on social media insulting former First Lady Michelle Obama by, by likening her to a retired Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker, uh, LeVon Kirkland. Uh, the meme, which went viral among the MAGA faithful. Now, remember, you got conservatives, Republicans, Trump supporters, and MAGA. That's when you have reached a cult status. Okay? Mm. So the MAGA faithful uh, features a photo of the 275-pound linebacker in action during the game while taking aim at the former first lady with the caption, quote, I found this rare Michelle Obama rookie card. End quote. Right. She get it graded. And MAGA <laughs> goes wild. They love this fictional stuff. In the post description, John, uh, Don, excuse me, Junior wrote, just a little Super Bowl nostalgia, LOL. Uh, dear fact checkers, I'm told that this was, that this is a joke, so please treat it accordingly, though I personally am not 100% sure, end quote. Uh, the meme was intended to perpetuate the bogus conspiracy theory that falsely suggests Michelle Obama is transgender or oh, formerly a man. Is that what that is? A bogus conspiracy theory? Oh, okay. Let's have a look at this bogus conspiracy theory. We'll go to my Twitter account. We'll go to media because I just recently posted this. Um, let me find it. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's look at this conspiracy theory. Right? This is the area to look. See this? See this right here? That right there? Okay. One question, one question only. What is that other than a penis? What is that other than a penis? That is a penis head. That is a penis. I don't know what else that could possibly be. 
Uh, there we go. Penis. Penis head. It's a little blurry. This is a GIF that uh, someone put together. And uh, so there we go. This was in response to uh, Orf, who, by the way, Matt Orphelia, I've said this before, I have no problem if you think Michelle Obama's a woman. I used to think she was a woman. Everyone has their own cock threshold. My cock threshold, my direct evidence cock threshold has been met. Okay, this is what met it. Um, if this, maybe this doesn't meet your threshold, no problem. But anyway, he's one of the best in the game when it comes to editing clips of corporate media and exposing how much they lie. Really good, re really good uh, clips. So he, he does fantastic work. We just happen to disagree over this. So he wrote on February 4th, just because Michelle Obama can curl more than you doesn't mean she's a man. And I said, that's true. What makes her, quote, unquote, a man is the obvious penis in the Ellen dancing video. So my direct question is, what is this other than a penis? What is this other than a penis? Um, there is a better quality version of this where you can clearly see the penis head. Okay? So that's what... I'm not talking about a bulge. I am talking about when you take this video and freeze it at a certain point, a clear penis head emerges. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. My threshold has been met, but again, feel free to disagree. So let's go back to... Um, uh, fake Jesse Jackson pretending that Michelle Obama is a woman. Backlash with Swift political commentator um, Aaron Rupert immediately called out Trump Jr. for, quote, insane levels of racist misogyny. Oh, that's what a, what a badge of honor. You're reaching not only levels of misogyny and racism, but insane levels of misogyny and racism. While a number of voices condemned the eldest son of former President Donald Trump for showing hatred toward Black women. First of all, calling out obvious trannies is not showing hatred towards black women. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, many people say vicious, disgusting, etc. Now, why, why did this happen? Well, they, they have to do this in order to hold the racist people in the political <laughs> movement known as MAGA close to them. So uh -huh. you will see that if Donald Trump doesn't do something that's really racist for a while, him or his son will put out some red racist meat in uh, order for gotta watch out for that red racist meat uh their supporters to chew on for a minute uh and the irony is you know do you want somebody to talk about your mama like that hmm? i don't of course not give a shit all right wise the thoughts here it's just so so old and tired they've yeah. been running this trope forever uh is the trope true sir or is it not what is that other than a penis? Obviously, it's part of their playbook. What exists in the world ever that looks like a penis head that is not a penis? Um, to other that you would have in your pants. She put a dildo in her pants for some reason? Guys, <laughs> the Obamas. That doesn't make any sense. What is that? How would that make any sense? It's just the idea that the Obamas is still front of mind. You know, after, you know, they've been gone for eight years is absurd. And, and like, why would you have a dildo that small? See, that's the thing. It's a small penis. And I try to be accurate. I want to be objective and accurate. When people say that Michelle has a big black cock, that's actually not accurate. Now, it's a hilarious meme. And I love the big black cock meme. So I'll still, I will still do it. But I will, I will concede that it's not 100% accurate. It looks like a little penis, which is consistent with trannies taking uh, testosterone or whatever the fuck they take 
or what would it be? It would be male to female. So, excuse me, not testosterone. It's the reverse, the estrogen, the estrogen. <clears throat> and because apparently that makes the penis smaller. So that's a small tranny penis is what that is. Anyway, to each his own. It is what it is. My threshold has been met. It just shows the lack of political salience of their actual political messaging. And it's just ridiculous. And the idea that you would compare Michelle Obama to a linebacker is absurd. Everybody Have you knows seen the picture of her back when she's, or even not just her back, but when she's like walking with women, how big she is? She's huge. What you compare her to is a stallion. Because good golly, Lord have mercy. <laughs> that doesn't help you comparing her to a stallion. What are you kidding me? <laughs> Dr. Richie, is she a stallion? Yeah, yeah, she's all woman. Uh yeah, really? You I don't I don't think you believe that. I don't think you believe that. Black comedian oh yeah. Now unfortunately this comedian apologized. And that sucks. I wish he wouldn't have. But he did some good offensive comedy about George Floyd and everyone freaked out. A comedian, so called comedian. He engages in significant, well, let's just say controversy by uh, joking about George Floyd. Put it up for a man. How dare you joke about AIDS Jesus? This is the AIDS commies Jesus. How dare you joke about AIDS Jesus? How dare you? He was a good boy, didn't do nothing. Now, Except, you know, hold a woman at gunpoint and robbed her. But oh, come on, it's, it's, uh, splitting hairs, no big deal. Comedian David Lucas has gone viral after he made crude jokes about George Floyd at one of his recent shows at a place called The Funny Bone in Kansas City, Missouri. Now, I want you to remember, this is Kansas City, Missouri. This is basically a all-white audience, mm. and he decides to make jokes about the murder of George How dare Floyd. You. Ironically, he's from my state. He's from Macon, Georgia. The Macon, Macon, Georgia native started out by performing a highly volatile show that said he would have never kneeled on the neck of the black man whose death sparked the summer of civil unrest in 2022 but would have shot him because it would have been quicker. It's a pretty good joke. That's a pretty, crowd. that's a, that's an eye poke. That's a big eye poke right there. That's an eye poking joke right there. Was so outraged that members of the audience got up and left. That's but phenomenal. That's phenomenal. I just wish he would have tripled down. Um, he started out not apologizing, but ultimately gave what I would argue is an apology. When you look at the clip, Everybody wasn't outraged. No, just a As couple. A matter of fact, just a couple of weak pussies. Majority of the crowd, they laughed. Yes, because they're funny. They thought it was hilarious, yeah. except for the few black people who were in fact. Yeah, the the most hilarious part is this one black dude thought it was funny and didn't want to leave, but his ride was offended and he had to leave. And the guy was joking about that. That's fucking hilarious. Because he's going to pretend all black people are offended. Yeah, are some black people going to be offended? Yeah, that's fine. I don't care if, if you're offended. That's And I'm not even saying fuck you if you're offended. I'm saying it's your decision of whether or not to be offended at something. It's completely your call. I have no comment on that. It's none of my business. My point is, you nor I have the authority or right to demand that a comedy show gets shut down or that someone gets censored or lose their bank account or whatever the fuck is done to people who offend 
that's over the line, okay? Offense is a feeling. You deal with it in multiple ways. You can either say something, you can either walk out of the thing, or you can just ignore it. But what is unacceptable is destroying people because you're offended. That's fucking bullshit, no matter what it's about. That's crazy. You don't have the right to do that. No one has the right to do that. Put it up, romance. Now, initially, Lucas responded to a heckler, so black male in the crowd, after trying to bait him to join him on stage and threatening to have the disruptor thrown out, he slipped into a one-liner that he probably did not think would color the rest of the night. He said, N-word tried to ruin the whole show, end quote. He said about the audience member, quote, in front of all these effing good-ass white people at my show, and you want to show them the reason George Floyd got his neck kneeled on, end quote. The audience actually started to boo at that point. Don't boo at that joke. It's just a joke, man, he says. I would have never kneeled on George Floyd's neck. I would have shot that N-word. That was way too long. Say, good, yeah. Don't let the audience shame you. Triple down, you're a comedian. You don't have to like the joke. This is... Fantastic. I just wish he would have followed through. Because the problem is, when this shit happens, when you apologize, it, it gives them a little bit more power. It's no good. End quote. It helps them. So he said that before sarcastically saying, Oh, God, I think I just canceled the rest of my black fans. End quote. Some of them. Multiple people started to get up and leave. A man yelled out from the audience, You should know about George Floyd before you get your ass up there talking about him. Mm. The more the audience started to turn on him, he became more emboldened. Feeding Good. off those cracking up his joke, at his joke about the man tragically killed by Derek Chauvin and other cops over the Memorial Day weekend of 2020. He quipped, I've been to Minnesota and I went to the gas station and I asked them in words to let me see that fake $20 bill referencing the counterfeit bill Floyd allegedly used at the store that prompted the police to approach him on that day. Lucas proceeded to express his endorsement of Donald Trump, to express his endorsement of Kyle Rittenhouse, weaving in a joke about the Ku Klux clowns, supporting him in an attempt to incite further outrage with his brand of blue humor. Good. Though the comedy show appears to have taken place in early January, Lucas uploaded the footage from his set on YouTube <laughs> during Black History Month. Despite oh man, I I'm it's the quickest follow and unfollow of my life. I found out this happened. I was like, oh, this is great. And then the whole like, oh, you know, they're going after my mom. And I'm sure they are going after your mom. But you can't. You got to quadruple down, or you just don't do it at all. It's completely fine to not get involved in this shit but if you do and and this happens you help them if you apologize it's better to just go silent but apologizing or kind of apologizing it's just uh anything other than firm middle fingers helps them in my opinion criticism online the comic doesn't seem to care what people think uh letting his 158,000 followers on ig know that he is not only unbothered but also booked and busy Tommy Lauren is even cheering him on, of course. Um, 
Tommy Lawrence says, keep on, end quote. Yeah. Um, this is a, a reality that people like this exist in every culture, by the way. You know where I found this at? D.L. Hughley. D.L. Hughley's Instagram page um, actually put... And, and e even dumber are the people who are comedians that go along with the canceling or the shaming for a joke. Morons. Utter morons. This And I saw it yesterday. Maybe even the day before yesterday. Those are the last Hughley. people that should be supporting a comedian getting canceled over a joke. What a fucking idiot. Hughley said something to the effect of being, being stupid is not the same thing as being funny. Okay, and then there were others that commented uh, that said, listen. Well, funny subjective. You don't have to harm. You're not harming, uh, retard faggot, you're not harming anyone with that joke. No one's harmed from that joke. In order to make someone laugh. This is a tragedy. There is no harm. That's bullshit. That's totally made up. Hurt feelings is not harm. That's ridiculous. Right? There's a reason. Let's, let's be frank. There's a reason why white comedians did not joke about the death of Nicole Iran. They didn't joke about it. You didn't you didn't hear white comedians going around the country. Oh bullshit. Bullshit. What are you talking about? OJ Simpson was one of the most joked about stories of all time. You are out of your mind. This you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind, dude. What are you talking about? Oh my god, insane. Joking about the death oh of two individuals. God. Um, Comedians joke about death all the time. They had the hands of O.J. Simpson, who was exonerated, but many still believe was guilty. You didn't hear that. What the fuck this are you talking about? This is something that obviously has created significant issue for that local establishment. Yeah, because lunatic AIDS commies are now getting violent. Many of the patrons walked out and have said they are never... Well, they're free to walk out. I have no problem if they walk out. That's fine. Coming back, and according to the activist... I like jokes like this. It's a litmus test. I don't want to be surrounded in any way by commies. So whoever leaves uh, is either sympathetic or whatever. I, good, good. If you can't take a joke, don't go to a fucking comedy show. Especially don't see this guy. You know, it's one thing if maybe you didn't know anything about it. This guy's an offensive comedian. You're going to go to his show and be offended? That's ridiculous. They are going to do more in order to hold that establishment accountable. Accountable for what? Telling jokes? That's fucking retarded. This is why this shit, in my opinion, has to be vehemently rebelled against. Vehemently. With the most vicious verbal legal speech you could possibly conduct, concoct, concoct, in your particular style. Everyone has a different style. They don't have to say it the same way. This shit has to be opposed. This is so ridiculous. Even if you hate the joke. Even if you don't think the guy's funny. Because these people are insane. And, you know, they have to not be able to do this. And hopefully one day that'll happen. It's crazy. Sharon, I want your thoughts on this. Well, here's the biggest sin of this. There's no sin at all. Fuck your religion, whore. Fuck your religion. Fuck your sacred cows. Your sacred cow is a bitch. That minstrel show, which got cut short, really. Um, it wasn't funny. How is it? Yeah. A, that's your fucking opinion. What do you mean it was a minstrel show? It wasn't a minstrel show. It's okay for comedy to offend. It often does. And well, that's fucking offensive. And now you're saying it, it was a sin. You're a dumb bitch. Good. But one thing you can't depart from is it needs to be funny. This guy it was, was funny. Fuck you. You're not the arbiter of funny. 
Lucas knows he's not funny. You're barely coherent because you're on so much Xanax. He's been told that I'm sh I'm so I don't give a fuck if someone told you. I love this whole you were told. They do that with Trump. He was told the election was secure. And they want to they want to arrest you. If they tell you something and you don't obey, they want to arrest you. They, they they should not have the ability to do this. It must be opposed. Now that doc for years. Yeah. So he decided I'll go viral, I'll cash in. I, I want to punch a ticket to Milwaukee for the RNC convention and I want to get some MAGA money. And so that's what he Good, decided. get the mega money if that's what you want to do. ...to do, but it's not funny, it's foolish, it's ignorant. Um, I think it's pretty Good funny. for him, okay? I hope he can bathe in that few coins and um, rub up against it and be friends with it and spend the rest of his days on stage with it because he won't really have a place to go, not yeah. here anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's short-lived. It's short-lived. I hope he becomes successful. I just wish he hadn't uh, kind of backed off. Uh, that's unfortunate. But it is what it is. This is uh, abject retardation from bald fuckface. Trump's March trial could be the end of his political career. <laughs> he thinks that the Alvin Bragg case with a conviction is going to end Trump's career. This guy is out of his mind. The polling data. Has oh, my God. The polling data has consistently showed us that if Donald Trump gets a criminal conviction in any of the four criminal trials that he has somewhere on his agenda at this point, a single criminal conviction will cost him enough support in seven swing states to where Biden wins those states and therefore cruises to a very easy electoral victory. That leads me to another question from one of our viewers. This is from vman29397. Hey, Farron, you keep on talking about how if Trump is indicted that Biden wins in a landslide. I'm curious, how big of a landslide are we talking about? <laughs> well, the exact numbers with the Electoral College, I do not know. But here's what we do know. As I said, what we do know. Seven swing states right now. You've got uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Nevada, Arizona, those states, and I'm missing one too, sorry. But anyway, those states are just a handful of the ones where if the election were held today, according to the polls, Trump would likely win. But those same states, those same voters, those same people polled say if Trump's a convicted felon, I'm voting for Biden. Yeah. So the polls swing by five to six points. Makes no sense whatsoever. It's per state and Biden wins well outside of the margin of error. So if Biden wins all those slate, uh, states, excuse me, obviously he gets those slates of electors and he wins, it's over, He's, it's done. You know, we can go to bed by 9 p.m. on election night because Biden will have already secured enough electoral college votes to have reelection. You wish. That is of course dependent upon two things. One, will Trump be convicted by then? Well, thanks to the ruling this past Thursday, we have a criminal trial that is now on the schedule, jury selection, ready to begin on March 25th. Assuming that date doesn't change, that trial, those 34 counts he's facing in New York for uh, falsifying business records related to the Stormy Daniels hush money payment, we'll get, a, we'll get a verdict on that before the Republican nominating convention in late July. How do you know that? So... That is dependent. Like, do we get a conviction or do we get an acquittal? 
If he gets acquitted in that, I think he wins, to be honest with you, because then you're going to have a lot of moderates who are watching this and like, oh, he didn't do it. Okay. Then yeah, all of these charges against him are drummed up. I'm going for him because this is total BS. The likelihood of him not getting convicted on 34 different felony counts is like 2%. And I just made that number up. It's probably like 1%. Maybe it's like 0.5%. I think he's going to be convicted on at least one of those counts. I think that much is pretty obvious. But if he gets the conviction, that's step one. Step two is how many of those voters in these polls stay true to their word? See, that's the X factor because we don't know. Do I think well, it, they, they're going to be faced with the question about what do they care about more, the price of groceries or the conviction for a campaign finance violation? <laughs> it would actually be the five to seven oh to eight maybe God. percent of Get people out of who here. suddenly won't vote for him with a conviction. Get out Absolutely of here. Absolutely not. You're not going to have that many people who say, well, then I'm done. No, it ain't going to happen. But two to three percent actually keeping their word. That's believable. That's doable. So I still think Biden comes out ahead in most of those swing states. So he would still win enough, maybe not win all of them, but still win enough to where he gets that electoral landslide. But again, it all comes down to voters keeping their word. And that is honestly more questionable than Donald Trump getting convicted. Like, I firmly believe he's going to be convicted of something in one of these trials. And I have more faith in that than I do in voters doing what they say they're going to do. Because, you know, it's rigged, asshole. Jack Smith must demand Cannon be removed. Hilarious. Donald Trump's lawyers submitted a filing last week to Judge Eileen Cannon, effectively asking her to indefinitely delay Trump's criminal trial for stealing classified documents when he left the White House. Now, in their filing, Trump's lawyers actually used arguments that Cannon herself had already made. So what they're doing is they're playing on Judge Cannon, but all of Cannon's previous statements that Trump's lawyers are using are lies. For example, Jack Smith, many, many, many months ago, was working on setting up the secure facility for Donald Trump to view the classified documents along with his lawyers as part of the discovery process. Cannon made him stop because Cannon refused to cooperate with the creation of the facility. And then she admonished Smith for not finishing it. Like you didn't let him finish and now you're screaming at him because he didn't do it because you wouldn't let him. So in their filing, Trump's lawyer said he, he dragged his feet not creating the facility, even though Cannon's the one who stopped the creation of it. And then again, got on to Jack Smith for not finishing it somehow. Bullshit. That leads me to yet another viewer question here. This is from Yvette Wolf 3872 She actually has two questions. I'm going to deal with the second one first. The second question is, do you think that Jack Smith will ask to have Cannon removed from the documents trial after she helped Trump disclose confidential information in the public filing system? Total lie. That, of course, is another issue in addition to the one I just brought up, because even before Trump's filing last week, Cannon had, of course, ruled that, yeah, we'll go ahead and unmask all of those witnesses and the people who conducted the investigation, 
even though they're witnesses in the case and they've already been subjected to significant threats from Trump's oh, people yeah. and from his Yes, followers. the people whose identity no one knew were subjected to threats already from the Trump supporters. What's the worst that could happen? Smith, of course, made an emergency filing to Judge Cannon after that saying, hey, um, I'm gonna give you a chance to rethink this because you did a really, really kind of non-legal thing here and these people are getting death threats. Cannon, as of this recording, has not yet even responded to that because she's just taking her sweet time. She doesn't care, she's delaying everything because she's in Trump's pocket. So at this point, not just me, but the actual legal experts in this country agree, Smith really has no choice but to ask the appellate court to remove Judge Cannon from the case altogether. Since she was first appointed as the judge, you know, they drew this judge, this is what they got. But since that very day, she has done everything possible to skew this trial in favor of Donald Trump. This should be the easiest trial. This is the most obvious, like you stole the documents. You admit freely you stole the documents. Case closed, right? <laughs> doesn't, what? <laughs> I mean, kind of obvious. Yep. But she moved the trial from where the indictments were done back to her home district, which skews way more Republican. Oh, than we, yeah, see, that's unacceptable. It has to skew Democrat. So it's only acceptable if it's rigged in our favor. 50 district where the indictments But we're, were not handed. partisan or political at all. This is about right versus wrong and saving democracy. Down. So that off the bat, like, should have done it. At that point, Smith should have been like, nope, we're done. We're not even going to go this route. Give me a new judge. Yeah. I, but now I with all of these pro-Trump rulings, <laughs> even some, as Smith points out, that kind of go against the law itself. Oh, yes. She's he, breaking the law. The judge is breaking the law. When you rule against Trump, you're breaking the law. Excuse me. When you rule for Trump, you're breaking the law. Has plenty of grounds to take it to the appellate court. And honestly, that's probably what he's waiting for. He probably wanted to secure a mountain of evidence in order to tell the courts, like, look what she did. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Right. Boo. Boo-hoo. She's not ruling in my favor every time. She's done all this. Get her out. Hopefully that's what he's doing, and hopefully he doesn't waste any more time telling the appellate court to get her out. As I mentioned, this was a two-part question. The first part, <coughs> not related to Jack Smith, was this. When and how did you start working for the Ring of Fire channel? Because my mother said that there was another host before you. There have been many, many hosts at Ring of Fire. Ring of Fire started in May of 2024, so almost 20 years ago, as a week. Really? It started in May of 2024. <clears throat> now, based on your standard bald fuck face, that would make you uh, cognitively declined and mentally ill. Now, normal people who are honest would point out that's an honest mistake, 2024. Obviously, May of 2024 has not ha happened yet. Um, so obviously, Ring of Fire did not start in the future in May of 2024. You probably meant May of 2004, and that's fine. But if Trump would have done that, they would have been like, see, he's cognitively declining. It's over. Amazing. Weekly one-hour radio program start. Let me, did I mishear him? Hold on a second. There have been many, many hosts at Ring of Fire. Ring of Fire started in May of 2024. No, so he says 2024. It was 20 years ago. Yeah. As a weekly May of 2024 was almost 20 years ago. So apparently it is now 2044. Man. And I'm, uh, 
<laughs> I'm an elderly man now, apparently. One hour radio program started by Mike Papantonio, and at the time, the other co-host was Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, no comment there, but obviously, uh, Bobby left eventually. And at one point, John Morgan, uh, who at the time was good friend. I don't give a fuck about any of this. Moving on here. Uh, Republicans may have doomed themselves by impeaching Mayorkas. Well, Rep yep. well, Republicans did get a bit of a victory this week, I guess we can call it, when they managed to successfully, by one vote, impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. It's the first time a member of the cabinet has been impeached in over a century, but by God, Republicans tried a second time this week and they got it. And of course they did it on Tuesday at the same time they were losing that special election in New York. Had they done it the next day, we would have had different results, right? But it is what it is. Mayorkas is officially impeached in the house. The person that won that election would have been installed the very next day. Look, I don't pretend to be an expert on civics. I'd be a little surprised if that's how it worked. I'm not saying I know for sure. That seems to be weird. But whatever, you know, we'll see. And Republicans are going to live to regret that day tremendously. Because <laughs> here's what happens now, as I'm sure everybody is aware, but I kind of want to... There's going to be a Senate trial. They don't have enough votes. They'll probably won't get enough votes. But they'll be able to put all of the shit out there in front of the people that watch, and we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Talk about it, because it's very important. Now, these articles of impeachment heads over to the Senate for a trial. And see, that's where Republicans get into a bit of a sticky wicket, right? Because it turns out that they didn't even list any crimes that Mayorkas committed. Right, they're going to not have anything, and they're going to do a trial. You're an idiot. When they impeached him. This is the, you, you can't make any argument tactic, right? Donald Trump, anytime he makes a legal argument, they're like, that's not a legal argument or that's stupid. And a lot of times they call for the, the lawyers to be sanctioned. And sometimes they are. That's how sick these people are. So it's going to be the same thing with any trial, whether it's a trial with Biden or in this case, Mayorkas. <clears throat> Nothing the Republicans say is going to be considered a legal argument. Hmm. That's, that's going to be interesting, right? Well, how would I mean, you know unless you, you wait to see what they fucking present? You've got your impeachment managers. Marjorie Taylor Greene is leading the charge, so they'll, they'll be over there in the House. She, she has no legal training at all, by the way. She ran a Did any of the homosexuals impeaching Trump have any legal experience? I, some of them did, not all of them. Him. So, you know. I don't see how that goes. If she has legal fun. experience. Um, but the trial is going to take place in the Senate. And... Mayorkas is going to face the charges against him that aren't even defined. You, you think they're not going to define anything? This is so fucking stupid. They're obviously going to make a presentation of what they think the charges should be. That's clearly what they're doing. And you're just pretending that's not going to happen? It's so insane. There's, I mean, look, look, look at the articles. of There is no defined crime that they're even alleging he committed. Bullshit. They're just saying you didn't do your job the way we wanted you to do your job, so you're impeached. Impeachment in the United States he Constitution is reserved for high crimes. Yeah, but you didn't give a fuck. You stupid bitch. You didn't give a fuck about that when it came to Trump's two impeachments. You didn't care. And misdemeanors. 
They didn't even list a misdemeanor. They didn't even say he's not doing his job. Okay, so now why don't you condemn yourself for supporting the Trump impeachments? He won't because he's a bitch. Plus, uh, he, he's got unpaid parking tickets, you know, and, and he has... No one doing... argued that. You're completely making that up. You did want uh, Gorka to go to jail over parking tickets, I think. Delinquent, so it's a misdemeanor. <clears throat> they, they don't even have that. He turned out they to don't... be a neocon bitch. That's a shame because he, he has a good good speaking voice. That guy could talk a lot of shit, but he's a, he's a fucking neocon whore. It's a shame. Even have, he was uh, jaywalking, you know, he crossed against the light. So, you know, you should be impeached. Like, they, they don't even have that. They have nothing. And this spectacle that they have now created is going to be headline news once that trial starts in the Senate. Mayorkas is not going to get convicted. He's not going to be removed. Well, that's the same thing with Trump. And all of this is going to come back and bite the Republicans on the ass like a rabid coyote. How? How? People are going to care about this more than the fucking grocery store prices? I don't buy that for a second. Certainly, I don't think a ton of people... Less people are going to watch this than the Trump impeachments. This is not even Biden being impeached. This is not going to have a lot of people watching it. And it's going to be the most glorious, spectacular, and possibly most hilarious thing that we have ever seen in modern American politics. Yeah. Right. I love this. Right. I so if you impeach Mayorkas, you automatically lose the election? I mean, what are you talking about? I'm glad that they did this. How many people even know Mayorkas has been impeached? You're a moron. In an election year. You're conflating impeaching the president with impeaching Mayorkas? When they're already being held accountable. They're not the being held accountable for the border. The border has a D next to it, just like the grocery store prices. You can pretend that Donald Trump is at fault for everything. People aren't buying that because there's a Democrat as president right now. And even the low information voters, they know that. The special elections, one that took place this week, others that have taken place in previous weeks, where Republicans can't even win in Republican districts. Yeah, I wonder why. Because the voters are saying the same thing. Yeah. This Congress... Right, the voters want higher uh, grocery prices. That's what they're voting done for. a damn thing for me. Yeah. This Congress sucks. Republicans can't govern was the message that voters told pollsters yeah. after Tuesday's special uh -huh. election. That's literally what they said. They yeah, can't It's all going to break in your direction now. The orange man is going to be defeated because you won a special election. It's all over. So how do Republicans respond? By not governing. Right. And how do they govern? Obey Democrats and give them everything that they want. Such manipulating bitch tactics they use nonstop. They are wily coyote at this point. And their little Acme rocket that they have used. You are testicle Richard Simmons. Okay. Um, here, this is North Korea. I mean, this was already North Korea levels of propaganda. Now we're going to ratchet it up a bit. Biden isn't getting any credit for his amazing accomplishments. <laughs> President oh Biden my right God. now, along with Vice President Kamala Harris. This is uh, not go going to fucking work, dude. Going around talking a lot about Bidenomics. That is what they're trying to oh make the central focal point of the 2024 election. That's stupid. I'm glad they're doing that because people are not buying that. The economy was in shambles when they came into office. The economy sucks. Just like, by the way, the two previous Democratic presidents before them, Republicans always create an economic disaster. Yes, for the everything is the Republicans' fault. Country, and then a Democrat has to come along right. and fix yeah, it. Right, yeah, that's... Mm -hmm. Bill Clinton did it. Yeah. Barack Obama did it. 
And now... Yeah, Obama was a wonderful economic president. President Biden has yes, done it as well. Yes, and now Biden, he's, the economy's great. And he's done a pretty good job of it. Yeah, things. great job. Now, that's not saying there's not economic problems for average working class people. There's horrific problems But for they're them. just going to have to take it in the ass and vote for him anyway. Because they have to sacrifice. But are they better today than they were four years ago? No! They're much worse. Hell yeah. How, what are you talking about? Four years? What the fuck are you talking about? Oh my God. These people are out of their minds. Good luck on this campaign strategy. Is everybody better? Let me... No. You know, this is going to be an interesting test to see. Do the people that suck Farron's cock even buy this? Better, yes. Okay. Probably. We Let's have it. a look. But here's the thing for me. That's not his biggest accomplishment. You know, a lot of that is just simply due now to the sucking fact his that dick. COVID got more under control. It's not under control by any means. Look at all these people uh, sucking the way, his dick. By last week, okay. over 2,200 Americans Suck away, faggots. It's still a thing. But people are back to work. We're creating new jobs. Jobs report month after month. Exceeding expectations. Inflation is down. We have not reined in corporate greed, which is a horrific thing. We've got to get a handle on that. But again, overall, statistically, numerically, everything is better. And that's what they want to hammer. I disagree. Biden's biggest accomplishment, and one that, for the record, he's getting no credit for, is the fact that he has, as of this recording... Yeah, they are all sucking Biden's dick in the comments. Confirmed 177 lifetime judicial appointments... Bitch, no fucking normal voter gives a goddamn shit about that. ...to the federal bench, including... If Supreme you only had your lunatic baby bird voters that open their mouth and wait for the Democrat vomit and drink it down gleefully, if those were the people voting, yeah, you'd win in a landslide. But there's a ton of other people that are not like that, that are not going to give a fuck about this. This is a masturbatory Washington, D.C. talking point. In court justice, Kentonji Brown oh, yeah. Jackson. That is a hell of an accomplishment. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah. But it's Huge. not just that he's got 177 judges appointed. It's the caliber of people that he has appointed. Let me oh, read you yes. this. yes. These are wonderful people, not obedient communists. This is from The Hill this week. Record numbers are women, people of color, and people who are historic firsts oh, or onlys. Wonderful. The first individuals from an underrepresented community ah, to serve yes. on their particular uh -huh. bench. Right now, more than one-third, more than one-third of all black women federal judges in U.S. history have been nominated by Biden. At the appellate court level, President Biden has named more black women to the circuit courts than all of his predecessors combined. Professional diversity is also strong. Oh, no longer yes. are federal judges coming primarily from the ranks of corporate yes, America. people want uh, diversity, and they're happy to sacrifice their wallets for diversity. Public defenders and civil rights attorneys are finally getting a full opportunity to sit on the bench. It's hard to overstate how much this means for the average person having their day in court. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm especially if they're white. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a real fair trial with a literal communist judge. Regular people like you and me, a day in court is likely to be one of the worst days of our lives and a day when we are at our most vulnerable. Biden judges bring lived diverse experience <laughs> to the bench. Their experience yep. uh -huh. helps them stand in the shoes yes. of people seeking 
justice. Oh, yeah. That is what sets President Biden's judicial appointments, sets him apart from Obama, sets him apart from Bill Clinton. Both of those men, by the way, Clinton and Obama, their judicial picks, you know, for the, for the federal and the appellate courts were terrible. They picked people from these corporate defense law firms, people that Mm -hmm. spent and made millions of dollars, but spent their lives representing drug companies, representing chemical, chemical companies. When they give an entire, you love the drug company when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine, you're one of their key salesmen for community cancer. These people that Obama put on the bench made millions of dollars denying the rights to the people who got cancer from these corporate chemicals. Right. Just like you're going to advocate and have advocated against the people that have been injured by the COVID-19 vaccine. You are no different than them. That's where, by the way, Barack Obama's attorney general, Eric Holder came from. Oh, what a great guy Eric Holder was. Isn't doing that as much. We're getting public defenders. We're getting plaintiffs, lawyers, the people who represent the people against these corporations. Uh These are good picks. Oh, great picks. And they will be there for as long as they choose to be there. So yes, the economy is doing better, (laughs) but our court system is doing a million times better because of- Especially uh, when they let out violent criminals. Biden. And I think that is something he needs to highlight this year. Oh yeah. Because to me, in my opinion, that is his biggest accomplishment. And because the way everything else kind of rises and falls over time, these judicial appointments, that is going to be his longest lasting legacy. Well, what a crock of shit. <clears throat> Republican voters blasted for ignoring Trump's obvious decline. What crap. Former Republican strategist and Lincoln Project co-founder Rick Wilson tore in to Republican vote. How in the, you're taking Rick Wilson seriously? A guy that covered for a fucking pedophile? You're taking Rick Wilson? That's so incredible. In a lengthy post on Twitter just a few days ago. I'm not going to call it X. That's not my style. I'm not going to do it. It will always be Twitter to me. But in this post, Rick Wilson, who, by the way, I have no love for Rick Wilson. Not a fan of the guy. You go back and you look at his history what he used to do as a Republican strategist, the guy's an a-hole, like with a capital A. So definitely not my cup of tea, but I'm talking about this story today because I think Rick Wilson really hit on some important points that need to be discussed. So what he did was he basically blasted Republican voters out there for looking the other way on literally every horrible thing that Donald Trump has always done. Listen to this. It's not enough. This is his post on Twitter. It's not enough that he's a rapist, a fraud and slipping deeper into mental illness and sociopathy. If they're fine with it, as long as they keep the sweaty febrile MAGA masses happy and keep their job. Now he says Trump's a rapist, a rapist that is obviously alleged. He has not been convicted. So let's not, let's not focus on that. He was found liable for a sexual assault, but Wilson continues. I will not tell myself or anyone else comfortable lies about the Republican party. I will not tell you there are secret words from a mystical focus group seance that will convert the red hat truck nuts cadre back to the Reagan GOP. 
I have a long record of very accurately seeing ahead to what Republicans will really do and with Trump as opposed to what uh, people dream they'll do. How many times have I gotten the call of, oh, you can't attack X or Y, they're one of the good ones, only to see the good one bend the knee to Trump in hours or days? Sue Collins, anyone? Not one Republican elected, correct me if I'm wrong, has come out today with both barrels blazing on Trump's latest Russia capitulation. In fact, per Marcos Rubio's What Me Worry interview with Tapper, they're doing the opposite. There are no good guys in office staying in the fight. The MAGA GOP is corrupt to the core, craven to its bones, and its utter abandonment of every shred of principle in Trump's service as a disqualifier for redemption. Stop trying to put the paddles on the chest of this zombie party. Now there's a lot to unpack there. Obviously I addressed the, you know, one of the names that he called him, uh, you know, just for reasons you can't actually say that you got to say alleged, you know, and that's really what it is. But anyway, um, at this point, I think Rick Wilson is right about what has become of the Republican party. He's wrong. Of course, acting like we need to be Reagan's GOP. Like, who do you think put you on this path? Like Reagan helped put you on this path. And before him, Nixon helped put you on this path. Okay. It's not like before Trump came along, everything was hunky dory with the Republican party. This has been a very long downward spiral. Now Trump has accelerated the descent of the party into hell. Sure. And the willingness of all of these Republican elected officials to go along with him has absolutely exacerbated the problem. And that I love how in these discussions, they just completely omit the power of the voters or what the voters want, whether you like Trump or not. They act like that, you know, these politicians are just for no reason at all deciding to follow Trump to their demise. No, for whatever reason, like him or not like him, the voters want Trump. That's why a lot of these politicians support Trump, because if they don't, they're going to lose in an election. Which is funny because they're always like, oh, MAGA, they, they, all, they all, all their candidates lose. It's total bullshit. Um, but it's just the simple dynamics that the, the base likes Trump. And that's it. But they, they ignore that. They ignore that. Problem, as Rick Wilson points out. Yeah, you're always going to have a horrible politician, regardless of the party. You're always going to have your occasional Donald Trump. You're going to have your occasional Joe Manchin on the left. You're going to have your Marjorie Taylor Greene. First of all, Joe Biden took showers, inappropriate sexual showers with his daughter. That's according to her. That's not me saying that. That's her daughter saying that. That's his daughter saying that. And you're like, he's not on your list of bad politicians? And what, Trump like has a picture of his kid sitting on his lap and that makes him a pedophile? But the guy whose daughter in a journal wrote about the showers, that's totally fine. And that's not even getting into the videos of Joe Biden literally molesting children. What are they going to split hairs? Well, it was over the clothes. I don't fucking care. Don't touch kids like that. You should go to jail. Anyway, it's just incredible. The shit they cover up. Amazing. It's in plain so sight. Gates's. You're going to have your Bob Menendez's, Okay. There's going to be bad people throughout. Yeah, but, but you so- weren't condemning this. The Bob Menendez thing is weird. Uh, it's, and it's bullshit, right? Bob Menendez should go to jail because he was fucking uh, children in the Dominican Republic. Okay. So 
somehow he weathers that storm. But they're like, oh, he's he's got money in his house. He's got he's got gold bars in his house or whatever. Now, granted, there's probably some fuckery with that. But that's the least surprising thing of a politician making deals with people and having money in the house. I'm not saying it should be tolerated. I'm saying that he should have been kicked out for fucking the kids. But instead, they're like, oh, he made these inappropriate business deals and he got gold in his house. <laughs> okay, all right. That's, uh, I would put the kid fucking over the gold in the house. I don't really care if you have gold in the house. But uh, you should be buried under a jail if you fuck kids. But now apparently on the Democrat side, it's like, eh, you know, whatever. Slowly over time, hopefully you can weed those people out or marginalize them to the point where they don't matter. But with the Republican Party, they're doing the opposite with Trump. Even though the polls, by the way, show that Trump can't beat Biden. And <laughs> the polls show that Trump can't beat Biden. Uh, I cannot wait to the re for the reaction of this guy. Holy shit. They show that Nikki Haley can. Oh, they're still like, nope, on. we're going to go with Trump. We're going to go with the guy with 91 felony charges against him. We're going to go with the guy who was found liable for a... Liable! <laughs> That's my favorite. That shit's hilarious. They all say it the same way. Isn't that interesting? It's all said the same way. It's so fascinating. But, um... Uh, yeah, those 91 charges are a fucking badge of honor. 91 badges of honor. It's fantastic. Because the people uh, giving them the charges are totally illegitimate. Sexual assault. We're going to go with the guy that picks lawyers based on how they look, <clears throat> even if they cost him hundreds of millions. I don't think Hobb is a bad lawyer. I think they overplay that. I don't think she's the best lawyer. But, you know, this is not a normal trial. So you need a lawyer that will talk mad shit to the media and kind of like... You can't really talk crazy shit to a judge, but that'll kind of like, you know, that understands what this is. These are show trials. That's got to be, I got to tell you, that's got to be one of the most fucked up situations to be in your career where you are defending the most popular guy, not the most popular, the most known famous person probably in the world. Because I, I, I'm not delusional. I know a lot of people don't like Trump. I'm not saying he's everyone's favorite. A lot of people like him, but... From a, um, my point is from the, the metric of like a person being famous, whether you like him or not. One of the all-time famous people, right? Okay. And you are the lawyer and you got to defend this guy in communist show trials. That's got to be insane. She, I would hope she writes a book. I hope she, she like doesn't, you know, become uh, a, a uh, Cassidy Hutchinson. They, they mostly all do, unfortunately. But I hope she doesn't turn into that. And I, I'd, I'd actually be interested if she wrote like an honest book about what this was. Because that's got to be insane. You're, you're the lawyer on the losing side of a rigged trial in an environment where it is highly likely they're going to arrest you at the end of this. And you took it willingly. Now, of course, there's a payoff. You, you do get fame. You get fame. You look really good. You're probably, you know, you're going to make money. But it's, that's got to be insane. And uh, so, but she understands that. Uh, and and granted, could maybe there's someone better that he could have picked. I'm not saying she's the best, but I do think she understands what this is, and that's why I like the fact that all the time, because the most important thing Trump can do, he already knows this, because he does it every chance he can get. You got to get in front of the cameras and talk about how rigged this is. Okay, you just got to over and over again. That's why Trump every like every 20 minutes leaves the courtroom, goes out, and just gives like a small speech about how rigged it is. That shit's important. 
you have to control the narrative because this is not a real trial. I mean, they're real trials, but these results are illegitimate. You're getting convicted no matter what. They're total show trials. They're total bullshit. So you have to try to win in a different way. It's unprecedented. I don't think anything like this has ever happened, that the guy is winning his freedom based on an election, not the court. Because you win the election and you get in there, then this, this goes away. And uh, it's crazy. It's unbelievable that they're doing this. I hope they lose. And I hope Trump wins. We'll have to see. Millions of dollars in legal fees, you know, from the judgments he gets against him. This guy yeah, isn't... but stupid. Those judgments have to stick. And we are not even close to... It's not even the beginning of this, as what whether those judgments st stick. Any of them. Idiot. Yeah. Like, no matter how you slice it with Donald Trump, this guy is an idiot. Oh, that's a great argument. Amazing. He's an idiot. That's a great argument. But this idiot has captured the entire Republican Party. There is no saving it. I agree with Rick Wilson on that, too. Yeah, he wants to kill us all. The party is dead, and it needs to be allowed to come off of life support. Right. So, yeah, this is dog whistling for violence against us. Pass on. Yep. And no longer cause any problems. Yep. He wants us all dead, and that's not surprising. That's okay. The feeling's mutual. No problem. With any... You know, but I'm not a commie. I believe in actual fair trials, and I believe in marginalizing my commie opponents humanely, politically, and legally. Luck. That's what will happen to the Republican Party. My only fear, and I think Rick Wilson's fear as well, is that it comes back to life as something far more grotesque than the actual Republican Party could have ever imagined becoming. Hopefully well, they come back to life and you guys go out like the soldiers in Day of the Dead went out. Those were some... <laughs> it's a hell of a thing. One guy's like, choke on it. I like that. That guy, he didn't go out like a bitch. He was getting pulled apart, and then he told the zombies to choke on his organs. I, I like that. I liked, that was pretty good. Choke on it. That's right. Go out. I mean, what are you going to do? The one guy shot himself in the head, and the other guy, one of the most disturbing deaths uh, as a kid that I saw, where they're pulling this guy's head off, and his voice is like getting a, a higher pitch. I don't know whose idea was that. It was, a, I think, Tony Savini, was that his name, did the... Did the special effect? Whose fucking idea was it? That was next level. Disturbing gore. Now, now looking back, and you know, you've seen a lot. It's kind of like whatever. But at the time, when you're a kid, you're you're thinking about it for like a year. Whose fucking idea was that? How did they come up with that? Did they look it up to see? Because you know, some of these people, these gore special effects people, they actually study the way people can be violently murdered and killed, and then they put it in the thing. That's got That's next level. Next level. But uh, whoever came up with that is a fuck. Gee, I should probably see if there's a DVD um, director's commentary on um, that scene, and maybe they explain whose idea that was. Was it Romero's idea? Was it Tony Savini? <clears throat> Am I totally sacrilegious if I say... Is this blasphemy if I say that I think Day of the Dead was better than Dawn of the Dead? Am I? Is that unacceptable? Is that an unacceptable opinion? Just the, the special effects in Dawn of the Dead just didn't really do it for me. They were just blue people, okay? I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I just think the special effects in Day of the Dead were next level. Anyway, whatever. I like that movie. I have a fond nostalgia towards that movie because it was one of the earliest horror movies that I saw as a kid. And it disturbed the shit out of me, but it was also thrilling. 
It's, you know, when you're watching things you're not supposed to watch as a kid, it's weird. You're disturbed and and you're you're like horrified, but there's it's so thrilling. And you're like, this is so disturbing and awesome at the same time. It's amazing. <clears throat> anyway, whatever. Day of the Dead. It's a good movie. Kind of. Not really, but it's, yeah, it's all right. <clears throat> Trump goes on an insane rant against pencil neck Adam Schiff. Tr- Trump has one of the all-time quotes. It was a recent one where he called Adam Schiff a marvel. What did he say? He's like, he's a technical marvel or, or something. He's like, he's a... Arch- Hold on. We got to find the clip. Trump, uh, Schiff, marvel. It's one of the greatest lines, in my opinion. Top five all-time. Oh, a structural marvel. <laughs> you don't have a sense of humor, we're typically fine. But you got to sort of make a little bit of fun. And, Slow. Uh, I, I sort of uh, imitate his speaking, and I go, bye-bye. Uh, he has no idea where the hell he is. He's right? talking about Biden. Or I'll, I'll show him where he, he can't find the stairs now. We have a stair there, we have a stair there. We have one here, and one here. But they're all over the place. And he can never find this. I think Secret Service is, you always have this young, handsome guy run onto the stage, grab his arm, and pretend like it's normal to be doing that, right? <laughs> but the biggest thing is, when I do it, they sometimes put me on, and they say, Trump couldn't find his way off the stage. Because they are the most dishonest people on earth, other than guys like Adam Schiff and you know, Shifty Sh- Pencil Neck. Pencil Neck! He's a marvel. No, he's a structural marvel. He has a neck. And his head is like a watermelon and his neck. And how that neck can hold up that big, oversized, ugly head is hard to believe. That's an all-time. A structural marvel. And the way he delivers it, oh, it's fantastic, man. Even people that hate him admit that he's funny. I, I'm sure there's some people that don't find him funny. That's fine. You don't have to find him funny. I think he's hilarious. By the way, understand something. And I'm not saying this is good. I want someone worse than Trump. Do you understand that? Like, like I, I like it and it's funny. I want someone way worse than him, okay? And I'm not saying that's good. I'm just saying I would like someone that's even more savage than this. Um, and we'll see what happens if that happens. And maybe, you know, people will go, oh, we're going too far. We don't like it. These people deserve, as far as verbal words, these people deserve the worst words you could possibly come up with. And the beauty is, and what really makes this fun is they're so offended by words. You would think that, like, if they had any intelligence, the first thing that they would do is say, all right, guys, we have to pretend we're not affected by the words. Because can you imagine how much that would disarm us if if they actually could take jokes and words? We'd be in some trouble, I think. But they are so... It's so weird that no matter how much institutional control they have, they can't change the power dynamic of the weapon of the words. It's so weird because it's, it's the, the internet is the, is the, uh, it's the game changer. Because you can say your words in front of a large amount of people and you can convince a lot of people and anyone can do it. Anybody can do it. I hope that continues. I hope they keep the internet free because, uh, man, it's uh, it's fucking a structural marvel. That's fantastic. Okay. Anyway, here is uh, Farron Cousins. You know, political arguments 
nothing new, right? I mean, we have seen it since the beginning of the United States as a country. Hell, technically, even before <clears throat> we became our own country, there have been political disagreements. There have been public attacks from one official to another. Politicians just at each other's throats, sometimes quite literally. So when Donald Trump lashed out this week at Adam Schiff, not that surprising, right? Because that's what politicians do. Schiff will say something, Trump will respond, except this one is weird because Adam Schiff had not provoked Donald Trump. What are you talking about? Adam Schiff is one of the key gay operators in trying to take down Donald Trump. He is forever a provoker. There's no way he, his existence is a provocation. Okay, he should be in prison. He should be one of the top people on the list to prosecute if Trump gets in there. Not, I don't have him top two, but he's up there. He's definitely top 10. Absolutely top 10. Jamie Raskin, Adam Schiff. I'm assuming Obama and Clinton are untouchable. Okay, I don't want them to be untouchable. I'm assuming they're going to be untouchable. So that's why I have Norm Eisen and Mary McCord as like the top two. People will have a list according to their preferences. Um, but uh, yeah, Schiff is definitely on the list. The idea that, oh, Adam Schiff, he didn't do anything to Trump. Are you kidding me? That's insane. Donald Trump was sitting, possibly at home, maybe watching TV. Adam Schiff was not in the headlines this week. Trust me, I know. I read the news all day, every day. You're not trustworthy. Schiff had not done anything. But Donald Trump, something just clicked in his brain, or broke in his brain, probably. And Donald Trump got on Truth Social, he probably was like an ass. He probably is sitting there thinking about his speech. He probably had a smirk. He probably laughed a little at the structural marvel thing and then figured, let me see if I can dunk on him again. Let me see if I can come up with, you know, can I keep the momentum going? Absolute madman about how much he hates Adam Schiff. Here is what Donald Trump wrote unprovoked. It's not, an- that's ridiculous. What do you mean? He's, he is in a nonstop state of provocation. What are you talking about? These people are sick gaslighters. Oh my God, are you kidding? All caps post on Truth Social on Tuesday. You don't come back from the shit that you've done to him. You are in a, you are a one, your existence is a provocation. Whoever the hell you want to put on the list of provocative provokers, whether it's Schiff, uh, 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 Clinton, Rick Wilson, it really depends where you want to go. You know, propagandists, people in Congress, whatever. This is so gaslighting. Slimeball Adam Shifty Schiff, one of the true lowlifes in the history of politics in America, is running for the U.S. Senate in California. A state oh, for which he this was probably February 13th. Was this after the debate with Steve Garvey? It, it might have been. Has done nothing. Hold on. Escal- let's, let's just see. Because this guy was like, I'm a news guy, and I, I would tell you. Okay, let's see. Steve Garvey, debate with uh, Schiff. Debate, Schiff. What day was that? Was it like, I'll get, what's reasonable? A seven day, seven to ten day period? A seven day, let's go seven days. Uh, oh, no, that's a different debate. That's a new one. Which was the, when was the debate where Steve Garvey destroyed Adam Schiff? Um, six days ago, which was the 12th. Is this video the 13th? 
three days ago. Okay, three days. Yes, this, the, oh my God, this is literally the next day. Okay, so the guy who was like, oh, for no reason at all. I have absolutely no, no reason why Trump would bring him up. Because the night before, he had a debate in which Steve Garvey publicly destroyed Adam Schiff in a debate and called him a liar. Oh, my God. But you're a news guy. You would know. You would know. You fucking piece of shit liar. Unbelievable. They lie about everything. ...violent crime, destroy by allowing millions of illegal migrants, push the green new scam and all electric car mandate, perpetuate the homeless crisis and crime, defund the police, be bad to our military and vets, and stop water from freely flowing into the state from up north. Other than that, and his authorship of the failed and fully debunked Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, Pencil Neck is a wonderful guy. Sadly, between rank no-choice voting and unlimited numbers of mail-in ballots pouring into places unknown to people that sometimes receive many ballots to fill out and send back at will, Californians are screwed. Make America great again. At least, at least. You fucking whore, you're even laughing. These people are disgraceful. We end on a positive note, like, make America great again. Um... You should be in a padded cell. Why? Because he criticized Pencil Neck? This is un... You know, he's a marvel, a structural marvel. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy talk from a crazy person. And I'm not saying that lightly. I'm not saying Trump's a crazy guy because I hate him. I'm saying that these words... No, you are. You're, 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 you're trying to incite whether it's violence or bad things. You're trying to manufacture consent for bad things to happen to Trump and his supporters. So you pretend that his insults are something extra evil and somehow kind of illegal. It's ridiculous. These words. Yeah, they're just words, stupid. Came into his brain yeah. unprovoked. It's not unprovoked. He saw the debate. This is definitely, he pays attention to the, speaking of a person that pays attention to the news, uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, Steve Garvey. He had a moment, a viral moment, literally the night before uh, the tweet. And this was probably, this true social post was probably like late at night after the debate happened or early in the morning. And he's commenting on it. And he's commenting on the fact that Schiff is running. It's not unprovoked at all. He's sitting around maybe eating dinner and... God, I gotta fuck. No, again, he, he saw the... It's clear what happened. He saw the debate. <laughs> or the clip. There was a clip that went viral. That's psychotic. By the way, Steve Garvey, I remember his cards when I was a kid. He was a bit decent. I think he was a pretty decent baseball player. So good. I hope is he based? I mean, for a politician, they're really not going to ever be truly at a level that, you know, maybe one day, but not now. But is, you know, is he halfway decent? That's good. That's not something a normal person does. You're not the arbiter of, nor of a normal person. Look at you. First of all, you look like a testicle, literal testicle. And look at your eyes. You're like, you're crazed. You're a crazed person. And I want everybody to understand how well, that's never going to happen. You're never going to get everyone to understand your point. Only some people are going to understand your point. You see that as not just the words he said, but the mindset he had to be in to say them in the first place. A normal person would consider Adam Schiff corrupt. Not normal. I know the media this week. Everything's all about Biden and Biden's memory's getting bad. Biden's cognitive abilities not that great look yeah <laughs> i'm not pleased with biden's brain he'll defend it but biden unlike trump is not showing signs of complete and total psychosis 
Donald Trump goes into these blind rages. Again, a, a post on Truth Social is in no way a psychosis. It's I mean, completely insane. Completely insane. Is where he can't even form a cogent sentence. He's crazy. This No, he's not. He's just talking shit. This is crazy. Psychologists, psychiatrists, mental health professionals have been... Uh, who? Bendy Lee? These people have no credibility. Bendy Lee is one of the most discredited, quote-unquote, experts you got. Been warning us for eight years that there's something wrong with Donald Trump. There's nothing wrong with Donald Trump. This is this is a symptom. This is not a post on Truth Social. This no, is a. It isn't. This would be like, look, I, I I want you. I want to see you go to prison, and if they got you on some sort of mental illness thing, I'd laugh my ass off. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't make the argument that you're that like, I can't diagnose a mental illness. I think you're a ridiculous faggot. That's my diagnosis. You're a fucking faggot. That's my diagnosis. And take that for whatever whatever value you you assess there. I'll tell you this. My assessment is more valuable than any Bendy Lee assessment of Donald Trump. I'll tell you that right there. I'll tell you that right there. But, uh, I'm not going to say, oh, he's mentally ill. I mean, you know, leftists do have a level of mental illness, but I don't know. He's just a ridiculous, he's a retard. A symptom of a deep-seated psychosis. Disagreement with Adam Schiff and criticizing him is deep-seated psychosis? This. <laughs> And it's time that the media stops. I guess Steve Garvey has to be committed then. Sidesing, oh, Trump's brain, Biden's brain. No. One of the guys is getting old and getting forgetful. Absolutely. The other one is showing clear, indisputable signs of a very serious and very deep-rooted mental illness. Okay, then what about Adam Schiff when he's constantly talking about Trump? And, and, and he makes stuff up. He's like, oh, I have the direct evidence that Trump-Russia collusion. That was a blatant lie. One of the more blatant lies told in politics over the last what was that, five years. That was a blatant lie. There is a world of difference between those two. And things. how are you? You're, fr you're a free man after that. You tell people in front of you, you tell the nation, I have direct evidence of the president being a fucking traitor. And you lied, and nothing happens. Great! What a clown world's crazy. That's that's it. Yeah, he's got. He's probably now that I think about it, Schiff. You got to put him in the top five for prosecution. I think because of that, you you got to set a clear example. Maybe I have him at number three. So Eisen, McCord, and Adam Schiff. I don't know. There's probably people I'm forgetting. It really depends on how you want to go about it. It's probably never going to happen. But uh, again, fair trials for everyone. I am hard fair trial bastard. All right, let's get to some breaking news here. This is uh, breaking news from the internet from uh, Midwest Gunner. It says go to the 1245 mark. This is supposed to be a dumb police officer. Is this the acorn guy? It's like freaking out over an acorn. It's like, what's going on there? Crazy. 1245. I think it is. I've been asking all day. Like, get my car back. Like, I don't care about the argument. I don't care about. I don't even know what the argument is about. Well, I just want here my we go. car. I'm pulling out beautiful search. Jet fire! Jet fire! Jet fire! 
Shots fired! So my understanding is he was not hit and he's freaking out because an acorn fell on the roof of the car and he thought it was a gunshot. Inside your house, stay. Yes, yeah, stay inside your house. It might have hit my vest, I don't know. I'm not. Alright, so... I don't know. So this guy is a retard, and he resigned. Um, fortunately, the guy was not killed. I don't know how. I guess this guy shoots like a stormtrooper. And so the guy wasn't killed. But, uh, yeah, an acorn fell in a car, and this guy panicked. So, you know, it's just fucking insane. So fortunately, no one was killed. And uh, and there you go. you got to make an example. Of, like, that's unacceptable. Just like if a criminal fucking it, it does an armed robbery you have to make an example and it, the punishment has to be harsh you, you, you can't fucking have 
a cop lose his shit over an acorn and just start unloading magazines in the cars. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, no one was shooting at you, dude. I'm usually very sympathetic, uh, uh, but this, like, what? You, come on, give me a break. It's fucking retard. Anyway, it's interesting. Interesting. All right, we got another one here. This is breaking news from the internet from Javinus Midas. I think this is uh, something about wiped. This is breaking wiped, unwiped news. One moment. All right, let's see. One second. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, that's weird. Um, oh, yeah, Midwest Gunner's pointing out the guy he was shooting at in the cruiser was ha handcuffed. <laughs> it's like... But he, he uh, apparently he was... I, th I figured he was dead. But uh, apparently he, he wasn't injured, they said. So the whole thing is crazy. That's... Uh, that's fucking ridiculous. All right, here is the breaking wiped, unwiped news from Javenis Midas. Let's have a look here. So I actually don't wipe my bum. Oh, God, what? When you think about it, in nature, no other animal wipes after they use the restroom. Which of your organs did you use to think that thing? Your intestines? Because I cannot believe you use your brain to think that. So why do we do that? To stay clean and so that flies will not think there is a buffet down there. I know there's got to be a benefit to not wiping. Wrong! There is no benefit. You are more wrong than 3 plus 3 equals to 33. But if God wanted us to wipe... Hey! Leave God out of this! It is bad enough that you are not using the brain he gave you properly. Now you want to blame him. But if God wanted us to wipe... After we use the restroom, we would have a built-in way to do that um, into our anatomy. You know what I mean? What? No, I don't know what you mean. And I don't even want you to explain yourself. So, because we don't, I personally believe that wiping after using the restroom is not good for your health. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this one is Delulu level 9000. That room she is in right now must be smelling like that Delta airline flight right now. Bro, that guy's hilarious. Is he fucking, uh... <clears throat> is he from, uh, the, uh, why are you gay country? What fucking country was that? The, do you know the way people? What country is that? It's not Kenya. What the fuck country was that? Anyway, is he from there? He sounds like he's from there. That guy's pretty funny. People in shithole countries can dunk on some of our citizens. That's how bad clown world is. Like, a guy in a shithole country is laughing at one of ours because one of ours is questioning whether or not you should wipe your ass. I mean, look, if you argued our civilization or our society no longer deserves to exist, while I wouldn't agree with you because I think we can fix our commie problem, I, I can't blame you for coming to that conclusion. I would just say, bear with us while we have this communist infestation and uh, watch to see whether or not we can fix it. If we don't, we're going out, and that's it. But if we do, then, you know, we'll just be like, hey, remember when the commies infested and then we did whatever was necessary to fix that problem? Huh? That was interesting. We'll see. <clears throat> it's a hell of a thing. All right, let me go to... What's the date here? This is... Uh, let's see. Uh, Cobra says uh, uh, Putin... 
invited 14 armed Palestinian groups, including Hamas, to Moscow. Some experts claim Putin will provide weapons to support uh, Palestinian groups. Wow, <clears throat> that'll be interesting. Holy shit. Sheesh. Interesting. Silky Johnson says, look, HB, the science has spoken. Now when... Oh, God. Th this... Yeah. One of the worst stories I've ever covered, and it won't go away because it's still an issue, is this. This is... Uh, you knew another study was coming. There was already a study. You knew another one was coming. Silky says, the science has spoken. Now when disgusting pedophile trannies say what they're doing benefits the abused child, they'll pull up this nonsense when questioned. Yeah, there's a new quote-unquote study that says that the discharge that pedophile uh, trannies leak from their nipples, uh, these are men, these are pedophile men, who boost, juice themselves up with so much estrogen that they leak fluid out of their nipples that the study says it's safe to give to... Uh, babies and it's just like a female's breast milk. Get the fuck out of my face. This is insane. So poisoning babies is fine is because the, the tranny's feelings, that's who has to be coddled. The tranny's feelings, okay? Um, it's, it's unspeakable. It's unspeakable. It's unspeakable. It's unspeakable. Ritualized baby poison and abuse. It's like pedophilia and poisoning all in one. Accepted in mainstream society. I just, it's unspeakable. It's unspeakable. Crazy. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, Frag and Bastet's uh, regular super chat, no message. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the support. Silky Johnson says, HB, I don't know if you saw in the Rumble chat the other day, someone called the, the faggot prostitute from Miami Vice Kyle Feminine, which is great. The real semen shady. That is pretty good. I wish I could remember who it was. Uh, he, he doesn't mention a cock must have got his quota. Yeah, it's been a, a couple videos where he hasn't mentioned cock, which is surprising. Silky Johnson says, oh yeah, the pedophile-in-chief's judge appointments are so good they aren't retarded diversity hires that can barely speak and can't answer basic questions about court procedure or what a judge does. They don't need to because they're strong black women. Yeah, so they play the race card hard on these appointments. And um, there's been multiple clips of people like Kennedy asking them simple questions that they should know. They have no idea. And, and they pretend, oh, well, we're, we're helping black people. No, you want obedient communist blacks. Any black person that disagrees with you slightly, you hate them. Look at Clarence Thomas. They hate Clarence Thomas. They're trying to destroy him. <clears throat> so they, there's a certain type of black person that they want. Compliant, either compliant because they want the position or compliant because they truly believe in the cult. Either one. They'll take either. You just have to obey at all times. And you got to sit there. You know, I'll tell you this. I don't like Contenji Brown Jackson at all. She's not as dumb as I thought she was. I still think she's fucking retarded. But I'll tell you this. The whole, like, the issue about... Remember, she couldn't define what a woman is. And people were like, oh, she's so dumb. And, 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 and again, I don't think she's a genius. But what I think now, because I saw her line of questioning to the Democrat lawyer during the uh, Colorado case. And her line of questioning was coherent. Which makes me think, when she was sitting there and, and refusing to uh, uh, define what a woman was, what you had instead of a retard is a deliberate liar. It doesn't mean that she's a genius. She's still a fucking retard. But 
my assessment of that is that she was deliberately lying. It was on purpose. Now that's my assessment. I've updated my assessment. Whereas before I was like, look at this dumb bitch. She can't even define what a woman is. No, it's a deliberate lie. A person that's able to question the lawyer the way that she was able to could obviously knows what the fucking woman is. Okay. But it's because she's willing to lie on behalf of the ideology, which is interesting when you look at this court case, because this court case is so toxic that a person who, who gladly will lie for the regime is skeptical because if it's something they think is so toxic, no one wants to touch it. And so they're going to go, you know, the uh, cat piss lady with the shit stained teeth, you know, the secretary of Colorado, she's going to be the one that goes under for this. She's going to go under the bus hard. Jack Smith's going under the bus hard. All of these people, any of these gay ops that fail, these people are going under hard. And they're, they're going to deserve it. They're going to deserve it. It's going to be funny. Um, just like they almost threw Fanny under the bus. It looked like they were going to do that, but now they're protecting her. But they'll throw her under the bus in two seconds. Once, once it's time. Um, let's see. What's the next one? Silky Johnson says, HB, the tranny pedo commie faggot stunned took away Rogue's fantastic animated ass. I know, and that was a glorious ass. I didn't even realize. X-Men 97? I didn't even, I didn't, you know, I didn't watch the show. I was not anti the show. I just, I never watched it. I just never watched it. Uh, and in 97, I was, I was, I was probably like around 20 or so. I don't know. I, I think I was exactly 20, 70, 70. Yeah, I was exactly 20. So I wasn't really watching car the cartoons. I was more partial to, like, Transformers and the, the cartoons I watched as a kid. I'm not anti-cartoon. I'm not... Some people are like, oh, I can't believe adults watch cartoons. They watch whatever you want. I don't fucking care. But, um... Yeah, I... I but I was aware of it. and But I didn't realize what was going on with her ass. That's a fucking ass right there. But they, uh... Oh, yeah, they're turning it... Uh, uh, he probably talks about it. Let me keep reading here. Um, keep them away from the stuff we loved as kids or as we got older just have them inject their AIDS and everything yeah I was watching the quartering he keeps making this point of like fuck it let them have it who cares I kind of agree with that because this is the thing they'll never have the original they'll never have they, they, there's nothing as long as you own a physical copy whatever the commies are destroying whatever movie whatever comic book whatever it is if you have the physical copy of the original. There is not a goddamn thing they can do about that. So you have the original. They'll never have the original. So fuck it. And you know what? A lot of these things shouldn't even be remade anyway. So who cares? Who cares? They they made a remake that's a massive failure that just makes the original look that much better. So fuck these people. Stick with the original of whatever it is. And the more they fuck it up, the more good the original looks. That's it. That's it. There's they can't that's the one thing they can't take away. They can't take away the original. <clears throat> Whether it's Rogue's ass or fucking anything in Star Wars, there's nothing they can do about the original. So yeah, let them. I I think yeah, fuck it. Let let them destroy everything. It's gonna fail. It's gonna fail. And then one day, and I think it's probably gonna be with the advancement of AI. Because you, you, for example, there's a guy. I don't know who it is. He he somehow edited the lightsaber battle in Star Wars A New Hope between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and somehow, some people might consider this blasphemy, I would argue somehow made it better 
He 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 made Star Wars better. That's crazy. And I don't even think this is like a this is not a Hollywood guy. This is like a guy. And he so at some point the technology is going to get good enough where people are just going to say we're just doing our own Star Wars and they're going to just and it's going to be the shit. And what are they going to do? Copyright claim it? Okay, well they're going to upload it on all the different platforms and you're not going to be able to do anything about that. Or people will download their own copy. Eventually, that's going to happen. And but frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's already happened in some areas. It's happened with independent things, you know, like independent comic books and other things. But I, I'm not aware of it happening um, at like a high level with like a movie. There are a lot of decent like Star Wars fan films of like lightsaber battles that are fucking pretty good. So it can be done. It just hasn't been like. As far as I'm aware, someone hasn't released like a full movie that gets a lot of eyes where it's like, we made a Star Wars, this is better, and fuck, you know, whatever episodes seven through whatever they do. All their gay, the gay Han Solo movie, they'll just come out with their own one. Eventually, I think that'll happen. And then, you know, then the tables turn. So yeah, let them, let them do all this shit. Fuck them. It's going to suck, and everyone's going to laugh at them, and they're going to fail. And then eventually there's going... It's, if you want the Star Wars analogy, it, we're in the Empire Strikes Back phase. There's good, it's, uh, I, I don't really like that, because I like the Empire. So I, I, I like the Empire. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not saying I'd like to live under the Empire. I'm just saying I'm, I like the Empire. <clears throat> so, But let's pretend you know we're like the normal... Okay, we're in this phase. And then eventually the Return of the Jedi phase will happen. And then a whole bunch of people are going to make movies. And they're not going to need Hollywood. And then we win. So there you go. And they're going to re and re. Um, let's see. Silky so says, uh, HB, while I agree there's good cops out there. And I understand a lot of them deal with animals on a regular basis. The training needs to be severely overhauled. That retard just emptied a clip on a residential area and probably won't get in any trouble. Yeah, that's like in the completely nuts. That's completely nuts. Um, yeah, and I think part of this is policy. Uh, and also, you know, now like it's probably... You know, it's weird. On the one hand... When if people say, "Well, cops are walking on eggshells now," that's probably true. But on, but this guy just unloads a magazine. I guess he wasn't walking on eggshells. I guess he didn't care. You know. By the way, if that was a white guy, and he would have hit, actually, it might not have mattered because they threw up. Excuse me, they threw under the bus um, with Chauvin the rest of those cops, and they were all. One was Asian, one was Hispanic. They threw them all under the bus. They didn't care. That's some crazy shit. I, I tell you, one of the, the first thing you got to do, if you win, if you get in the office and you win, you've got to behead their holy guy, their, their god. You have to cut the head off their god. And how do you do that? You get, sh you fucking pardon Derek Chauvin. You come out with a press conference. You bring the coroner's report out. And you tell everyone, George Floyd died of an overdose. And you fucking pardon Chauvin. You have to cut the head off their god. I don't know if Trump will do that. I'll tell you this. I wouldn't put it past Stephen Miller to run that by him, though. I bet you if you said that to Stephen Miller, I bet he would understand. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting too much on Stephen Miller. I think he's okay. Again, not Jason Miller. Stephen Miller. You gotta. You have to behead their God. You've got to. you got to hold the head in front of everyone and say, George Floyd died of an overdose. Again, it's metaphorically, George Floyd's already dead. <clears throat> uh, you've George Floyd died of an overdose? 
I understand. You can even be nice. You don't have to do it like I would want to do it. You could be nice. You could say, hey, some of you, I don't, I couldn't do this, but you could, some of you really cared about this thing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just tell people, look, you were taken advantage of by bad people. You're good people. You, you really thought, you know, I can't blame you for thinking that you saw a guy get choked to death with a knee. You know, that's what it looked like at first. But now we have the evidence that that's not what happened. And what they did to these men is horrible and it shouldn't be tolerated. Okay? And you were lied to by Democrats and Democrat activists. So we're pardoning Derek Chauvin and the rest of the cops that involved. And we are now going to prosecute everyone involved, especially the officials that were on tape. Remember the, the phone recording? They always talk about all oh, Trump's recording in Georgia. Remember the recording with the, uh, the officials in Minnesota? admitting, okay, the coroner's report doesn't say what we needed to say. What do we do? And instead of going, well, we tell the truth, they, they decided to railroad these guys anyway. Those guys have to go to jail. That would be huge. That would be a huge game changer. Again, I'm probably fantasizing, but uh, that's what I would do. <clears throat> but what do I know? Let's see. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sympathetic. It's got to be very difficult to be. It just depends on. I'm sympathetic if you're a normal cop. If you're not an asshole, and you, and you're like, and you're not just gonna follow evil orders, which is a lot of them, unfortunately, but not all of them. You know, then yeah, it's diff, it's, it's ridiculous. But uh, it, there, there's a lot of bad ones, and it's not the bad ones of like, oh, they're shooting unarmed people. There's a lot of bad cops that will follow evil orders, like the guy that arrested the woman for wearing a mask. There's no excuse for that. That's insane. That's insane. And you should go to jail for that. That's sick. What you did to that woman was sick. You arrested her because she wouldn't wear a mask outside. You should go to jail. There should be no tolerance for that. It's crazy. Absolutely insane. People like that. The guy that arrested, remember the father in Virginia who objected to his daughter being raped by a tranny and was arrested for his object objection to tranny rape? That's what he was arrested. He was arrested. And uh, that cop should go to jail. That's crazy. You can't arrest that guy. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. You know he didn't do anything. You helped railroad that guy. Unacceptable. But what are they supposed to do? They're supposed to not violate people's rights. I don't give a shit, really. I'm sorry. It's your, that's your cross to bear. You want to be a cop? What, what, am, what am I going to tell you? <clears throat> anyway. Let's see here. Um, Killer8000 says, look at this, sh this shit. All right, let's see. The South African, uh-oh. Cape Town nurse in doo-doo for forcing mistress to eat dog feces. That's not good. You should go to jail for that. You can't try to force people to eat dog shit. It looks like Dave Chappelle. Is this real? Is that Dave Chappelle? Is that Dave Chappelle as, uh, what was the name of that crack addict that he played? It looks like him. I don't think it is, though. Because I don't ever remember him wearing pink pants. Might be, though. That guy, was, that shit was hilarious. A Cape Town nurse has found herself facing a lengthy period in jail and her career under threat after a video went viral showing her forcing another woman to eat animal shit. According to her report, Elizabeth Williams was reported to the police by residents who were outraged by the things she allegedly did to the 28-year-old alleged mistress, Ivo Dean Nickirk. <laughs> That's what it says. Ivo Dean Nickert. Nickert. That'll get a anchor in trouble. <clears throat> Nickert. What did you say? 
No, I didn't say nigger. I said nickert, okay? Nickert, nigger. Two completely different words. One is okay to say. The other one is the most offensive word you could possibly say. You should never say it. Never say it. And by God, dear viewer, never combine it with the word faggot. Nigger faggot is so offensive it started the Holocaust, okay? So just be very careful. These words are very dangerous. Why did this... Look at this... What do they call these? Is this a subheading? Is that what it's called? I forget. I don't fucking know. I didn't know I was going to read this subheading today. Why did Williams feed the mistress dog feces? <laughs> Based on what we can hear on the video clip. Oh, there's a video clip. It seems as if Williams was sure the 28-year-old alleged mistress had an affair with her partner, a gentleman only known as Juby. In the clip, Williams could be heard hurling slurs at the woman. I hope not nigger and faggot. You can't say those. As she stood over her, forcing her to eat a plastic bag full of dog shit. That's unacceptable. What does this say? Uh, is this a, uh, what the hell was the name of that guy? Is this an August Underground film? What the hell's going on? But it's not a, uh, <laughs> what was the guy with the vomit? Oh, with the girls uh, in the comic book. What the hell was his name? Lucifer Valentine. It's not a Lucifer Valentine movie, though. That's the next level. That's the next on the iceberg, where they're vomiting and drinking piss and all this shit. I don't watch these movies. I'm not a fan. But they were, there was a whole thing in the comic book, independent comic book world, where there was an argument over um, the usage of 3D assets, which suddenly took a left turn into an argument about people who were doing gore vomit porn and pissing on each other and doing incest and it was fucking hilarious anyway uh i don't like these movies but there's an entertainment value to watching people discover because i knew about the lucifer valentine movies because you know I, I i love the iceberg videos have you seen iceberg videos on youtube there's these content creators they make icebergs and they make them about everything what it is is it starts so there's a horror movie iceberg right and it starts with like the normal shit and then eventually goes into things that people don't even know whether they exist because they're illegal if they did exist anyway the Lucifer Valentine movies are very far down on the iceberg, and I think, I think, I forget, they're pretty far down there. It's like, I think the next level after that is either like some of the over-the-top Japanese shit or the illegal shit. I think it's, it's not that far from the illegal shit. Now, his movies, from my understanding, are not real. Well, they're kind of real. It's a, I think he... My understanding is this guy was like a real piece of shit and he fucked his sister and is a horrible person. And um, I think he would coerce junkies into... He was, you know, remember, some of you are probably not going to remember this, but if you go down rabbit holes, there was a guy named Max Hardcore. He was like the horror movie version of Max Hardcore. Uh, uh, Max Hardcore went to jail for what he did, and I think I, I support that. Fuck that guy. But anyway, this guy would like find heroin junkies that kind of were somewhat attractive, and he would like, I think, coerce them into like drinking piss and vomit. It's just horrible shit. But anyway, my point is, one of the comic book guys hired two sisters who had made one of these movies and watching all of the people discover this and comment about it on the internet was one of the more entertaining portions in, in kind of, it's not really blood sports, in like commentator battle internet history. It was one of the more entertaining and unexpected moments that I've ever witnessed. It was hilarious. It was fucking, it was phenomenal. It was both disgusting and hilarious. Anyway, whatever. 
Um, back to the article. Uh, based on what we can hear on the video clip, it seems as if Williams was sure the 28-year-old alleged mistress had an affair with Juby. All you got to do, all the per, all the shit forcer has to do here is say, no, we're making a we're making a movie like Lucifer Valentine. I'm not forcing anyone to eat shit. They're eating shit on their own under their own will, and it's okay. It's totally fine. This is fine. <laughs> Oh, man. In the clip, Williams could be heard hurling slurs at the woman as she stood over her, forcing her to eat a plastic bag full of dog shit. How is she in trouble with the law? Well, Nickirk, better be careful, uh, could be seen gagging, unable to hold down the feces. I imagine, are the girls gagging in the Lucifer Valentine's movies? I don't watch them. I've just read about them. Uh, there's some shit that I just reading about it is enough, you know. Whether it's that, whether it's the August Underground, or the uh, what was that movie from Serbia? I don't know how that movie's legal. I forget. Oh, it's called Serbian film. That's right. I don't know how that movie's legal. But anyway, whatever. Maybe there's something I'm missing. But to each his own. It depends. See, everyone has a limit to what they what they like. For from what it, like I like the Terrifier. That's a pretty violent movie. But I, the guys that brilliant actor the art the clown guy is arguably the greatest horror villain of all time in my opinion but it's pretty fucked up i've heard the second one's even more fucked up i've not seen the second one though I'm not sure if i'm gonna watch it but that's all right Just watch what you want <clears throat> oh the, uh, some people uh, what we remember what was the movie where they tie everyone together and feed them and they all shit in each other's mouth that's fucked up the human centipede <laughs> like what is happening it's whatever <laughs> It is what it is. What are you going to do? I have no room to talk. If you like Human Centipede, I have no room to talk because I like 70s grindhouse movies. Okay? So I like Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. I Spit on Your Grave. I like... Uh, what was the movie where, there were, uh, the, the, where the kid injects rabies into the meat pies? <laughs> what movie was that? I Drink Your Blood? I think that's what it's called. That movie's ridiculous. Anyway, it's kind of funny because all, all the heads look totally fake but it's uh anyway whatever like what you want <clears throat> i'm italian it's not surprising that i like italian trash because a lot of these italian trash movies from the 70s they were made by italians so they're good at making food and grindhouse it's pretty good the 28 year old revealed that she was lured to williams place after it was established that she and juby had an ongoing affair Nikirk alleged that williams attacked her with a chain and forced abortion pills down her throat wow that's brutal and without prior consent, drew blood from her to run an HIV test. Yikes. This is like a movie. It's like a Lucifer Valentine movie. South Africa, Lucifer Valentine. Dog shit eaters. <clears throat> Residents um, at, in Elsie's River who saw the video reported Williams to Tigerberg Hospital. Whereas uh, it is believed she works, the hospital confirmed that the nurse indeed works there and has launched an internal probe to assess the degree of Williams' guilt before deciding on how to act on the situation. The alleged incident's being looked into first to establish the facts before we can respond, the hospital said. Right, they have to assess the facts on the dog shit eating in South Africa. A case of assault with intent to do grievous bodily harm, intimidation, as well as Crime in injuria has been filed against the nurse. However, for now, Williams has not been placed under arrest. Cape Town nurse forces mistress to swallow... Oh, this is... Oh, it's deleted, apparently. Man, that's a hell of a thing. Now, the question is, is this a real news outlet? 
Uh, I think so. I think it's real. Ooh, brutal. Brutal. Why'd you eat it? You just tell it. Say, go fuck yourself. You ate it anyway? That's not good. Don't eat shit. You should spontaneously combust. By the way, my spontaneously combust rule, if I were the benevolent ruler of the world, um, would apply to uh, other any shit, not just your own shit. I think human beings should have an inborn mechanism where they spontaneously combust if they deliberately consume shit. And that would solve a lot of the commie problem because Antifa... Oh, it also applies if you handle your own shit on purpose. So Antifa would be virtually annihilated under such a scenario, but, you know... It's unlikely that's going to happen as well. All these things are very unlikely to happen. That's not just unlikely. It's literally impossible. Okay, thank you, uh, Killer8000. Appreciate that. Eric Gasse says, Sorry, HB, I have to refute what you said about the smart ones leaving TYT with just two names, Eva, Emma Viglin and Jessica Burbank. Checkmate. That's true, uh, especially Burbank. Burbank makes Viglin look like a genius. Burbank... Um, Actual Justice Warrior has done multiple videos on her utter brain dead takes just defending not only not only is Burbank stupid, she is despicable. She is a despicable commie. And I, and uh, credit to Sean, I, it seems like he understood that because he pointed out in a video where she was laughing at a victim of uh, uh, violence in D.C. She was like laughing and joking about it. And look, I don't care like. The difference is there's, of course, always going to be people on the Internet that are going to joke about anything. The difference, though, is leftists virtue signal and pretend that they're morally superior to you. And there's the hypocrisy there. And it's just bullshit. And they try to fuck with you, too. They're always trying to, like, censor you and shit. But anyway, his response to that was that she's despicable because she's a communist. And I was like, yes. I'm like, yes, this is good. More people are seeing it. This is fantastic. That's exactly correct. So good for him. And at 100% accurate. Jeremiah 5 times 5 says, To be added to the limp-wristed hairdresser's handjob book, I submit that Kyle's hairstyle is certainly semen streak. I believe he will be pleased with this, but displeased with his, that his hair can't reach his mouth. <laughs> yeah, what a bizarre thing. He didn't dress like that. He, he, he kind of... Uh, it's sad to say, I hate to say it, but he's always had a, oh, I hate to say it, but he's always had an Italian Guido quality to him. <clears throat> I hate to say it, because he's part, I think he's partially Italian. That's un, that's unfortunate. That's disgraceful. That's a true disgraceful Italian, not whether or not a person likes Rocky. Um, but uh, the effeminate, the full-blown effeminate style was right after he, uh, he got with Crystal, which is weird. It's a weird thing. I don't know, man. It's strange. PF says, uh, Wade told Fanny the only thing a woman can do for him is make him a sandwich. I watched the whole two-day testimony. Oh, yeah, I remember when she said that. It was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. She, uh, that's why she, he said that's why she paid. It was, uh, pretty funny. Um, Zach, this is breaking news from the internet from, uh, Zach, he says, uh, is this grounds for spontaneous combustion? Also, he, quoting, Keebs is a faggot. Join the element server, you retards. All right, looks like <clears throat> shots fired from Zach to Keeb to join a server, the element server. 
All right, very good. And shout out to Keebler for the uh, link. To, it's not LinkedIn. What the hell is it called? Linktree for the Linktree. Appreciate that. That should be every, I don't know, 90 minutes the bot should post it on YouTube, I think. I don't think I put it in the uh, Rumble ch uh, description yet. I have to do that. Okay, so this, the question is Ask Penny. Oh, <laughs> Ask Penny. I've seen this. This is funny. <laughs> Suck. So anyways, I finally got a meeting with Bellamy, the Bacon Bits King. Now, I know my campaign's awesome. The problem is, everybody I talk to says Bellamy's a real ball breaker. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Well, Nick, you're my brother, and you're incredibly successful. Yes, I am. I was hoping that maybe you could give me some tips that might give me an edge when I meet with him. Okay, sure, here's a good one. When you greet him, give him a good firm handshake and don't release until he does. No, 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 I want something different, something special. We're a red tie. Power tie, that's Bush League. I'm talking about a secret weapon here, Nick. Oh, secret weapon, huh? Yeah. Okay, I think I know what you're after. But if I tell you, you gotta promise not to tell anybody else. I promise. This is sort of a long-term strategy. When's your meeting with Bellamy? week from today. Oh, not much time. But it might work. Yeah, okay, sure. Every time a penny passes through your hands, stick it up your ass. What? And then spend it. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. I thought you were really gonna help me. How does sticking pennies up my ass give me an edge when I meet with them? You don't just stick them up your ass, you spend them. Now, like I said, it's a long-term strategy. I've been doing this for 11 years now. Every day for the past 11 years, I've stuck $30 in pennies up my ass. I use them for everything, cab rides, movie theater, groceries. What does that accomplish? Will you listen? It's a lot of ass pennies I got out there, my friend. And here's where the magic comes in. When I meet with someone who intimidates me, who puts me on edge, a real hard ass, I just think to myself, they've probably handled one of my ass pennies. In fact, they probably have one in their pocket right then. That just seems to sort of give me the upper hand. I mean, hey, I haven't touched anything that's been in their ass. Hey, where's Bellamy like to eat? He likes to eat at the pump room. Great, here's what you do. Go to the bank today, get yourself $50 in pennies. Stick them all up your ass. Oh, one at a time, of course. You go to the pump room, buy yourself a nice dinner, paying entirely in pennies. Now, they'll be using your pennies for next week, at least. Bellamy goes in there to eat, he gets your ass pennies for change. By the time you meet with him, you know he's had something in his hand that you've had in your ass. So? So then you got the upper hand. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. It's just like imagining someone in their underwear. No, it's not. It's horrible. Yeah, well, it works for me. <laughs> you know what? I used to look up to you. I used to think you really had it together. Oh, I do have it together, little brother. You don't pull down eight figures a year without having it together. You don't have it together, Nick. You stick pennies up your ass for confidence. That's not having it together. Do you think you're better than me? I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't have to. It's written all over your face. You have any change in your pocket? Why? Take it out. Why? Go on. Take it out and take a good look at it. Oh, my. You've got a few pennies in there, don't you? I've been sticking $30 in pennies up my ass for the past 11 years. That's 3,000 pennies a day, 21,000 pennies a week. 
1,092,000 pennies a year. To date, that's 12,012,000 pennies, eight times the population of Nebraska. Those pennies were in my ass. You think you're better than me? Oh, you're not better than me. You handle my ass pennies every day. You pick up my ass pennies for good luck. You throw my ass pennies in fountains and make wishes on them. You give my ass pennies to your little daughter to buy gumballs for. You handle my ass pennies every day, all of you. You all handle my ass pennies. I laugh at you before you can laugh at me, because your pennies have been in my ass. <clears throat> all right, so the question, is that grounds for combustion? I would say yes. I would say it's grounds for combustion. It's funny. You know, but I, I think it's grounds for combustion because um, <clears throat> eventually this is going to be you're going to be handling your own shit. See, this is what what uh, the guy uh, a good counter argument you're going to counter argument the ass penny guy is that you put the pennies in your ass, so you also handled your own ass pennies. So this is a cell phone. It's a cell phone. So uh, yeah, uh, I, I would say that uh, that would be grounds for spontaneous combustion. Absolutely. Alrighty, let me see here. I think we're good. Okay, very good. Oh, you know, it's. I'll just. I'll, I'll close with this because that was just a. That seemed like a very old clip. The guy had a beeper. That was probably years ago when you were allowed to be funny. I've been going through. I go through clips for the new show, The Hard R Hour, and I go through a lot of old sitcom clips and uh, sketch comedy clips. I forgot how completely normal, like. Offensive comedy, especially racially offensive comedy at a certain period, was completely normal and and common. I, I wasn't a big mad TV watcher. At the time I was watching SNL, I didn't really watch a lot of mad TV. There are a ton of super racially offensive mad TV clips. There were multiple um, um, episodes, quote unquote, of a series where Artie Lang pretends to be a black woman. It's called, like I think it's called That's My White Mama. It is fucking crazy. And it's just, like, it was, I think that's the, the whole point. Like, I just hope someday we can renormalize all that shit. Because it was completely common. It was common and normal. It was everywhere. In Living Color, Mad TV, Stand-Up Comedy, Comedy Central. Um... Some of there's a little still allowed. South Park can still a little bit do something, but it's just it's completely normal, because they try to make it seem like oh you're this you're a horrible person if you like no I'm the person that I've always been. You don't have to like that person and you don't have to like that kind of humor, but I like it and other people like it and that we should be allowed to do it. That's it. <clears throat> there's nothing going on here that you wouldn't have seen on any of those shows or the Howard Stern show or the Howard Stern pay per views. Where it really, that's where like they, that's where they would say nigger. <clears throat> that's where that clip where, uh, and it's actually even though I don't like Howard Stern, I love that clip. I love that sketch. Howard Stern, and Sherman Helmsley, uh, and uh, who was the other person in that? Clip? Oh no no, I think it was just Sherman Helmsley and 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 uh, Stern. I think right. Anyway. Howard Stern dresses in blackface and they do this whole thing making fun of Ted Danson because Ted Danson, you know, like I'm not going to try to split hairs. People can say what they want. There is a weird thing with the Ted Danson, like it, it was they were making fun of him. And and look, I oh that's another thing. Ted Danson went out in blackface with Whoopi Goldberg. 
The problem was, I think they ended up cucking and apologizing for that. If you're going to do that, you can't apologize because it'll just help them. But anyway, my point is, I like the fact that Sherman Helmsley, George Jefferson, and Howard Stern did a comedy skit together with like super offensive r racial jokes. That's fantastic. That was normal. That was the pay. I mean, it was the pay-per-view. Uh, they, they, because you know, even no, no, no. Actually, you could say nigger on TV. There's a bunch of examples. Sanford and Son. They said it. Jeffersons. There's all these clips of George Jefferson saying it. So the, this, all of this is bullshit. Like these were. This was not. They just decided to make everything normal and fun, super controversial to try to control all of us. And it's just, just no good. So hopefully we, there's a way to get it back. Probably not, but you could try. Try your best. But anyway, it's a lot of normal shit. But yeah, that's, that my, that's my white mama. That shit was fucking hilarious. Artie Lang was like being like a super stereotypical black woman. Because apparently like the, the story is that like he ran over. He was this white guy drinking and he ran over a black woman going home from the grocery store and then her spirit entered his body and now he's like it's fucking fantastic anyway whatever it is what it is okay <clears throat> yeah other people in the chat are pointing out different shows yeah boondocks there's it was it was completely normal okay it was normal it was and i would argue it is normal it's not, it's not that it was it's just that you had commies take over and decide to use all this shit as like a power play. It, I mean, it makes sense. You use the most normal shit in entertainment against the entire populace to try to control them. That's basically what they did. And now everything is completely, I mean, entertainment is just not funny at all. Most of it. Rarely is something allowed to be funny or a comedian tells a joke, everyone freaks out. Anyway. All right, very good. That's the end of the stream. Next stream is uh, Tuesday, 6.30 Eastern. Next news stream. Uh, tomorrow will be the Hard R uh, episode, I think five. Uh, I'm shooting for 7.30 Eastern. Uh, sometimes it's later in the evening if the rendering takes a long time. You can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash Hard News Network or uh, Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com. Um, you can go to um, Twitter, at LiveHNN, and uh, you can also uh, go to uh, pill.net for an archive as well. Wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it. And I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. I am the Hard Bastard. Thank you for watching.